gets a little bit more intense during the, this time of year during this time of year or during this time of the month you feel the hot breath of a supernatural predator breathing down your neck i get that every wednesday yeah but i mean this time of year it's like hey buddy when do you want to watch more movies <laughs> yeah i i do get that i i get this strange thing where there's this person who's this entity, I should say, who um, notoriously doesn't watch movies at all and then uh, decides to watch movies during the month of October and then and then she tries to, you know, critique my movie watching ability. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I'm going to come right out and say it. It is downright uh, abhorrent is the word Tony Soprano would use. Ab- abhorrent? Abhorrent like that. I see. Yeah, that's how he says it in the show. Okay. In the show. Okay. Um, yeah, it. Uh, I'm doing my best. I'm averaging at least one a day, which I think is, you know, the best that you can shoot for. Is it most though? days? Is it the best? Uh, I mean, uh, as like a regular person who has like, like a regular job and responsibilities and things like that, it's probably enough. Hmm. It's probably enough. I know. Some people could maybe do better. Some people could do worse. I think I'm right in the average. You know, where there's a will, there's a way, RJ. Uh, I've heard other people say that, usually on trial, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where do you fit into that category? Have you been tried for your crimes yet? or? <laughs> um, Just on YouTube. Uh, have we got any uh, no, uh, no, slick no. comments lately? No, no one cares. Mm. No one cares anymore. Not even on the ghoul schools. Especially on the ghoul schools. Nobody, people don't find anything attractive about that package. I, uh, well, eventually maybe it'll just turn to dust. Like the, mm-hmm. the May endeavor, you know, mm-hmm. who knows if that'll ever happen again. Yeah. I mean, that's what, seven months away or something like that? Allegedly. Allegedly. If any of us are here at, at that time. And I don't mean metaphorically. I mean, truly, truly, we might not be alive at that point. So, but hey, best summer ever. Best summer ever. It's still going strong. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Fall, Fall, baby. It's fall. 
It is fall. And actually, you know who what? Are, who gives a shit about that summer crap? That's true. And we actually very rarely, this is a, a real fall. We don't usually get to experience fall like this. This is true. Usually, we're already ass deep in snow. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, man, this sucks. It went from summer to winter. And we didn't get a fall at all. Well, that uh, I feel like uh, that tide will turn. Uh, think- Post haste, I believe, of this even this very weekend. For all those little trick or treaters, mm. allegedly. Yeah, that's the, allegedly, that is the shit though. And we've talked about it before, where you have a really smoking costume and you got to wear your winter coat over top of it, and then everyone's like, "Oh, you are um, a coat for Halloween. That's cool, little boy." And you go, "Oh, oh, oh sucks yeah. living up here." Well, look at that. We'll be right. a single digit high with the... for Halloween. So some of the some of the braver kids could maybe go without uh, coats, but uh, if I was a parent, I'd I'd coat that kid up. Are you, absolutely. Are you going to be doing the uh, candy slide again? Uh, I don't know. We haven't decided. We we were really split. We're like, should we do that? Should we just answer the door but have masks on? Are you uh, saying is, is it a house divided? Mm 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 no, we uh we are gonna make a joint decision on this said matter. Yeah. Um, There'll be a committee just... struck. Will it be struck? Yeah, we'll, we will have a vote. And there's how kind of... how robust of a solution are we talking about here? The final solution. Uh, what? The final solution. <laughs> uh, oh dear. That's a term people use when they say that they've settled their discourse, right? That's not used any other way, is it? Um. Well, you should definitely Google search that when you're at work tomorrow. The I, final solution? I highly recommend it. Oh, on my, like, company's Wi-Fi? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. What if I... Good, I have your good... Wi-Fi. What if I drive to your house mm-hmm. and just uh, use the Wi-Fi real quick? Yeah. Would that be okay? Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we actually you're, have... You're, I, I think you were talking about your war on Halloween. I think that's what we were discussing. Well, I'm still not over the war on Christmas. What about the war on knives? Has anyone ever been against knives? That's what I've heard. That's what I heard. People are trying to get rid of knives now? Well, they're going to try to get rid of everything. Knives, fun. Fun? Yeah. Hey, were you were you part freedom? of those rallies downtown trying, two days ago? They're, they're trying to get rid of freedoms. Actually, so Tyr- I... Uh, but they are, they're all, they all want tyranny. You, they do want tyranny. You know what? Um, you know what we had uh, in our like our com- like our staff company parking lot today. Every vehicle had a, a flyer, and it said, "What the government? What else is the government not telling us? Lockdowns." And when you opened it up, there was an option to donate to the cause. Mm, Jarrett, that's the yeah. grift, eh? Yeah. So I the donation was uh, surprising to me. When I saw that, I, I immediately threw mine in the trash. But um, up, up, some... mean up till that point, it had your attention. No, I uh, someone else actually read it and was like, did you see they're trying to get donations? And I was like, Pfft. I was like, I threw that shit out immediately. I was like, person who was handling those what, probably what is... had some sort of disease. Obviously, RJ, you just posted uh on instagram because i noticed that uh we're being flooded with by the spam with, bots but by, by the spam bots telling us to dm okay i honest to god half of half of my our social media presence right now is me just re- blocking and reporting spam <laughs> on say, every that's, single that's thing probably, I post. it's probably closer to 90 percent 
it is 90% because like you guys only see the ones that I don't actually block because usually I stay on here and I block and I block and I block and then uh, that's enough. But uh, sometimes if I'm not like right on top of it, they uh, they stack. We've been ad- averaging four to five of these spam bots on a post. Mm. Four to five yeah, is what I would say. This is some great great halloween conversation we're having all the spam bots are halloween based they, so they're, candies they're, they're, of halloween four million followers they said uh uh-huh. the house of halloween would also like us to donate or to dm sorry not, not donate okay so what, what kind of spooky stuff do you got going on do you have any <laughs> do you have any halloween decorations outside i do not no not even a pumpkin not even a pumpkin. Not, not even, even a rogue pumpkin? Not, not, not even one rogue pumpkin. What about you? We got some pumpkins. and uh, we... are, are these pumpkins carved? No. They're just pumpkins. They're just pumpkins. So someone could like snatch one up and go make pumpkin pie from the guts. I mean, you could do that with a carved pumpkin also r- r- if you really wanted but, to. But, but you're supplying the pumpkin. You're just, and you're just, you've left it out there. Well, I mean, a lot of people supply pumpkins. A, a nice... Well, you got one. You got two. Well, I got. Can I use your can I, three? The question is, can I use your garbage can afterwards? Uh, one time someone did use our garbage I'm can. I'm aware. It was gross. I'm aware. Someone was messing with our can, and then it just showed up one day. City of Leth- or City of Creepstall brought it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I said, "Good for you, bud." Well, RJ. Uh, yeah. I know you've been interested in uh, becoming a homeowner, but have you ever uh, have you ever considered building a home? Yeah, uh, some people are like, would you build a home? And I said, not on your life would I ever fuck around with that. That sounds like my absolute nightmare. Well, speaking of absolute nightmares, houses being built in October. Uh I watched two films. uh, (gasps) They're part of a series. What kind of series? The Houses, October Built, one and two. Is it like documentaries about how spook culture has kind of created its own niche in the world? And we're all in it together? It is about haunts. Yeah, okay. So spooky. Um, So the first one is, I think, a bunch of people, actors, who get together and they film themselves going to haunts. Okay. So it's found footage. Yeah. But then... They run afoul of haunt carnies. What's a haunt carny? Well, it's like carnies, but for haunts. Did you ever watch that movie Haunt? I did not. Oh, okay. I think that kind of fits into the um, the wheelhouse. Yeah, oh, 100%. And actually, I did. Uh, I watched a one of the movies that was part of the Joe Bob, where Haunt, I think, broadcasts uh, on hack- Shudder. Yeah. Yes, Hackle. Hackle Did you that. watch the Joe Bob of it? No. Ah, Jarrett. It's, it's a waste of time. It just pads out time. I don't need it. Jarrett, Jarrett, it's... Jarrett. You're never going to get those spooky details that you might miss oh, otherwise. I'm fine. I think I'm going to live without the spooky details of Hackle Lantern. You know what? But you know what, RJ, though? It's not about that. Yeah. It's not about okay. that. It's about the house's October built. So mm-hmm. um, the fictional conceit of the film is that they start hearing word from carnies that I'm sure they've prompted because, uh, you know, this is the fiction. It's like, you ever hear about the blue skeleton? 
they're like they're like the real deal, man. They're they're rogue, and every year they they set up a new uh, haunt. And they never tell you where it is. It's by invite only, and they're mm-hmm. oh, and of course they're like, oh, we're up for the challenge. We got we got to track down the, the blue skeleton where they're going to be this year, and Ooh. they start getting tips. And of course, these haunt carnies they don't take kindly to outsiders trying to expose their secrets which is like what what secrets you 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 set up in the month of october uh or or some places uh year round there's like zombie Mm -hmm. runs that go all year round if you go to certain parts of the the midwest yes there is which are uh very it's a curious thing where certain pockets of communities just are it's like horror all year round mm-hmm. I, I wonder if there is a spirit of halloween that's open uh every day of the year there's definitely a, like i think that's the one owned by uh, joe spirit um the joe I, spirit joe spirit himself and uh i'm pretty sure it's like it's actually run out of his house so in his house he has um i don't know like it's not the full stock but it is open year round. Like there's some seasonal stuff. And uh, I just someone just sent me a clip from Bow Valley, and it is a uh, mystery solved. Who ate my pumpkin? A pumpkin was left on a front step, Jared. This is spooky related. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, a grizzly bear ate the pumpkin. Well, shit, RJ. You're leaving two pumpkins out. Three. Three, but are those pumpkins? Those bears are going to come for your goddamn pumpkins, and then they're going to come for you next. Happy, happy to, happy to help them. I gladly. Are you wearing an orange shirt at the moment? I potentially. Well, I, I embrace it. Well, holy shit! Well, I mean, you better watch out, buddy, because they might mistake you for a pumpkin and go for your pumpkin guts. I embrace it completely, oh, much ro- like the, I the roast your your man seeds. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> So tell me more about the man seeds in, uh, in the house. <laughs> the man though. seeds. Yes, the yeah. man seeds. Um, so you get to see some bad actors that are like, whatever. They're just people having conversations that are just endless and back and forth. And they're driving around in an RV. And eventually they get to the, 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 the <laughs> they, like, they get cornered by a violent haunt carnies. <laughs> they start shooting. Uh <laughs> you're you're a fan of haunt carnies, right? I'm a big fan. Well, See, you you definitely should watch that haunt movie because I think it's like it's pretty much got everything you're looking for. Right. Uh there's some pretty cool footage of legit haunts yeah. uh that are neat. And then you get to the the fake ass one at the end where it's uh actually it's funny because I when I got to the end of the houses October built uh, I went into some uh, Dylan Frew territory of people getting the vanishinged. Oh, no. And that's how it ends. But then they decided, what is it, between 2014 and 2017 to retcon the ending. And because they leave you at the end of the first one being like, oh, they're all they're all dead. They're all van- mm-hmm. they're all vanishinged. But then you watch Houses October Built 2 and it turns out it was all part of the, like the Carney's revenge to prove to really prove their point to be like, mm-hmm. we got you, didn't we? And then they're like, so of course, um, being vanishing is quite traumatic, and so, mm-hmm. uh, but these guys are all like, hey, you know that was pretty crazy what happened, but we should do it all over again. But now this 
TV company is going to pay us to do a documentary about haunts. How about that? Going back on the road. So Mm -hmm. the second movie is just literally them doing it all over again. And and they're they're just going to like haunts, but then there's like once in a while a a, a guy in a blue skull mask pops up around a corner, and you're like, oh no, the blue skeleton's back, and they're gonna get you. <laughs> I mean that's that's okay. I'm on board. Uh, with that. And so of course, <laughs> there's this bit that's like pretty good in this where. Like there's nothing scary about this crap, like nothing. Mm. But uh, they, they of course, like are led to this. Um, I don't know, some sort of construction out by this bay of water, and it's like pretty nice looking. It's kind of neat, nice ruin. Mm-hmm. And they show up at, in the middle of the night, and uh, there's this bunch of like, clown people. They're all the carny <laughs> clowns, and they're all quiet, and they just like wait, bring things. They come like follow this way, and then there's people are just like, okay, I guess. I mean, they tried to murder us last time, but I mean, it was just to teach us a lesson. So they 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 start getting like kind of brought through this building, and it's like, I don't know, it's kind of effective, but it's also hilarious. <laughs> people are just being like, it's so serious about these mm. <laughs> clowns, uh, and then they're like, hey, put these uh, hoodies on. And they zip them up, and they're like, no. But it's all silent. They're miming it. Now you got to zip it all the way up above your face, which they do. And then the mm. lights turn off. The lights get turned off, and there's, like, uh, blue lights on. And so, they're, they're, of course, their hoodies have, like, a skeleton pattern. And then they get chloroformed. And you're like, oh. But then at this point, you realize, I bet that all these all the dudes are in on it, and the, the woman's not. And if, that's exactly what happens, because it gets ridiculous. And you know that they're staging this thing where, like, oh, she thinks that all her friends are being murdered, but for some <laughs> reason, that's the twist. But then she finds out that it's a twist. Oh, and don't let us not forget that one of the greatest things about the house is October built too, is we get some drone action, baby. You like drones? Uh, is this the first time a drone has appeared in uh, this Creeptober? Probably uh, not. Probably, well, definitely in this. Uh, it, it's here to stay because this is not the last time I'll be mentioning drones. Uh, but there's a thing where it's like, hey, so wait. we got this new drone. And then they yeah. show them operating it. And then there's lots of drone footage for the rest of the film. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'd i be less excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to ask, though, what's your own personal blue skeleton? <laughs> like, uh, I'm not sure what you mean. Well, you know how the blue skeleton clearly represented a lot of different things, metaphors, symbolism. It, it, what is no, it? No. What did it mean to you? <laughs> what What would you, What part of your life would you think fits that? Well, it, it taught what it is. Well, I, I learned my lesson long ago: is don't mess with carnies. Ah, I mean that is important. You You shouldn't fuck around with carnies. Yeah. Ever. 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 Yeah. I think in the first one too, if I if I've got my timeline right. At one point, like the guys get up and leave the, the girl by herself, and a couple of city folk come and like harass her in the bathroom. <laughs> and it's like, they're all like, but it's all like, it's supposed to be serious. But it's just like, again, it's haunt carnies, intimidating. Mm-hmm. And they're like pulling guns on one another. And it's like, what is this? Mm. Well, how, so how, it gets how, into a. Uh... No. Different territory. Different different territory. And then it has this different non territory. and yeah, then you get to the end of the second one and it's a non ending. Nothing happens. Well maybe they were trying to set up the third. 
Maybe uh, the third one's going to pick up with yeah. that drone footage for like can't, 20 minutes. I can't wait till it drops. You never know. Well, I mean, hopefully I've really sold this one to everybody. This, this it sounds great. This, I mean, if you want to see some footage of haunts, um, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of that, and that stuff's fine. You get a little, you see some um, some like juggalo sex horror cornball fest in Texas. That's like a, supposed to be a spook house, but they talk about boobs a lot. So that's cool. Mm, when when does that not happen in a spook house though? Well, the ones that aren't uh, Rob Zombie based, perhaps. The fuck a doodle do houses. That's right. Those ones. The fuck a mm. doodle do mm. house. Yeah, it's serious stuff. So that was that's sweet. Uh, mm-hmm. I all, then checked out the. I guess technically this isn't, but from the original cycle of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I had never seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre four, aka Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation, starring Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey. Uh, I have heard of this film. Yeah, but I have not seen it. yeah, it doesn't have a very good reputation. Yeah, I remember the VHS tape uh, pretty clearly of like the pair of lips with the lipstick, but it's a chainsaw coming out of the lipstick capsule. Mm, oh yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool S- image, no? Yeah, but it's pretty cheese ball too. What do you mean? I thought it looked cool. I'm looking mm. at it right now. No. Looks good to me. You think that looks good, huh? Well, I mean, it's not like what is good, you know. So, and then you, but then there's another it's poster. Okay. There's the one that is on the letterboxed, which is with yeah. the uh, like lady Leatherface. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. The first picture you're talking about is the that's the head banner, right, with the chainsaw as lipstick. Yeah, but and you've, then, you've never the poster. Yeah, is but, but you've never have you ever seen the full VHS tape? No, no, no. Okay. I, I was just looking at this one. Let me okay. look it up. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's just that, but you see more of the banner. That's oh. not that's not a shot from the movie. <laughs> I, I see. It's not it's not a miniature chainsaw that someone's I, using as lipstick. Could you imagine if they did? If it was though, that would be a pretty good show. That'd be groundbreaking. So this is apparently uh, like a sequel, I guess, to everything that we've seen before, but it, that's impossible. Mm-mm. But that's fine. Like, yeah. But they definitely try to uh, re- replicate the the farmhouse, which I think they do a pretty good job of. It looks pretty spot on. Like the house itself. Yeah. Not like the barn. Like or the inter- okay. Just like the interiors and stuff like that. But mm. oh, this thing sucks. <laughs> like the uh, Renee. I don't know. Have we, I don't know if we've ever talked about Renee Zellweger ever before on the podcast, but. I've got to Doubtful. say that she sucks, and I've always thought that forever. I think she's a terrible actress, and here she's like really young, so she's probably even more inexperienced. So this is a whole nother level of bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's great, Matthew McConaughey. He's uh, oh, hey. he's kind of playing the what's his his character's name is Vilmer Slaughter. Because they're the Slaughter family now. Is that better? No. Do you think? No. Oh, okay. No. I, I don't know. I thought you maybe would prefer that. Because you're a man who likes literal things. <laughs> literal things. 
I, what does I, his family do? They slaughter people. They're the slaughters. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. There's the uh, so the the patriarch the of the from the gas station guy. He's been replaced mm-hmm. with a this like kind of hot to trot lawyer who's the sister who apparently left the farm and went and did her law schooling and now has come back for her practice. You don't just leave the farm and go get a normal job. You're not part of the slaughter family. Well, and then you're she like, picks you know, up, I might go be an accountant. But she, but, but she picks up pizza and brings it back to the cannibals. Like, that's what happens. So, like, no, no, it's not. Believe, no one would have a normal job unless it was like the guy who worked in like a slaughterhouse because, and like, you know, the obvious connection there. And he was like the guy who just like swept up stuff afterwards. That's, I think that's the only believable job for a member, a member of that family. That's just me, though. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she's a, a lawyer, you say? She's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of law does she practice? I don't know. General. <laughs> She's a. She's I don't. Know, I'm not sure if she's a solicitor or a barrister. If that's what you're asking. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. But yeah, this. That is what. Yeah, this movie's Go ahead. terrible. So it whole it uh, lives up to its uh, shitty I, reputation. Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's just t- it's it's trying to be one of the greatest horror films ever made, and. It just it's so badly directed. It's a it's a it's a mess. It's a first time director too. Uh, you should. She never came back. I guess this movie ended. That's too I don't bad. Maybe she worked in television after. Who knows? You should make a list of movies that are trying to be the best horror movies ever. Well, I don't know if this movie was trying to be, but it's definitely trying to replicate. It's messing. It's messing with perfection, and mm. that just brings attention you don't want on yourself. Yeah, that's fair. It highlights your faults way too much. And I got a lot of those. You do. A lot of those. But does it have as as many faults as Insidious Chapter 2? Um, I don't know. I I think that movie tried to do stuff, but... uh, wasn't super successful. Was this the first time you've you've seen? I had, yeah, I'd seen never, it? I had never I had never seen two. I I saw one back in like 2012, mm-hmm. and uh, I liked it, but I just never got around to watching the subsequent chapters. And it seems like three and four have nothing to do with the original story, other than it's got um, what's her name, M- Mrs. Neuterborn. <laughs> Mrs. Who? Neuterborn from uh, Dumb and Dumber. Mm. Lin Shay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and then, the landlady from Kingpin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She kind of had one of those Barbara Crampton style uh, resurgences. Not that she was. I don't think she was a huge horror actor beforehand, no. right? It was kind of. But but then she got all sucked into this uh, the the James Wan verse, I guess, with these like few mm-hmm. movies. Anyway, so yeah, Insidious Chapter Two. Um, we got Patrick Wilson. He's possessed by witch lady. Yeah. Um, and then, but we were supposed to like forget that the first movie ended with this being known. Cause like, uh, like, yeah, like we, we know, this, we, we know it's happened and then mm-hmm. we were supposed to forget all about it. And it kind of has a, uh, Amityville horror two kind of thing going on where, Patrick Wilson's yeah. like getting paler and sicker and more possessed. 
And then finally, uh, I think they're in a new home again. Yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. or no, actually, they're staying at Patrick Wilson's mom's house. And it's this, like, mansion. It's this gigantic house. Like, wait, yeah. like, it's like, why Why is this woman still living in this house all by herself? Like, this thing's, like, the square footage. It, mm-hmm. it, it'd kill you. The property taxes, RJ. Uh, well, if it was in Cruiseville, it would, because we got the highest property tax in the country, allegedly. That's, that's I, what I'm just... uh, some would claim. That's what some people claim. I just pulled up my, uh, my old review of this, and it's all, all coming back to me. It put she. I talk about how Rose Brin's character is frustrating because she knows her husband is possessed right when the movie starts, but it ignores it even when ghosts and ghoulies are everywhere. And then she talks about moving again, even though she knows that doesn't work. And then is told by Patrick Wilson that she knows that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. So then why did they bring it up again? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff like that where it's just like, this is not how this goes. And then they're like, okay, let's try it. And they go, <laughs> what? No. Say that's the opposite. Of uh, no. what you're supposed and, to be and, doing and then, here. And then, oh, then of course there's like the young actress. They get to play young Lin Shay's character, but they dub her over with Lin Shay. Oh, that's that's it's, so it, yeah. It's it's pretty like bizarre. Uh, yeah. Well, her voice doesn't match, and so well mm-hmm. we she I mean we got her right here. We'll have her dub over this woman. It's like I don't I don't. It's like strange things like this that. Mm-hmm. CGIing over people, I get because you're like, okay, we want them to look like Peter Cushing, but it's like, okay, we're gonna have a different actress. We're not gonna go try to de-age the other person, but we're gonna like, dub them over so so people know they're like, oh, that's her when she was young. Yeah. Did it work? Do you think though? Do you uh, think people in the theater was like, wow? I always forget that uh, Lee Wanell is in these movies. <clears throat> Right, RJ? One day he'll be back. Maybe. But he's frozen in time. Maybe he's in the further. Um, You turned into a robot for like about the last 20 seconds. I'm a, yeah, so, but you, you've, also, you've also been frozen in time. I, I've also been ro- robotized? Yes. Actually, you've been, you, you were silenced. Uh, Oh, yeah, I was trying to... I thought it was maybe my cord, but my computer seems fine. Oh. I think it's just Bagul, because uh, he's mad we're not talking about him. Mm-hmm. I think. And I'm also kind of think, uh, so, yeah, I, a, I, a little choked that we didn't get demon coolness in this one. I guess he's defeated, so move uh, on. Let's get rid of that. the best part of the first movie and uh, serve up mm-hmm. some standard... Fair. Did they defeat him though, or no? Nah, he, I mean, he didn't get the little, he didn't get the little boy. Yeah. So that's what I mean. He's like, still wasn't he's, it that... he's still around, but you know, you don't yeah. see it, you don't really see him again. He should be out there doing stuff. I would imagine. Probably he's got some schemes going on. Well, we're all scheming one way or another. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and then the movie. We all kinda, got oh, but anyway, Insidious Chapter Two it just uh, wraps up with a nice, neat little package. But then it's like, but Lynn Shay's going to have further adventures because she's going to hang out with the Ghostbusters. Before uh, we got disconnected, I was saying uh, I forgot that Lee Wanell was uh, the is the oh. one, one is Ghostbuster one. Yeah, that that's uh, the guy who did Saw, right? And Invisible yeah. Man. And. I'm, um, what's it called? 
the action movie. That's, that's oh, a, um, it's a good time. The the re the, oh shit, upgrade, upgrade, upgrade yeah, the, yeah, the, that shit's good. Yeah, that, that's good. Real good shirt. This is not good. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, what do you do? Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. It's the way of the road, Jared. Mm-hmm. It's the way of the road. But uh, well, I'm glad you actually watched it, just because. Yeah, I. But but, but it right? to- like... it, it completely turned me off of watching three and the last key. Wait a minute. There's more of those. Yeah, there's four. I think I probably knew that, but I think two turned me off as well. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> what a what a success. <laughs> what a uh, what a treat. Some would say. Oh, what the. Wait, what? Is there more than that? Oh, they're doing more a chapter. Those? Apparently, there's going to be a chapter five. Ah, uh, who's going to direct that oh, one? Patrick Wilson. <laughs> he is directing it. Yeah. Uh, chapter five problem. will pick up with the Lambert family ten years after the events of chapter two, as their son Dalton begins college. Their son's name is Dalton. That's not a first name for someone. Well, do you know the the name of the kid? Ty Simpkins. Like he's a real simp? Like he you is. Think? He is a real simp. Like he's, the he's a, simp? He's, he's a simpkins. Damn. Damn. You hate to see it. Mm. Well, uh, what, what was you, RG? You watch anything? Nope. Oh, damn. Well, let me... Let me uh, oh, okay. Did I, did I tell you about Countess Dracula last no, week? No, you had not. Two weeks ago? Nope. Okay. There's not much to say. Yes. Uh, well, welcome is... to Hammer Horror. Welcome to Hammer Horror. Do, do yeah, you uh, like uh, like bodacious babes kind of running around I? in vampire like attire? Kit. You know, they got the teeth. Yep. They got the the cleavage. Uh, they they got the nice, what? They got they got like sixties like big hair and mm, uh, nice dresses saves. and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about. I do, I do. So it's um, yeah, it's just hammer horror, and it's uh, not that that's bad. Like hammer serves its purpose too. I think there's some really good hammer stuff, and then there's a lot that's just kind of like, yeah, this is fine to have on in the back while I'm doing laundry. You know what I mean? It's a laundry movie, Jerk. It's a laundry movie. Wow. Not to get you off topic here, RJ, but uh, yeah. s- someone here on my letterbox just logged that they watched Hacksaw Ridge, which is a movie that is completely disappeared from like i think anyone and i remember when people had opinions about this movie and it was talked about but that was five years ago well do you remember that part when he picks up that guy's torso and is running through the battlefield like like a shield shield (laughs) that's good stuff Mm -hmm. i like that uh yeah so that's a horror movie um spooky as it is uh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Countess Dracula. So it's an I mean, this one's kind of based on like, I think history a little bit. Like, wasn't is there it, an old? Is it like a? Was it a? Not, is it like a Bathory? Yeah, like whatever that queen was who bathed in like virgin blood to try to become that's, younger. That's, that's the one. Yeah. So it's. I mean, it's similar to that, except this Dracula lady is consuming the blood to become younger. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I like the idea, but uh, in, in terms of the hammer era stuff, this one's not super entertaining. It's pretty boring. 
even I think the premise is cool, but the whole time I was kind of like, I'm bored. Mm-hmm. I'm bored. This is boring. You know what I mean, Jer? Well, yeah, my my review from October 1st, 2017. Uh, three stars. At this point, I'm just kind of, okay, fine. On Hammer Films, anytime I watch one, I feel like I'm just going through the motions. They are exactly what they are. High praise. Yep. <laughs> like, that's it. Uh, there's, I agree. Yeah, there's uh, not a lot of variance. Uh, mm-hmm. More often than not, you're looking at, yeah, I mean, they're comfortable to watch. You pop them on, you could probably do something else. They, they, they will transpire. The beats are all there. There's a pretty figured out formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there is a formula. Much like the other movie I watched. No. Actually, that, that didn't really have a formula. But yeah, that is that is just like a hammer in general, right? Like, like we said, there's some really good hammer out there, but there's some hammer that's not as good. I don't even... I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't so much this movie... I don't even know if I'd go as what? far as saying there's really good hammer. I think there's What about uh The Devil Rides Out? Yeah, there's two out of like 80 movies. <laughs> so I don't I do actually enjoy some of the Christopher Lee Dracula's. Like what's the, that the, one the, I really like? The first one's the best. Like the original one. The first one's one, good. And I think I actually like this I think it's a Dracula 1972 AD or something oh, I like that. terrible. I, I can't remember. There's one. Of, there's one of those Draculas that I actually kind of like. I'm like, oh yeah, this is fun. Yeah. Uh, terrible. Maybe strong. It's it's forgettable. It's very slow. What about the Hammer Mummy? That's not bad. Uh, it's been so long since I've seen it. I, I, I think I remember like saying it was good, but I don't know if there's any great. I don't think any of the Frankenstein ones are particularly good, as I'll discuss shortly. Yeah. But. What about Horror Express? Is that a uh, Hammer film by Eugenio uh, Martin? Uh, Hammer adjacent? Is that Jason? I, mean, I think it's the, uh, the the other guys like Tygon or something like that. Mm, Tygon, I think that's good. Is City of the Dead Horror Hotel Hammer? No, it isn't. No. That that's better than yeah. basically all all of them. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who oh, yeah. Horror Express is from. It is. Ah, my my favorite Benmar Productions. Man, we were just talking about Benmar like not even ten minutes ago. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I know. Not it's... on podcast before we started recording, right, of course. course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I I I do get I get some something out of Hammer films, but uh, what are you talking about? Yeah, Countess Dracula. It's fine. Um, kind of like Curse of the Crimson Altar. Mm-hmm. Which I watched uh, for my Christopher Lee. Uh, it also had Boris Karloff in it. Jared, you you remember him? I remember, remember him. that guy. Yep, he's pretty old in this thing. Pretty old. Yeah. Um. So here's the tagline for this, Jared. Come face to face with naked fear on the altar of evil. Does that sound interesting? Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah. Uh, this thing has nice good parts and cool ideas but it doesn't really it doesn't really make it happen you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you got some witchcraft some occultism some sacrificing you got a lot of guys in like s&m leather outfits just kind of walking around lifting weights and stuff like that and you're like that's cool uh you have christopher lee and boris karloff kind of doing that uh kind of coy thing where it's where it's like some young people come visit this mansion and they start getting dosed with LSD 
and uh, they start seeing stuff, and Boris Karloff's like, well, you know, old houses make sounds. It's yeah, not a big oh, thing. I'm, Don't worry hey, about it. Cr- cr- uh, the, cr- the Crimson Ultra is Tygon. <laughs> it's like they it's like they can't lose so you yeah. watch two stuffy british horror films from the 60s yeah yeah i did and i watched them on what day was uh oh i guess countess dracula 71 so it's uh late in the hammer cycle of horror in the game no. yeah yeah i mean there's a point you gotta watch some of these movies too you know you gotta once in a while, you might find a good one. Yeah, so, I mean, this is worth five bucks on Blu-ray. Like if sure. You, you go to a Kino sale, and you see this thing for five bucks. Buy it. It'll be fine. You'll ne- yep. you, you might w- never watch it again. You might watch it twice in your whole time. That's fine. You got a good deal. Yep. I don't know if it, it does. It, no. Or, or just it stream work? it. Or just stream this thing. Yeah, I think I, watch, I think I watched it on Tubi, maybe? Or Prime or something. I don't know. I watched it on something. Uh, but um, it's got a funny like disclaimer at the start talking about like the effects of LSD and stuff like that. And I think it was trying like I don't know why it was just like ooh, it's like illicit drugs, and it's like know. are they dreaming or is it real? And you're kind of like okay, mm-hmm. you're like all right, whatever. Sure. So anyways, it's fine. You know what I mean? I hear you. I agree. It's it exists. <laughs> It, it, it exists. It is definitely a movie that exists. High praise. Uh, <laughs> high praise. Um, do you want me to do another one, or do you yeah, want to you, take you, it back you, over? You, you have you, many to talk about. I do, but you can tell me about Scream of the Wolf. Scream. Uh, I'm, surprised you'd, wolf. I'm surprised you'd watch this, because, I mean, there's, like, a risk. Uh, there is. Uh, this movie actually has something of an anti-hunting agenda, just slightly. Okay. This is another pretty stiff 70s film. So I watched this on YouTube. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie to you, Jared. The quality was quite poor. Quite poor. I didn't know this was but Dan I, Curtis. It is Dan Curtis. And that's why I watched it. Because I can't remember um, when we were talking about Dan Curtis in the last uh, uh, year. Well I, talk, well, I talked about... The, well, there was the Night Strangler. Night Strangler, which you and, watched this year? Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. I literally just watched it because mm-hmm. uh, it's not the Night Stalker, but I did. I did just watch Night Strangler uh, a week ago. But mm-hmm. yeah, he comes up. He comes up. Him and he does. Him, him and Richard Matheson are pals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think they did Burnt Offerings together. Uh, I think because Burnt Night Offerings is a and horror tr- and horror trilogy book. of terror. Yeah, 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 and um, so I was gonna watch Burnt Offerings this year too, but I think it was when I, I think pre, pre Creeptober I checked and it was available on something, and now that we're in Creeptober, it's no longer available on anything. I so think I was like, it, yeah, it was on Shutter. Like, yeah, and I don't think it is anymore, which is annoying, or maybe it is. Maybe I just overlooked it. Um, but Dan Curtis has a few things like he's got that Alien movies Intruders, which I was gonna watch as well. Maybe Burnt Offerings is on Shredder. I For some reason, I thought it was, like, wasn't on anything. But I'll tell you. You, keep, you tell me about this Scream of the Wolf. Okay, here's your synopsis from Letterboxd. A big game hunter comes out of retirement to help track down a killer wolf and begins to suspect that it isn't a wolf, mm-hmm. but an animal that can take human form. Oh, damn. This stars uh, your, I think, 
sexual icon Peter Graves. You remember him from Men in Black too. Well, I mean, if you were talking Adam's about family values, if, if you were talking but, about burnt offerings, which is not available apparently anywhere now, um, yeah. if you were going to say Oliver Reed, I mean, that'd be a different story. Uh, well, that that was why I wanted to watch Burnt Offerings as well was for Oliver Reed, but uh, not the case, not nope. the case. But uh, we got another uh, pretty handsome American man called Clint Walker. In this thing, he looks all American, Jarrett. He looks like the definition of all American. And he was in Small Soldiers. You know that movie that I like a lot? As Nick Nitro. That's pretty cool. And Dirty Dozen. And The Ten Commandments. And Killdozer. Have you seen Killdozer? Uh, Yeah, I watched it last year, I thought. Yeah. Oh. I I couldn't tell or not. Is it good? No, it's terrible. It's really fucking Ah. boring. It's... it's, really boring yeah it, there must be something there, there's so much potential and it's just not there how how yeah. how does one fuck up kill dozer uh, i don't know man i gotta People tell you have, uh, it's no killer sofa that's all i can say few things are uh so i watched this movie called scream of the wolf chair um and it, as i said it was pretty poor quality but uh there is a series of killings in town and they kind of suspect wolves and this is like the second of three werewolf movies I watched this month that it's all, they all have the exact same layout. There's like deaths and people are like, that ain't no man who done that. That's an animal. And you go, okay. But then they'll find like, it'll be like a finger, but with like lots of hair on it. And they go, Hmm, there's more at play here than we thought. Uh, So it's like stuff like that. This actually, as far as I could tell, this doesn't even have like actual wolves in it. So like I, I knew it was a risk going into it, um, but uh, there isn't really any wolves in it. And then there's, it's really just about two guys flirting with each other, um, mm-hmm. and like because one guy's like the cop and one guy's like a big hunter guy, and uh, there, it's actually kind of funny. Like so, this movie came out in 1974, and this guy's talking in a bar about like hunting, and another guy, like a woke guy, comes up to him, and he's just like he like confronts him. He's like he's like, what do you get out of hunting? What do you get out of it? And uh, he's like, can't you like he like says all this stuff that you'd, you'd hear people like to currently kind of talk about this. And I was like, damn, for the 70s, I was like, pretty crazy. Uh, but then this big guy kind of looks at him. He's like, if you want to see why I enjoy hunting, why don't you come outside with me? And then everyone goes, oh, it's like he was going to kill him. That's spooky. <laughs> um, so anyways, you think it's. um. You think it's one guy, but I'm going to tell you a spoiler here, Jarrett. It's the other guy. Oh, damn. You weren't expecting that, were you? (laughs) Holy crap. You think it's the one guy, but it turns out to be the other guy. And then you go, (laughs) oh, dear. Uh, I can only imagine seeing this. I don't know. Was was this a TV movie or is it a theatrical release? Oh, it's 100% a TV movie. Yeah, I should... uh, I don't know if I have a take for that or not, but yeah, TV movie, poor quality. I don't. I don't think even if they fixed up the the of this, like they, they say, gave it some pixels. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna do much for you. I'd say this is uh, one of those uh, one of those movies you have a little nap during. You just kind of close your <laughs> yeah, eyes after, you after a turkey like, dinner. <laughs> yeah, 
it's uh it's it's one of those movies you know you kind of just drift back in your chair a little bit and you go i'm here i'm watching i'm listening but you're really kind of fading away well uh, i think that's a, a new uh a new tag that needs to come here from this is sleep aid sleep aid yeah yeah i can uh i can update that here a, i think we, it, it would take some work to go back to uh accurately uh put oh to to get them all yeah. yeah so i got sleep aid what else did i just describe this movie as um fuck i can't remember see look i, I just talked about this an, movie an, an, an animal didn't do it uh yeah i don't know what kind of take could i use for that no and the, like in and the animals are innocent i don't know we are the real monsters no that's too confusing well, somebody does become the real monster in this one, if you know what I mean. Mm. Not the guy you think. The right, it's guy. the other guy. It's the other guy. Yeah. So anyways, uh, what yeah. about you? Do you watch any movies? Do you ever hear about Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell? It sounds awesome. I have not heard of it. It sounds uh, wicked. Which is also, a.k.a. the Japanese Evil Dead, which is accurate. It is 100% a rift on... Uh, the Evil Dead movies. This one has the trappings of a J horror. It's got like because mm. I mean obviously it's in Japan and it's in those like kind of like a, a residential area. So I mean it looks like that one uh, Noroi Noroi movie. No Noru Noru Noroi Noru. You know the one. Yeah, the I know which one. It has that that kind of yeah. look to like the neighborhood. Uh, but that's like kind of the outside scenes, and then it goes inside, and it's hmm. a bunch of yeah. So there is a, as the synopsis says, a beefy bodybuilder, and so this oh, is wow. like the second Japanese movie that I've watched uh, in for horror month uh, about with bodybuilders. Last year it was the movie called Muscle, mm-hmm. which was the one with the guy who's like obsessed with uh, watching Pasolini. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one now. So that was also about a bodybuilder. And then I was thinking, like, oh, yeah, this is like this uh, Japanese nationalist thing because you have Mishima, who also got really into bodybuilding. And Mishima I, the person or Mishima the movie? The the, the person. The movie, did, the, oh. the movie didn't get into bodybuilding. Well, that's why I needed clarification, yeah. Jared. I was, for a second, I was a little confused a bit. I said, yeah. the movie? So, okay, so how much how much buff stuff is there in this? Uh, when he realizes how buff he is at the end and saves the day through muscles, I guess. Mm. But there's a little mm-hmm. bit of bu- there's a little bit about him getting buff, and then uh, his girlfriend asks him f- to for some help. Uh, they join they're joined with a professional psychic, and then they're kind of like stuck inside the house for the rest of the movie. It's only like sixty two minutes long. And mm-hmm. there's lots of blue makeup and very simple gore effects, people getting possessed. Uh, he's trying to save um, the day and save his girlfriend being, from being possessed. And then he's not having a lot of uh, help with that. He's not being very successful until he remembers, I got muscles. I so got, I think I, what you... I got to use my muscles to save the day. Do you think that applies to real life as well? Do you think muscles is the solution? Well, I think only muscles will end this lockdown. Are you saying that there's some kind of final solution, potentially? Uh, I hope not. Oh. I hope not. Oh, okay. Okay, so not bad for the muscles. 
this is what you're saying. at 62 minutes long. This felt very long. It is, even, mm. even by my standards, it, it felt kind of aimless. And so I, I think the, pr- the production of this, it was originally shot in 1995. And then it took, what, 17 years to finally be edited and released? Hmm. So if if it's strange, so this got released in 2012, but it's clearly mm-hmm. from 1995. I don't know. I I don't think if, even if I had seen this in 1997, I would have been like, "Oh, this is amazing." It it just feels like a fan film. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Some people I think uh, are really are, into are, it. Are fans. Yeah. Well. I mean, it's it was worth a shot. I'm glad you great glad title. You checked out the Buff Boys at least, yeah. Little Buff Boys that is. Mm-hmm. What was it called again? Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. It Correct. sounds awesome. Yeah, there you go. You nailed it. Yeah, yeah, I got that off head. I I didn't have to. look Yeah, at the the director. To... This is definitely the uh, the peak of his career. He worked. He made a bunch of short films going back to 1983. Something called Bloody Demon, followed by Ripper, followed by nightmare scoop followed by this and that that's it damn damn Damn. is ripper a fart movie do you think uh it's probably a slasher yeah it'd be better if it was a fart movie or do you heard about uh hammer horror this is news to me. I okay. uh, it sounds ex- well, this, super exciting. This though. Studio back in olden times, back mm-hmm. in the fifties, sixties, seventies, they made horror movies using like classic Universal characters. One of which was Frankenstein and his monster. Mm. And uh, I've been making my way through the horror mm-hmm. Dracula's and the Frankenstein's, and this year it was Frankenstein created woman's turn. Mm-hmm. And is that is that the one I just watched? Oh no, I watched that last year. You watched this last year. Yeah, uh, I watched the, Frankenstein the, must be destroyed this year. Mm, the tagline for this film: Now Frankenstein has created a beautiful woman with the soul of the devil. What? A deformed, tormented girl drowns herself after her lover is framed for murder and guillotined. Man, that summarizes like the whole first half of the movie. Baron Frankenstein experimenting with the transfer of souls places the boy's uh-huh. soul into her body, bringing Christina back to life. Driven by her revenge, she carries out a violent retribution on those responsible for both deaths. I remember this movie. It's not bad. It's not too bad. Uh, yep. Dr. Frankenstein is definitely in the back seat of the action. This mm-hmm. is a story about this like nice guy whose dad was guillotined. And he saw his dad get guillotined as a, as a boy, as a wee little man. Mm-hmm. And then he grows up, and he's kind of a kind of a latchkey kid, all lumpy and oversized. And he's mm-hmm. he's he has a some a soft heart toward the horribly disfigured girl who has to like wear her bangs across her disfigurement on her face. Um, there are some some bad lads that like to go by her window and call her ugly. Um, yeah, yeah, it's not nice. But there are louts, and they don't like to pay their their tabs. Um, they viciously assault the uh, the innkeeper, uh, murdering mm-hmm. him, and they flee. And they are able to pin it on 
our protagonist man, uh, who was that that very night was with her, and he, he had mm-hmm. to like he had to keep it on the down low, I guess, to protect her. Uh, I don't know virginity or decency or innocence. I have no, I don't know her it's, honor, Jareth. Yeah, it was for honor because she's out. She, Glory. She, she was out of town and couldn't. They couldn't discuss it whether it was okay. So he kept his mouth shut, and that led mm-hmm. him immediately to being tried and executed. And of course, he's executed just as she gets back. How about that? Whoops! And she's like, "This is horrible," and she goes and kills herself. And of course, Frankenstein. He's like, "Oh, I need the. I can use fresh. the. I can use these fresh bodies as long as the. Because it's there's a lot of like some soul talk, and there's some like bleeping souls that are like caught in like glass and stuff like that. He's like, yeah, I gotta get that body, but it's gotta be happening within the hour so I can harvest the soul, uh, which he does. And then he's like, grab the girl's body too, and then I can put his soul into her body, and now she's gonna be like a whole different person." And now she, uh, now she's all sexified. <laughs> it's like, oh, she's what, Jarrett? She's all sexified. She's cured of her deformity. I can't believe it. And so she's back and better than ever. Um, mm-hmm. But now she's like going to get revenge on these guys that led to everyone's death. And then the movie has this real like dark ending. <laughs> and Frankenstein goes. Well, I did my best and just walks away. <laughs> is that is uh, how he responds in every one of these movies? Well, he, he goes, he gets, well, well, I tried. So, well, sometimes he actually gets executed, but then it's a fake out. Yes. Because he's like, actually, I replaced myself with a guy who looked vaguely like me and nobody noticed. <laughs> mm. Classic yeah, if, Frankenstein if move. Oh, vintage Frankenstein. So if he's not fake out killed, he does a. He, he's always just kind of like, uh, oh, well. And then he just kind of leaves, you know? So this movie doesn't really have a Frankenstein in it. A, a, a Frankenstein monster. Well, Frankenstein is there. Well, the monster is woman. Yes. Frankenstein created woman. Is what? But it's not like a... Woman. Not, there's no stitches and, like, bolts and big, big furry no. coats and <laughs> big boots and tall heads. Nothing. No. This one's all about the soul, Jared. You know about souls? Yeah, and holes. And what? Next up would be Frankenstein must be destroyed. Yes. But I haven't seen that yet. And that's what I watched this year. Ooh. Ooh. Get ready for rape. Uh-oh. You know what I mean? Uh-oh. So what else you watch? You watch any movies this month? I watched a little film called Darkness, a.k.a. Oh. Leaf Junkers Darkness. With a tagline, that doesn't sound like a real thing. It's, it's that sounds exactly like a real person's name. Mm. With what tagline? Even the dead will scream. Is that true, though? A small community is besieged by vampires. After he mm. watches friends ravaged in a convenience store, a lone avenger Ugh. goes off to do battle with the undead, armed with a shotgun, chainsaw, and holy water. Later, he finds other survivors, and they try to stay alive long enough to do battle with Livin, King of the Vampires. Hmm. So this little film, the little film mm-hmm. that could, uh, was made by a bunch of friends, like basically teenagers, like twenty somethings, who just love fucking horror movies. They just they they really like Near Dark, 
um, and violent horror movies. And they're like, we got to do this. Mm. We got to make our own type of movie. And they did. There, there, there's a lot of tests. You know, they did something called uh, Ghost Carol from 1983. That sounds cool. And uh, I mean, they they worked their way up to making Darkness, which, ah, man, the opening of this, if it was remade with like a real budget, it would be mm-hmm. so badass. You'd be just like, oh, like I want all of it. I want all of it. And then the movie kind of like because it, because of the scope the scope of it, it doesn't really go beyond that too much. It's a lot of like warehouse vampire killing. Like but it's like pretty mm. well nonstop like you almost get numbed to the the non the, the vampire kills and in the survivors killing vampires and people just getting constantly staked or their blood drank or getting sl- murderized. So you're just kind of like, mm-hmm. "Oh, it's like it's kind of played but then you get to the end, and it's like I would say that this has a the vibe of a Deadbeat by Dawn. Ooh, uh, I like that. Yeah, the the ending, the last I don't know twenty minutes are kind of like out in the open, and oh, and then it gets good again. <laughs> it's like ah, oh, the screenshots. This thing is so screenshotable. And, you, and yet you didn't send me a single one. I had to use Worm Boy <laughs> for our thing. Are you, you going to complain about Worm Boy? No, Worm Boy is cool. I like Worm Boy. <laughs> okay, good. So, but yeah, I so mean, anyways, so this is cool. Um, I think it's supposed to come out on Blu-ray one of these days. Someone's been mm-hmm. threatening to release this. It just hasn't come out yet. Uh, but yeah, I think this is really. Uh, I've heard about this for a while. Do mm-hmm. I think it is an all-time classic? No, but I think it's like for super low-budget independent stuff that some kids made. This thing's awesome. Mm-hmm. That sounds cool. And what I would say is when it does get repackaged and put out fancy and you buy it, yes. give it uh, give me a lend. I can do what that. I, would say. I can do that. Give, give me a lend to that bad boy. Sure. So, yeah, I had a I can't remember someone asked me about this. Maybe it was Corpse. Or... He, he watched it. Okay, that's who it was then. Yeah. Yeah, so uh you're a uh, your four star films uh, drew attention because people went, "What's this now? What's all of this about then?" What's That's this what all? They said. Oh, oh, pip pip. What's, What's all it? this then? Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of corpse, looks like we're on the same page with the the next little thing I watched, a short called South Mill District, directed by one Joe Meredith, who has made mm. a trilogy of these movies of these ultra low budget. Uh, independent body horror films. Uh, the synopsis, because this is only mm-hmm. 25 minutes long, where the line between human and alien is blurred. Ten years have passed since the alien war, and now the line oh, between shit. human and alien is blurred. <laughs> the film follows two vagrants who were once subjects of a dangerous experiment involving the assimilation of alien and human DNA. All sounds pretty good. It's not. It's not. Uh, I believe it stars our director, Joe Meredith, who does some voiceover work. Um, this is very low budgety. The If you look up what his other films that are part of this trilogy, there's Teratomorph, uh, which has got a pretty cool looking poster, followed by Variant, which also has a cool looking poster. Lots of like two-headed skeleton things 
Hmm. I'm uh, into skeletons. I guess like when I was when I popped in these Joe Merediths, I was hoping for something more like a Brian Pollen experience, who you might recall uh, did such classics as Cryptic Plasm. Oh, I remember Cryptic Plasm. Of course, and, I remember and, you talking about and, and it. Remember, that is. remember Fetus, <laughs> Blood Pig, classic. Oh. I am aware of those films only because of you. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So these are yeah. uh, just based on South Mill District. It the, the, the he is no Brian Pollen. I have heard though Brian Pollen is working mm-hmm. on something. So maybe by t- next year, it'll be prepared for mm-hmm. me to talk about and for you to hear all about it. Now we'll we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. You're a little robot-y, but I think we can try for you to keep going. Okay. Well, we'll see, I guess. Um, little robot Little mm-hmm. robot I'll give you one more, then hand it up to you. Uh, I watched okay. Damien Omen 2. It sounds spooky. Uh, have you ever seen these omens? I've seen the omen, but I haven't seen the subsequent omens okay so i've seen are any of them any good i've seen the original it's there's some pretty good uh deaths in it but on the whole it is that kind of a post exorcist let's do religious horror but man is it uh, it feels like a very generic 70s studio movie uh and that, but I had never seen two for some reason. But I did watch Omen three with Sam Elliott, and uh, that movie's mm. got one of the worst endings of all time. But it's got some pretty awesome like deaths before it gets to that point. Sam Neill's a pretty good Antichrist. Damien's the Antichrist. I don't know if you heard that. And so Damien Omen two, uh, instead of uh, Gregory Peck, it's. Um, William Hurt, who plays like the brother of mm. Gregory Peck, who is like, well, I I'm now t- taking care of my dead brother's son or adopted son, who's the Antichrist. But I don't know that yet. Um, there's one death in this, so man, is it <laughs> is it uh, gruesome? It involves a scientist who is I don't even know, I can't remember what he was trying to do. Something involving like a nuclear power plant, I think. And he's like he knows something and he's trying to change something, this plan by Satanists, I believe. And of course the devil's afoot. Hmm. And uh he's taking this elevator down and suddenly the elevator shaft goes crazy and it starts dropping him. And he lands at the bottom and he's okay. Mm-hmm. It he was it wasn't going fast enough to kill him. But one of the elevator cables snaps and just comes smashing through the elevator cart and it cuts him in half. <laughs> so for like, I don't know, this like Fox movie from 1978, like you see the bottom of this man's cut in half torso and it's like, holy crap. <laughs> because I, I think in Omen, the big, the famous mm-hmm. death and that's the decapitation. This one though. Uh, Yeah. Oh, sorry. Clearly, you can't hear me. <laughs> Big time. So anyway, um, Damien Omen 2, it's it's there for the people who are into crows plucking out people's eyeballs. That's cool. I mean, I, like that. I don't know. It's like, it seems like our bird, 
you just swat the bird away. But I guess if it's like the devil, maybe it's got devil powers, so it's harder mm. to get rid of. Crows are pretty vindictive. But just one, just one though. Yeah, I mean they're pretty. Bi- crows are bigger than you think. Like they're bigger than your head. Like if you couldn't move your arms, that there's well, no but, way you could shake could. it off. Well, they absolutely could. Oh, so the person was awake and conscious, but didn't they're, bother. They're to... out in the middle of a field, walking around. Oh, and the bird just swoops down. Caw! Yeah, and, 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 and yeah, it gets her real good, and then uh, she mm. wanders into the middle of the country road and gets smattered by a truck. Hmm. Like a like a semi truck. Helldozer. What was that movie called? <laughs> Killdozer. Killdozer, like a killdozer, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish. I wish. Oh, if only. What would you, RJ? What have you been watching? Nothing. <laughs> you think that one's ever going to get old? I doubt it. Uh, what else did I watch here? Oh, Freeway, a Jarrett pick. Ah, uh, yeah. Potentially. It is. Um, so uh, we got Freeway here, which is a uh, new telling of Little Red Riding Hood, Jarrett. From the director of tiptoes you know about tiptoes jared <laughs> I, I recall you know about tiptoes uh i see i see parts of tiptoes and freeway um so you've talked about this in previous years so i won't go too much into it but uh we got reese witherspoon she's a little red riding hood she's part of a not a good family with an attitude she does have an attitude. So her mom's a sex worker, and she's cool with that. But her mom's boyfriend is kind of a piece of shit. He does a lot of drugs. He tries to, like, get her and stuff like that. And that's not good. Um, so she's, like, try. they're trying to, like, remove her from her house. She starts hitchhiking. She meets Kiefer Sutherland, Jarrett. Canadian mm-hmm. icon, Kiefer mm-hmm. Sutherland. Um, and his name is Mr. Wolverton. And he is maybe not all Bob. that he appears. Bob, Bob Wolverton. Bob Wolverton. I'm actually, I'm going to send you a picture on uh, Messenger too, out of something I saw at work not too long ago that I think is relevant to this. It's, uh, I'll send it to you as I talk. So uh, he picks her up and, uh, you know, he seems like a nice guy. He seems pretty fun until Jared. He's not. Until he's not a nice guy. Until he's not very fun. He's kind of a mean guy, Jared. He's kind of a bully. Kind of a big bad wolf. If you know what I mean. Do you know what I mean, Jared? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, she takes him out. And then the movie kind of takes a turn. Where she takes him out. And then she is arrested for... Um, what is it? What's she arrested attempted for? Attempted murder? I couldn't find the thing. I'll send it to you later. Uh, yeah, attempted murder. She shoots him like a hundred times and he's all deformed. So they arrest her and uh, they're trying to try her. And but He's not dead. No, he, he lives miraculously. There's a court scene. <laughs> There's a court scene. Uh, the hospital scene is pretty funny as well because he like uh, <clears throat> he he like won't die. <laughs> and they're like, this man shouldn't be alive. And it's like, yeah, this guy probably shouldn't be alive. That sucks. Well, because he because he's the I five killer. He's he is a serial killer. Yes. So, what you find out what what Reese Witherspoon learns is that yes, he is in fact a killer, uh, and that's why she kills him. But no one believes her, Jarrett, because uh, they think she's just crying wolf. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Crying wolf. Uh, 
So and who's uh, Keith Keith Sutherland's wife? Uh, is it Brooke Shields? It or is. yeah, Brooke Shields is in there. There's a lot of people in this actually. Who who else we got? Wolfgang Bodison. You know him? Oh, we know him. You know Wolfgang Bodison? Amanda Plummer, Dan Hedaya, Dan Hedaya, uh, Brittany Book Murphy, Woodbine. You know Bookum Woodbine? He's Shocker in the Spider-Man movie. Whoa. You know the Shocker? And in this, he's Chopper. In this, he's Chopper. So I just sent you a picture on Skype of uh, uh, a thing I saw yes. in a textbook not too long ago. There you go. They have successful acting careers, Jarrett. Yep. Successful. Uh, so anyways, what else happens in this thing? Um, uh, Reese Witherspoon goes to a juvenile detention facility where she runs into some tough... Uh, tough young ladies. Tough young ladies. Tough young ladies. Oh, Brittany Murphy is in this, you know, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. B-Murphs. Um, and uh, this is a pretty good show. Yeah. Pretty good show. I uh, I like it. There's some... There are a few things in it that I went... Ugh. Like uh, the bar soap in the truck stop, I went... Oh, I was like, I cannot, not in my wildest dreams can I imagine something quite like that. Um, what else happened? Uh, it's good. Like, um, it's kind of playful. Like, all the Kiefer yes. Sutherland won't die stuff is mm-hmm. really playful, but um, it doesn't come off as uh, hokey. Well, because he's, in, like, he's like, like in the like the head halo. Yeah, he's got like full gear, but his face is also like deformed. Like he he definitely wore like facial prosthetics for a good chunk of this movie to make him like snarly like a wolf. Like his lip is raised up to show his teeth kind of thing. It's all very uh tongue in cheek, but I actually it it works. And that's what I mean. It it doesn't come off like cheesy or anything yeah. like that. Uh you watch it and you're like, this is I like this. It's like uh, they're playing it straight, uh, but they're also they're letting themselves have fun with it a little bit, Jared. You know what I mean? You ever like to have fun with it a little bit? A little bit, a little bit. Well, yeah. So yeah, Freeway. I I really like this movie. I think yes, it, you did. It typifies this like '90s independent polished level that post Tarantino, yeah. but it's so its own thing, and it's genuinely actually kind of funny and smart. Mm-hmm. That's like so rare. Sometimes these movies are really unwatchable, and I could I could imagine there's people who would watch this and fucking hate it. Like they yeah. would, they would think this yeah. is like complete garbage. Uh, I felt that way about Freeway Two, the sequel, the the sequel uh, to this, yeah. which I think is bad, bad, bad. Pants. But uh, I have not yet. I've I think I tried watching uh, Matthew Bright's third movie. Which is Bundy? Ted Bundy, which uh, hey, don't dress like that for Halloween, kids. Um, ah, yes. And then did you see it, that thing today? I, I, of course I did. Okay. Uh, but then, uh, then he his last film for some reason was Tiptoes somehow. But so Matthew Bright, I think, is a really interesting dude because uh, what else has he done? He did. He worked with some Charles Band in his time. He wrote the movie Ooh. Shrunken Heads, and he also wrote Dark Angel: The Ascent probably the best film of like full moon's uh deal with he Paramount. wrote dark angel yes oh okay i remember you talking yeah. pretty and he, positively and he, about al- that he also wrote and was an actor in the movie forbidden zone which is Ooh, uh, that, that i know that, that one that richard elfman movie yeah yeah he seems like an interesting guy and like i don't don't get me wrong I I like Freeway quite a bit. I I do think you liked it a little bit more than me, but uh, it's got good stuff. It's got 
as you put good kind of it's that polished side of the 90s um they play it straight it's got good jokes uh it's got good horror stuff too like there's actually some good like violence Mm -hmm. in it uh i i think it's really funny how the one detective is super mean to people and like he's really mean to brooke shields and the other guy's like come on and he's like fuck her and she goes upstairs and you know does some stuff uh Mm -hmm. which i was like that's a uh that's i think what they call black comedy oh dark comedy even Uh uh-oh you're fine you still there chief yep Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, the Matt, Matthew Bright or whatever, he seems, uh, he seems like an interesting guy. Like I liked this and then I, cause I didn't actually realize he was the tiptoes guy until after I watched this. Cause I was like, freeway's good. I was like, oh, what, I wonder what else this guy's done. And then I saw tiptoes and I went, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a, that's a whole different thing. Like I tiptoes is a different beast altogether. It, it really is. I don't know. It's a different beast. So, <laughs> so you, watch, uh, you, watched, you want me to tell you about some more? Yeah, shows? you watched Angel. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this was on Joe Bob. Okay. <laughs> so Joe Bob did his, um, it was called like a, ha- I think it was Halloween Hoot Nanny or something like that. Or maybe that's what last year's was called, whatever. It was his Halloween special. And uh, it was a double feature Angel. And then actually, conveniently, a movie I already had in my watch list this year, uh, Terror Train, which I'll talk about later. Um, but I, when I saw Terror Train was in there, I was like, perfect. I was like, I already had it in my watch list. Um, so this was this was on Joe Bob. And the reason was because Joe Bob had two guests. He had Criterion alumni, David Gordon Green. Oh, yeah. And he had famed movie producer jason blum oh girl so in the first feature uh the movie was picked by david gordon green and joe bob kind of played how no one's ever happy with the movies they pick for halloween so he's like well we got two guests and we let them pick uh he's he's like we gave him a list these are all the movies we have available that we have like the rights to um you can pick out of here so David Gordon Green picked Angel, and then Jason Blum picked Terror Train, which I'm pretty sure Terror Train... Uh, Jason Blum didn't even talk about Terror Train at all, and I'll get there. Uh, I think he just picked it because Jamie Lee Curtis was in it, because this movie, or their appearance on this was to promote Halloween kills. Of course. Obviously. But during the Angel segment, David Gordon Green actually did talk about Angel. Like, it sound, like he actually had some input in the movie and like he had a bit of back and forth with uh, Joe Bob, which was nice. And he basically was just saying like uh, he watched Angel when he was a little kid, like around the same time he watched Halloween. And he said Angel always kind of stuck out to him as like a weird movie that like mm-hmm. he always remembered. So have you have you seen Angel? Uh, RJ, uh, you should look at my oh, review. I see. I see. I didn't look at this. Oh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I didn't even, uh, I didn't realize that 2015, you, you that it. but RJ, did you look at what my neck, the thing I watched after angel was? Holy shit. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I did not realize that at all. Cause I, I logged angel and I didn't even, I didn't even bother looking at this, other is, reviews. this is what plagiarists always claim. I didn't even look, I didn't even know. It's just so influential. The Dan Klaus is just so influential to yeah. me. Well, I didn't watch Freaked right after Angel. I, it was I'm, like, yes. It's like eight or five movies later. Uh, but 
Anyway, so Jarrett did watch Angel, Angel and he noticed the same thing I noticed. The uh, Whisker Biscuit uh, conversation, which is deeply uh, how, upsetting. How can you miss it? Oh, my God. I heard it, and I think I think I was by myself, and I think out loud I went, <laughs> yeah even now like i i mean i had totally forgotten about it and then your review is just whisker biscuit and i was like oh fuck <laughs> and then you just look at the poster and you go oh <laughs> yeah okay well yeah it's deeply troubling so angel here's the tagline high school honor student by day Hollywood hooker by night. <laughs> yeah. And this movie is highly problematic. I should have tagged it as such. You, I will you, now. You did, you did take it problematic. Oh, did I? Okay. Well, here's the synopsis. 15-year-old. 15, Jared. Molly Stewart, prep school honor student who moonlights as a Hollywood prostitute. After a serial killer begins stalking and murdering some of her street friends, she becomes a target herself. So her street name is Angel. And, uh, yeah, so she goes down on the strip, and uh, she knows all the working people down there, and uh, they're all just, you know, they're trying to get by, Jared. They're all just trying to do their thing. Uh, but there's some guy who likes to suck eggs, and that's a, a big kind of, that's what David Gordon Green said. He's like, I've seen that image of that guy sucking that egg for, like, my whole life. He's like, that's why I picked Angel. Yeah. He's like, because it hasn't left me. So you got this weird incel guy who's, like, picking up uh, sex workers and, uh killing them and i think he does it in a weird way too like there's some pageantry to it well, so it's like actual serial killer style you know what you, i mean you still haven't watched uh 10 before midnight right Mm-mm. with the, the the charles bronson masterpiece no this is that a is, horror movie ah it's like a thriller but it's oh, awesome okay. and this is sub as my review notes rj if you had read it uh this right, is thanks. sub that like this is like there was a lot of this crap being made in the eighties. Not perhaps yeah. with uh, Charles Bronson does not play a fifteen year old uh, high school girl uh, Why not? who's, who's moonlighting as a uh, sex worker. But and yeah. talking about whisker biscuits, he would never. He would never. No. Ten he, to Midnight's he, already on my watch list, so you yeah. must have brought it up before. Oh, it, it's uh, yeah, it's got it's got a scene in it, RJ, that is an all time banger that you will when you see this movie you will know exactly what the scene is what the moment is and then you'll burst out laughing mm-hmm. you will rewind and you will watch it again i uh <laughs> i i'd like to i'd like to believe so do you own 10 to midnight i do is it easily accessible or uh not not uh, it is not it curved? is it is not um but you yeah is, is it not streaming anywhere one day one day. No, I just looked. It's only on uh, Apple uh, uh, Payment. Uh, yeah. One day you'll you'll lend yeah, it to well, me. Yeah, well, see, actually, the one thing I should buy is uh, I think it actually got put out on Blu-ray from like Scream Factory. Ooh. So maybe, that's cool. I, maybe I should get those pixels. I mean, you can always use more pixels. The Adam Sandler movie, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of a Halloween movie. Oh, you should watch Who Be Halloween this year. Since you're watching so many movies, the Adam Sandler Netflix one that came out last year, oh, Who Be Halloween? No, you should watch it. Yeah, I, I bet. No. I don't think I don't think you'd get by five minutes because there is there's a scene which is unfortunate. There's a scene in the opening which is like I know you would turn it off. I know the exact scene you'd turn it off. You'd say no, 
but uh, it's got to do with eggs. Hey, it's uh, uh it's it's thirty seven dollars, and I could have it by Friday. Ooh, I like that. That sounds good. It's pretty convenient. Pretty, it is convenient. Pretty convenient. So Angel, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a serial killer going around, and um, there's one guy. Who's the guy who uh, the trans individual? He uh, Rory Calhoun, I think it is. He's like an old dude, and he's he's kind of like dressed in drag the whole time, and he's really like sassy. He's really fun in this. Okay. I think it's Rory Calhoun. Okay. Rory Calhoun. You know him from Motel Hell and Hell Comes to Frogtown. I know that guy. And Angel. Knight of the Lepus. Anyways, he's a fun character in this thing. Uh, all the older older gals that work the street, they're all kind of fun, too. They try to help Angel out, you know. They're all in it together. Um, some of the high school boys find out that Angel's down there, and they give her a hard time, you know, like high school bo- boys will. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, Jared? Um, so, I don't know what else there is to say. I think, uh, I think my opinion of this movie is a little bit higher just because i i do like watching the joe bobs he kind of he gives you a little bit like they are an investment because i think the joe bob of just this movie which is an 89 minute movie i think it was two and a half hours so it added like an hour to it or something like that but uh that's what's really been killing me but uh time wise um but i don't know angel's okay it's nothing great but uh, i did like watching the joe bob of it which Mm. is why i do it so that's good angel yeah, I, I like watching the Joe Bobs. It's like when he did the Maniac one, he was talking all those stories he told about Joe Spinell. I was like, like I, I know you could probably just like Google that and find it on Wikipedia, but Joe Bob's a good storyteller, so I, I, I just like to sit and listen, you know? You know, Jer? You know? Um, but yeah, Angel, I don't think would be a, uh, a hot recommend for anyone. So you're, you're, you're not going to watch all, okay not. all four films? Well, I know there's Avenging Angel. Is there more than that? Yeah, there's Angel 3 and Angel 4. Fuck. Is it all starring the same uh, late actress, or do they recast uh, the every time? I, I, haven't, I haven't seen them. I'm not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. I thought, have you seen any of them? I thought no. you had maybe you'd seen the sequel. N- never. I think, mm. uh, actually, I think Vinegar Syndrome put them out in a box set that's out of print, but then they released them by themselves. Like all of them? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know where you take this story. To be honest, like, I know you can just make. <laughs> I, 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 I think know there's some new characters. Well, up, there's obviously but... some new characters that they come up with after the fact. They always do. Yeah. And I mean, I get that. I know you can just make like it's all made up, anyways. But like the way this movie ends, <laughs> is, I was is like, it? I was like, it's over. It's yeah, a, it is. Nothing is up. real, Jared. Oh, it's all made up. <laughs> oh damn. It's I, like. I, uh, I, I don't know if you, the guy uh, who commented on my aliens thing, he was like, there's no aliens in Dune, buddy. He's like, this is all made up, man. Just fucking relax. Calm relax. down. Calm down. But uh, I don't know. Did you watch any movies? Did I ever? Did I ever? Because we already talked about Amusement Park, so. Yeah, we, we did. We did talk about yeah. that. Uh, sure. So I watched a little film, RJ, called... Plank Face. This uh, is a follow-up film by Scott Shermer, who also directed Harvest Lake and Found. Uh, people can check out the the conversation that we had last episode about Harvest Lake. Harvest Lake. Yeah, you like to eat, get fucking a lake with like a like a plant 
creature? No. Archie's shaking his head. Uh, so no. So Plank Face. Uh, are you familiar with Plank Face? You, you ever seen this? I'm looking at the poster right now, and I mean, it looks okay, but it also looks a little bit like what you would sometimes refer to the Astron Six guys as being a little tryhard. Well, it's a little misleading. Because ah, okay. this this poster does not resonate with what the, the, how this movie presents itself. Uh, okay. Synopsis here: A man is taken captive by a feral family in the deep woods. They are determined to transform him, body and mind, into one of their own, whether he likes it or not. So this movie opens up uh, kind of like a cold open with this young couple out in the woods. Um, they're very horny, as is a common thing in mm-hmm. Scott Shermer films. Mm-hmm. His people all like to bone down, uh, so they're like, gonna, "They're like, hey, let's 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 fuck on the hood of the car." Yeah. Ugh, so and she's like, "Hey, the hood's cold. Grab your jacket so I can like sit on it or lay on it while you bone me." And then a gi- uh. a giant hillbilly man who's got a plank on his face like a piece of wood just like on his face he shows up and he butchers them all kill kills them all so it's not just a clever title no he actually has a plank face yep and he kills them dead and then we transition to like i don't know sometime in this later and it's a a young man a young fit man with his with his lady uh the same actress from ellie church she was also in harvest lake she's in plank face and they're going to go off camping in the woods uh as they're walking down the uh, the track uh the path they they see a guy and for something about the something about him puts off the main character he kind of gives him like a double look like what the fuck's that guy's problem and they arrive at their campsite and everything's going great and the lead guy goes off to like i don't get wood or something like that get some wood for a fire and this guy has shown back up he pulls a little bit of jujitsu a little bit of mma on this guy chokes him out he's like don't fight it don't fight it don't fight it jujitsu yeah yeah he's he put he, he chokes him out and uh, uh-huh. he wakes up and he finds himself passed out in the woods, kind of poor, uh-huh. poorly restrained. He gets himself out of it and he finds his girlfriend being raped by this guy. Um, mm. So <clears throat> guy, Guy's response is to uh, beat the shit out of him, hits him over the head with a rock. Yeah. Guy rolls off and he says, you tie yourself up. <laughs> Uh, he pulls out the guy's knife that he had. He's like, "Oh, you weren't going to hurt me. I wasn't going to do that. I was just here for a good time, or something like that." And yeah. the guy, and the guy just slits his throat, kills the rapist. But this isn't before, of course. While he was like off in the woods, he noticed that there was this girl in like kind of like barely clothed, but wearing a rabbit mask. Well, mm. that, that that all becomes important now. As uh, why? Well. Because apparently that this this guy and his girlfriend who disappears at this point uh, have kind of stumbled upon the the grounds of these women that live in the forest with their giant hillbilly man who's dying. Mm. He's he's not well. He's got a wound, um, and it's festering, and he's dying, and he dies. This guy is like, what the fuck is going on? He's being held captive by these feral women 
Um, and of course he mm-hmm. tries to escape and they're like, no, 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 you're not escaping. And then they take a nail and they just hammer it through his foot. And so he has to stay there standing for a little bit until they can get to him until the big man dies. Um, and then st- stuff happens, RJ. <laughs> can you describe what that means? Weird stuff. So there is weird to you. Yeah. It's like at some point, they there's some sort of rear some ritual where they take off the the plank face off of the big hillbilly guy and they they put it onto him and uh he's bestowed with the the wood that like kind of <laughs> fuses with his face is that good it's not i don't know i, I don't think it'd be a good time it all sounds horrible huh. and they're all like into eating just like raw yeah. raw meats they they start eating this dead guy and then they offer him uh, some testicles, which they Does fort- he take them? Yeah, because otherwise they're going to nail his other foot to the ground. So he gobbles up these testicles, almost pukes. They, he, they force it down, make sure he doesn't puke it up, and then they give him another one. Mm. And uh, through coercion, um, you mm-hmm. know, through like, you know, it's like uh, getting him housebroken. Uh, they, they, they win him over, and he becomes plank face. <laughs> And and he becomes he continues the great old uh, tradition of plank faces, which I guess is finding people hiking through um, and bringing them back to the family. And there's a lot of fucking, there's a lot of fucking that goes on here. And there's bathing. There's some wash, some washing in the creek. Washing in the creek, hey. Yeah. Well, so uh, I don't know what to say to you. So, I, I, not not sure how to respond uh, on that one. I'll, I'll order a DVD copy of it for you. Send it your way. You can watch okay. it for next year. Sure, I mean, this is... sure. Yeah, love to. <laughs> uh, yeah, this uh, guy's movies all sound like movies I would particularly enjoy. Like yeah. Me as oh, a that's a, that's my first thought when I'm watching these things. It's like, oh, this is R.J. Cinema. He said bona fide mm-hmm. RJ pick right here. That's, yeah, uh, so this is one of the real th- ones. This is definitely the weakest of the three Scott Shermer films, but he, mm-hmm. he, he definitely always leaves me marked with the, with some images or strangeness of the scenario. That's just like, he's, he's committed. He's committed to his vision. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not looking forward to his last movie that he made called The Bad Man. Um, is it a, is it about you? It's, a, it's about a clown. Okay, well, let me read you. Let me let me tell it's you. It's not a can, documentary let, on Jared Duncan. Let, let me let me ask you. Let me read this to you. What, you get me? Oh, yeah. there's person. The guy's name's PJ. That's pretty close to you. The, mm. the tagline is "How long can you hold on to your humanity?" A young couple, Mary and PJ, are kidnapped in their own home by a sadistic clown who wants to break their spirits and sell them into servitude to a cult of wealthy deviants. Mary holds on to her humanity through trial after trial, desperately looking for a way to escape her torment and rescue PJ from his own madness. But time is running out, and auction day is coming. I've seen some auction sc- day. Auction day. She's gonna, they're gonna get sold by the clown guy to some some rich deviants. Um, how about that corpse gave this half a star? <laughs> I mean, that sounds right. Sometimes I, I I mean I trust him. 
I trust him. <laughs> and it, what did you give Plank Fit? You gave I gave it three. Corpse gave it two and a half. Okay. Do you stand by that? Or are you happy with the decision yeah. that you made? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I stand okay. by that. I think it's uh, it's, it's interesting. Um, I think my my review is brilliant as always. So. Brilliant as always. You're a big fan of this guy, eh? I liked his three movies. They're not. I, I would I, I wouldn't recommend them to you. I don't think. Um, well, you know better than you got yeah. more sense than that. Yeah. Yeah, which I think is good hmm. that you know not to. Uh, yeah. Not I know, to. I know what makes you tick. Uh, so mm-hmm. the thing that was weird around this Halloween is it kind of reminded me that there is a whole lot of horror movies I watched back in the mid two thousands. I haven't seen since they, I first watched them and I bought these mm-hmm. all on DVD at the King of trade for like five bucks a piece and mm-hmm. hadn't seen them since. And some of these movies I remember liking other ones. I was like, I don't really know about these, but now it's like, Oh, these are, <laughs> these are from a different decade. <laughs> Uh, so maybe, yeah. maybe it's time to revisit these. So I started off watching some Splat Pack movies, which is uh, a, which is a that name cool. that the film critic Alec, Alan Jones gave to guys like Greg McLean, Alexander Aja, Eli Roth, for like all these kind of like very violent uh, mainstream horror movies that were coming out. Uh, a lot of them the have Splat like c- canvassy. Uh, looking brown rusty brown posters which i've argued that passion of the christ is totally a splat pack movie because it was it was advertised like it's like the poster looks so much like the hills have eyes or high tension uh i I, I don't know it's uh i think it was some some good thinking there mel (laughs) or whoever came up with that uh, I mean, I think that was all Mel. I'm pretty sure it's confirmed that yeah. he he did all of that himself. And, you know, the other thing is he was good at it, too. Yeah. So I watched good at it. The Hills Have Eyes to kick things off. Yeah. The This is the remake. <laughs> have you seen? Uh, yeah. So, you know, who's, I have. You, you, know who's the, I have. You, you know who plays the dad uh, in The Hills Have Eyes? Isn't it like some someone that you'd think would be named Bud? Ted, like, that's Bud. Ted Levine. Buff, Ted Buff, Levine. Buffalo Bill. Hmm, not who I thought it was. I thought it was going to be like, um, you know, uh, who's the old drill sergeant guy in Full Metal Jacket? Oh, uh, Lee Armour, Lee, Jay Lee Armory, whatever his name is. Yeah, that's who I thought it was for oh, some reason. Oh, no, 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 no. He's definitely uh, like maybe in the new texas chainsaw maybe he's the grandpa in that i don't know something yeah. something like that well ted levine is the but. only star as far as i could tell with this movie uh billy drago's in this is one um, of the mutants but like, i have no idea like aaron stanford yeah. i don't know like this is pyro from x-men <laughs> yeah vanessa shaw is uh she is from hocus pocus Jarrett, that... you remember hocus pocus yeah it doesn't matter what about greg nicotero do you think he's related to Oh no! It is just Greg Nicotero. You don't you don't know Greg Nicotero? No, I do. For some reason, I was like, "Why?" Well, I didn't think he was an actor. I was like, "Maybe he's related wow. to the yeah. props guy." And then I was like, "Oh, it's yeah, yeah he's the makeup. He, it is his. It's the director, makeup man, actor. Yeah, yeah. Billy Drago, obviously. Oh, oh, I know Billy Drago. Yeah, of Billy course. Drago's in lots of stuff. Yeah, don't be, don't be silly. Yeah. Um, so Hills Have Eyes. And- 
I remember actually thinking it was pretty cool when I watched this in like okay. 2007. I think I was really okay. impressed because one of my favorite documentaries of all time is The Atomic Cafe. And the opening credits of this is essentially just The Atomic Cafe. And I thought it was really a, mm. a nice idea to say, hey, these mutants are a result of nuclear bomb testing in the desert back in the mm-hmm. 50s. And there's people up in those hills and they've all turned into mutants. It's like, sure, why not? But watching it now, I'm like, wow, they lay it on pretty thick with this. They, they could have left it a little, like, if they completely took out those opening credits, it would leave it a little bit more mm-hmm. mysterious what's going on and have a little bit better tension. Because other than that, it plays out the Hills Have Eyes story almost exactly the same. There's a little bit more. It's like, really similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, you get, you know, the the dog has less of an arc, which is unfortunate. So, I mean, yes. <laughs> I... As much as I dislike the original, I do like that it like I I like that dogs get revenge, but I feel like they shouldn't have to. I feel like their life is are already tough enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's my that's my rub against that. But I know that that's a uh, personal vendetta, so I won't uh, yeah. I won't hold other people against their enjoyment of said things. So uh, yeah. the the stuff with the mannequins, because like all the old uh, testing ground stuff is still there. With the old, like, you know, suburban 1950s homes and the mannequins, but they're all like yeah. desert worn stuff. That stuff's really cool. Uh, the mutants look way cooler in this than in the original. <laughs> like, they're, they're not just guys with raccoon skins. <laughs> that That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't, uh, for some reason, I thought, um, it's that movie with that guy. Never mind. I'll think of it. You keep going. Nope. I'll think of it. I don't know. Uh, so this one has, I don't know. This is a strange post 9-11 movie to me where, because that's the one thing is you got to remember these movies like Hostel and this were coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, America was in a weird place mentally and it's never really come out of it. But this is a movie about mm-hmm. a, a, a family of Americans and a bunch of barbaric savages come out of the desert and wreak havoc and kill their patriarch and this like the the the, the son-in-law is this mm-hmm. i don't know you get the feeling it's like it's just like a uh a, you know new york democrat <laughs> who is like i don't know how guns work oh i'm against violence well but now i'm gonna become mm-hmm. violent when it needs to and i'm gonna go into the desert against this backdrop of uh the, the dead American dream, this like construct yeah. of it. And of course it's also directed by a Frenchman. So there's, there's layers here that I don't think ever quite figure itself out that at least, or maybe, maybe I'm too dumb to figure out what, uh, Aja was trying to do with his Hills have eyes remake, but maybe you're the real monster. Maybe I'm point. the real monster. The, the post, I, the poster for Hills have eyes is pretty d- fucked up though. It's a pretty scary image. The, the, it's it is scary. No. Yeah, it's a uh, it implies a lot of things. It really does. Not not good. Not and, good. Not good. Yeah. The thing I was thinking of, uh, who's that guy from The Evil Within? Like Todd Barry or yeah, Michael, Michael Barryman? Michael Barryman. Yep. Michael Barry. Yeah, that's who I thought for some reason was in this movie as like one of the the family members, but it's just a guy who kind of <laughs> looks like Michael Barryman. There's a guy who kind of looks like Michael Berryman in this, isn't there? Well, there's like a bunch of like you talking about the mutants, or the yeah. Fa- well, I, I mean, he was one of the. I thought, he's I he's in the Michael original. Berryman was like a. 
Yeah, he, that's in, what it, in the first movie he I'm is. Awkward. But he's not in the second. Yeah, he's not Why in the remake. Why didn't they bring him back? I don't know. Why didn't they? Because they're trying to make their own film. They easily could have. Um, so that was like kind of a letdown. It wasn't as good as I remember it yeah. being. It's well made. It's easy to watch. But then I, I, I watched The Hills Have Ice 2, the sequel that came out immediately after. It had the exact same mm-hmm. budget, but holy fuck, is it, is it an illustration that uh, Aja is like such a better director than Martin Weiss? So this movie, uh, tagline, help isn't coming. A group of National Guard trainees find themselves battling against a vicious group of mutants on their last day of training in the desert. No, that's not that. It's no, that's not what this is about. So, sounds like dog soldiers. Uh, yeah, I wish that's a movie I also have to rewatch. I think so. Hills Have Ice 2 opens up with some scientists that are, um, setting up God, it was like a search and destroy mission for against the mutants. Because they know they're out okay. there, and they're trying to like track them down. They're like, oh, I think they're all dead now. But then there's some left, and they kill the scientists. And then there's these like army people who are tra- being trained on how to like uh, kill jihadists uh, in a foreign land. So again, we're still hanging up. We're still hung up on this desert barbarian shit. Uh, and then, the, but they're fuck ups. These yeah. people are like so incompetent at their jobs. It's kind of amazing. And I'm like, is this intentional? But I don't think it was. It's just like I think I saw one reviewer describe it as like police academy, but complete played completely straight because these guys are just shooting each other by accident and they don't know how to tie up rope or no, they don't think they know how to tie up rope. Mm-hmm. Constant like friendly fire, which again maybe it's intentional. <laughs> They're like, this is what happened, man. Just like Iraq, we shouldn't have been there. <laughs> but this is like, well, these are like giant baby eating rapist mutants. Like no, they they are bad <laughs> they ate a baby uh they would have they almost shot a baby in the first one oh. they're they were going to eat the baby of course they were uh okay. so i don't know like what are we doing here there's like there's another good mutant there's always one that's that'll help there's a blind mutant mm-hmm. who's got like a gun sh- shooting away uh this has probably one of the most unnecessary like vile rape scenes i've ever seen in a movie that like hit me in a way where it's like not even the most like i it just like it's not even like because of the way it's the way it's depicted in this offhand way where they're like hey just in case you thought we weren't going to show it here it is but it's just going to be a shot of her face and you know what's happening to her (laughs) it's fucking like vile i was just like fuck this movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) like this this is shit um so that yeah, I don't usually have that reaction. Uh, so this one, like, really, it's like, mm, this is this is really uh, some chud filmmaking here, and garbage mm-hmm. ending, non ending yeah. bullshit. Like, oh man, like the 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 comeuppance and moments of violence and gore that pop up here and there, just aren't worth it. Don't don't watch it. It's not good. I um I was never going to, but now I'm con- I'm con- I'm I feel better knowing that I was making the right decision it, all it along. Is, it is bad, in a completely different way than the original Hills Have Eyes two, 
which is bad. Mm. But the other thing that's amazing is this sequel is actually also written by like Wes Craven, an original script with his son, Jonathan Craven. And I think it all goes to show it's like, is Wes Craven a moron? Because <laughs> there's always this. I remember there's this, like this thing saying Wes Craven's a genius. Like he's so like he's so such a brilliant mind. Like with Scream and Nightmare on Elm Street. But it's like no, I I think he's like he got lucky, and he his stuff. Some of it is so bad. Yeah, he uh, Wes Craven fits into the Tober, Toby Hooper thing with me. It's like yeah, there's some good movies there. But uh, in general, it's like it's not the guy I'm going to for uh, all of my needs. A master of horror, you know what Wes I mean? Craven. <laughs> nah, not not in my books. No, he's fine. I like West. I like like some of his movies are really good, like Scream and Nightmare on Elm Street are great. But like some of the other stuff he did, not so nice. But yeah, because even with uh, Hills Have Eyes, that movie it does not hold up very well. Last House on the Left is mostly historically important rather than a good time to be had by everybody. Mm. But People Under the Stairs, shocker, fucking Swamp Thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Swamp Not Thing. good stuff, Jared. Not good. Not good. Not good. Wesley. Mm. Um, what I, else you got? I Chief. got... Cabin Fever by Eli Roth. You, you've never seen this, have you? Ooh, Splat Pack. Yep. I have not. I think it good? I think you should check it out. I'd be I'd be curious what you think of it. Mm. Uh, as a uh, first time viewer here in 2021 with no baggage attached to it, because the first time I ever watched this movie, I didn't think I, it. I didn't think it was that good. Yeah. And now um, my opinion on it, I think, has changed quite a bit. I've, I've also seen a lot more movies. Uh, the things that Eli Roth is referencing very slyly. Uh, I think it's... I, I'd have mm-hmm. to watch Hostel 1 and 2 again to see if it's it's his one of his best movies. Because uh, there's some yeah. weirdness to this thing. <laughs> that, uh, I was like, what? It, you're like, okay, I can see this turning people off. But... I will say that the the ending of this movie, the absolute ending, the, the right right as we mm-hmm. smash to the end credits, is all time. Like I I laugh as much as I first time I saw it. I laugh now. It's <laughs> I, I don't want to ruin it, but it is. It's so good. It's so funny. <laughs> Are you and, and it's and it's available to stream RJ. It's available for streaming. Where? I don't know. Just like look. I it just up. looked. It didn't say it was available anywhere. It just said Apple uh, Rental. No, I just watched it. I I just looked in and I just looked it. Okay, I'll get but just just it. watch is um notoriously shitty for that, right? Like I, they'll I say something on is on something and it's not. It's on Prime. What the fuck? Just watch. I, I'm literally looking at it because it's on Prime and stars. Uh, well, that it's there. And, and so is uh, Sean Hunter. It does. It does star Sean Hunter. Yeah. Who, like, actually has strikes a, a resemblance in this movie to a, a certain podcaster I know. Which podcaster? Uh, you'll have to watch to find out. Better not. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'll check this out. I don't know if I'll check it out this year, but I will check it oh, out. Oh, come on. 
if I can get it in this year, I will. I will. Okay. I uh, but I'm I'm really disappointed with Just Watch because uh, there's probably lots of movies I could have watched that I didn't realize were available because that shit ass app <laughs> frigged me over. <laughs> frigged you over. Uh, it's worked pretty good for me. The the only one I've been hosed mm. on was uh when it tells me something's on Hoopla and then you go look, it's not yeah. on, it's not on fucking Hoopla. I got I got a short film I'll mention to you, RJ. How short? Uh, fifteen minutes short. It's pretty short, I guess. Um, you uh, do you like short films, RJ? Sometimes, when they're good. Cool. Well, this one's I don't know how I feel about it. You know about Thomas Ligotti? Oh, I know about Thomas Ligotti. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Oh yes. What what's he into now? Uh, well, he he's a writer, as you well okay. know, as a big fan. Yeah. Um, he became very well known, I think, online because of uh, accusations of plagiarism that happened with True Detective. Yep. And uh, then people are like, who's this guy? Because people like that True Detective. And then they're like, what's this conspiracy against the human race stuff? And, uh, he, oh, he also writes these horror things. And you start looking up this guy. And remember, people are like, the people who are in the know are like, this guy's like the best horror writer going. King in yellow, they say. Yeah. Some say. Some say. So, yeah, he's a, he's a recluse. Uh, he's no Stephen King in terms of... Like everything that comes out every week, it's like, oh, here's a new Stephen King uh, movie based on a novel. Let's do this every year. Every year there'll be a new The Stand. Uh, well, who doesn't want a new The Stand That's every good. year? That's where we're at. Well, mm-hmm. so his former press agent trying yeah. for uh, doing these types of deals, Michael Schlain, mm-hmm. he was like, there should be Ligotti. Everyone should be talking about Ligotti. This guy's this guy's fucking good, and uh, he'd been trying to get people to do it. Uh, apparently, had no success. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to make my own short film to to shop around because I think this this could be boffo box office. This could be an mm. HBO series set in the the the, the Ligotti verse. Whoa, series uh the True Detective verse, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. Uh, this is where any foreign town comes from. This was, I guess, put out in 2018. It's mm. just available online now. And apparently it's kind of drummed up some interest. There's some talk that it could become a, like an anthology TV show. It could be kind of like a American horror story, but Legatified set in this, the Legati town of like this. I don't even know what you would call it. Uh, the visually, this thing at times I think nails well what uh, Thomas Ligotti writes about. Kind of this nineteen, not nineteen fifties town. It could be any city, but it definitely has this. If I was to imagine what Kafka's America looks like, with just like old buildings, but there's empty streets, and then off in the distance, there's just these massive factories with billowing black smoke in the background and weird shadowy figures ducking in and out. A lot of people in trench coats and hats um, and people just pale, wide eyed. They look completely dejected. That's kind of what I would imagine this would be. And this kind of touches on that a little here and there. Uh, it stars uh, Ronnie from the shield. He plays a dad in this. Mm-hmm. It opens up with a 
flat. I guess uh, the current day where a man is talking to a psychiatrist about mm-hmm. his childhood, and then it flashes back to this child of his, of his, and there's a there's a figure that's been haunting him his whole life, Ooh. a man who never turns around, and he's like hunched back, and he looks like he's from some sort of deranged circus, kind of mm. a some might say a haunt carny perhaps. Oh, is there any blue skeletons in this there, one? There's no blue skeletons. Ah, there's there's no not metaphors. A, not a lot of blue in this one. Mm. But it's kind of, oh, but you know, I just saw it. Guess who's in a foreign town playing the showman? Uh, John Lee Emery. Remember last week talking about Strange Dave? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Strange Dave's uh, back, baby. And he's playing the showman. I'm going to get you. The- it Does doesn't... he do any kind of appropriation? No, no, no. Okay. So I don't know. For this is eleven minutes long. You can check it out for yourself. I mm. was uh, some people. <laughs> my favorite is like on YouTube. I wish that we saw his face <laughs> when he turned around. It's like ah. Uh... And then there's all these people with these comments of like, "This is my reading of it. This is my understanding." I'm like, nah, this is just like a test reel, folks. Mm. Says this is what this really means. Yes, I am a Thomas Ligotti expert. No, these are and... people who have never—they have no idea who Thomas Ligotti is. Oh, they've just seen this, and... yeah, and then they suddenly are <laughs> launching into their theories and their gotcha. uh, their reading of it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> hmm. but, but it is interesting. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I saw someone describe it as uh, it's getting like the Lemony Snicket treatment. Oh, I think I know exactly what you mean by that. Yeah, I don't think it goes maybe that far. But, mm. I don't know. I think people should check out Thomas Ligotti's writing, though. I think he's pretty good. Uh, That's what they say. I've never actually read any Thomas Ligotti. I know, like, all his stuff, and I know the things that people say are mm-hmm. well done. Well-intentioned. Um, well-intentioned things, they say. Uh, so they say. Yeah. So they say. But, uh, yeah, I've never read it myself. Well, I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah. And this short film is, yeah, wish it was better. It's not bad. Mm. Maybe you could be the one. Maybe I'll be the one. Um, mm-hmm. But tell me about Death Warmed Up. Oh, fuck. You ever been to New Zealand, mate? I don't need to. Are you a Kiwi? No. get my notes here. Uh, this is a New Zealand film yeah. from, uh, from Oliver Granger. Granger. He made this. I can't believe it. In 1984. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, he, it was a long time ago that he made this thing. Um, this thing's got brown face, just so you know. Okay. Just so you know. Uh, I think that is something that people like to talk about. Uh, this movie is pretty... Um, uh, it's got a lot of moving parts is what I should say. So death warmed up. Um, apparently people compare this to Peter Jackson, which I don't really see. Uh, but the tagline is you'll never want to change your mind again. Uh, I, and then the synopsis, a kid is. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, you completely oh. froze. <laughs> okay. But you were about to tell me what this movie's about with the synopsis. Uh, death warmed up. Uh, a kid is hypnotized by a scientist to kill his parents. 
uh, and ends up in a mental institution. As a grown-up, he returns to seek revenge over the scientist. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, Jared. I didn't quite know that that's what this movie was about. Uh, and I've seen this movie. Um, so you got some evil doctors, and they're experimenting on people inside of the facility. I saw that. And I was like, okay, okay. And then you get introduced to some of the Chud mutants that uh, are the result of the doctor's um, work. And you go, okay, okay. So evil doctors, institution, Chud mutants. All right, got it. Uh, and then uh, some of the Chud mutants start try to escape. And then you go into an underground rollerball situation. You know rollerball, Jarrett? Yeah. I, well, it happened here. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Yes. Yeah. Filmed right here in Creepsville on The Bridge. Yeah. The Bridge. Those, those, outside, those outdoor scenes. Uh, oh, yes. It, uh, and you, you look at it and you breathe it in. You say, hmm, it's got that Creepsville smell. My uh, sister saw LL Cool J in a Walmart when that film was uh, being filmed here what was he buying i don't know but she did get a polaroid of him hmm and she had it tacked up on her wall she said she got it tattooed on her body Uh, no not quite that uh not quite that but but why not um i don't know i don't know but anyways you got some uh underground rollerballing and then they come out and then there's a some pretty heavy synth and some techno that's cool and yeah, and then there's some full body burns, which is cool. That and is cool. Uh, um, you have the guy going back, and he starts to take out his revenge on uh, some of the doctors. But you know, Jared, when you get brainwashed, brainwashed, it's really hard to overcome from that. It's really hard. Mm. And uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. He struggles. Huh. He struggles, dude. So uh, he gets out. Uh, he, I don't know. He fights some guys. He sets some guys on fire. And then... Um, our main character, spoiler, Jared, he dies in a weird way. What? He's like going, like he's going into the wreckage, and his girlfriend's like, "Leave it. You don't need to do it. You can leave. This is my New Zealand accent." She's like, "Just leave it be." And he's like, "I gotta go. I gotta see what it is." Crikey! So he walks into it, and then a power line comes down, and the power line kills him. And you're like. I mean, that's a weird way to send this guy on his on his way, because it, it seems like kind of an accident. But does he get warmed up? Well, his death is warmed up for sure, definitely. Uh, death warmed up is it's okay. Um, there were there were a few times where I was kind of like, "What's going on here?" Because uh, you have like the doctors doing stuff inside the building, and then like I think I looked away for like a second. And I looked back up and it was like motorcycles and death balls in the sewers. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, what the fuck happened? I was like, when did we get to this? Uh, and then it kind of jumps around a little bit. So this movie's, I don't think it's like a hard movie to follow, but it jumps around a little bit to the point where I was kind of like, what's going on? <laughs> I was like, what's happening in this thing? Um, but it's okay. I'd say you you haven't seen this, right? Never. Yeah. I'd I've, say this will I recognize been- the... Uh... The, the poster, poster or whatever, yeah, the VHS tape, but I never seen it. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know it was from cool. New Zealand. New Zealand. It's on uh, YouTube, Jared. If you're interested, the quality is also not great, but you know, if you just want to get the movie in, um, I'd say that this will eventually be one that you watch, and I bet you go. It's all right. That's it. That's, That's about it. it. That's it. Uh, do you want to hear about his house? Sure. 
did you see my review of this this movie? Uh, I I think I believe I did. You were kind of doing the the amusement park gimmick again. Uh, I did, I did, but I thought it was. It's not that. It's not that uh, I tried to hit something that had worked previously. I just I actually thought that kind of fit because this movie does give off that real monsters kind of vibe. You know, it's like it's society and culture the real monster. <laughs> Is that the real house demon? Mm-hmm. So, so you talked about this movie a little bit uh, because of its whole manipulation. I believe is what. Uh, well, there is whole manipulation in it, but most yes. of my the whole talk was in regards to Todd Sheets or Tim Sheets, the man mm-hmm. behind Zombie Rampage, Goblins, Zombie yeah. Bloodbath. Yeah, that's I know. The, there's that's, other whole that's manipulation. The, that's, that's the real maestro of whole manipulation. But uh, there is yeah. there's whole making. And like holes, there's hole making. Yeah, and then making, then kind of there's... breaking, breaking apart those holes, and then patching up those holes. Some would say that's a manipulation of sorts. It is, yeah. Most, well, it's, more... it's not. It's, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. It's not maybe the pinnacle of hole manipulation, sure. but yeah. holes are yeah. being manipulated. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Holes have been are made. Holes are altered. So what you're saying is this, are... is this film could have been covered. called his hole. Oh, this film 100% should have been called His Hole, uh, which could have been a, a better review of this. I'll, I'll uh, write that to the uh, the guy who runs Netflix. You say, hey, Netflix, do you ever consider His Hole, potentially? <laughs> yeah. So uh, we have uh, Wow. So I, I this this, this, internet, this internet's about. getting better by the minute. Uh, have we have we got begooled? We're getting begooled. Is that pretty, what happened We're here? getting begooled pretty hard because you know what? Begool saying, why aren't you boys watching Sinister again? I thought you loved me. <laughs> so why don't you watch Sinister too? Uh, do you want me to keep telling you about his hole? Yeah, we'll, try, we'll should, be, I... begin telling me about his house again. Just like, uh, it's, oh yeah. okay, yeah. So in his hole. Uh, we have a uh, a couple from uh, Sudan um, who have taken refuge uh, across the world to England. They go to Rob England's house, um, and uh, they're there. They get kind of put through the system a little bit. They say, here is your temporary housing. Um, this place is yours. Here is your allowance for the week. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. And uh, you see this nice young couple, and they say, well, we're just happy to be here. Uh, and then you realize, Jared, they got a little bit of grief and loss on their hands. They, uh, in the passage to get out of the area that they were in, which was, I think they describe it as some sort of war-torn state and yeah. not not a place that uh, was hospitable for life. They're like, yeah, we get out of here. And uh, they had a daughter. And, uh, you know, she didn't make it, Jared. And mm-hmm. so grief and loss is uh, a full thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, RJ's wheelhouse. That is my wheelhouse, quite a bit. Uh, so uh, grief and loss sets in, and then you see them trying to adjust. You know, the guy's trying his best. He's trying to fit in with people. He he tries to get some new clothes to fit in a little bit better. He tries to speak English primarily. He tries to use like the utensils because he's like, you know, oh, we're here. We should we should try. And uh, the lady, she's kind of more like. Mm. 
She's like, why don't we just do do us, you know? Like, let's. She's like, we'll do the stuff they want to do, you know. We're here, but uh, it's like we can still live the way we yeah. used to live. Yeah, and, and like, why are we acting place. like nothing happened? Yeah, and uh, yeah, she's kind of like we have to acknowledge that uh, the girl is dead. Well, you know? we're, well, we're, we're like, not we're not okay. <laughs> yes, and... we we are experiencing grief and loss, is what she's trying to say at that point. Mm-hmm. Um. But then they start staying in this house and, uh, you know, they're a little suspicious. They're like, this whole place is ours. And they're like, yeah, of course. And you go, "Uh oh, is this house haunted mm-hmm. or or potentially are they haunted? Uh, and then what happens is uh, they both start to uh, deal with the spookies a little bit. The lady's a little bit better with that. She kind of confronts her spookies up front like she sees some ghosts and she's like, hey, ghost. Piss off. What are you here for? And then she's like, all right, I got it. She's like, the ghost wants this. This is what they're here for. Guy kind of denies it a little bit more, but he sees the ghosts, oh, sees yeah. them in the walls, Jared. Mm-hmm. Sees them in the walls. And they're pretty spooky ghosts, I will say. Uh, so he's, uh, you know, creating holes. He's manipulating the wall a little bit. And uh, after that, uh, the story kind of continues, and you find out a Oh dear! This is awesome. Skype, Skype loves where they were from. Yeah, a little bit more about their daughter. Yeah. Then, then the still there. Yeah, the other shoe drops. Skype's really pulling through for us, eh? Yeah. And then the other shoe drops. Correct. And uh, then you go, oh dear. Yeah. You say things were not as they seem. Yes. And yeah, so it gets into some stuff like that, and. uh, so I will say, uh, I I think I know what Corpse meant when he said the Conjuring crowd, uh, just because I think there are there's a few kind of jump scare type things built in there, and it's like some of them I think actually work not bad. Some of them I was kind of like, meh. It's like you guys probably didn't need that, uh, but I, I do agree with you. Also, uh, I think this is a pretty well put together little show, mm-hmm. um, because I think it could also be taken as a metaphor well Uh, i I don't think there's a lot of horror movies that deal with survivor guilt yes like that's a something that doesn't really get brought up let alone in horror movies well darren aronofsky's noah movie is about survival guilt have you seen that i i have uh i also i remember is the the rock people (laughs) yeah well that's uh that's you know authentic mm-hmm. uh yeah no the the survivor survivor guilt part is really cool um i also like when you kind of like learn a little bit more of it you go uh yikes yeah then you get um, to the, the the real horror that the real um, horror that your your jump scare thrill rides uh cannot yep. really uh compare with compare to at all yeah yeah. Uh, so I really like that. I also do think it is like, I think this is good commentary about like certain systems where like there's, they're obviously trying to say something about like, like people who are refugees from one place to another. And then like the unfortunate circumstances that kind of like as much as the places are trying to help at the same time, they're like, yeah, this is your house. There's garbage everywhere. People throw shit at it. But this is all we got, and then the people go cool. Well, then there's and, like the 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 bureaucratic system that's like, hey, yes, you want to be too. good ones, don't you? Then don't don't yeah. don't ask for this, or otherwise we're going to have to say you're not dealing well, and we're going to have to send you back. 
Yes. So I, I thought that was the uh, the real monsters aspect of it. But I actually like in a good way. I was kind of like, I like this because it's like uh, it's a real thing. A lot of people got to deal with. And it's like maybe some of the stuff we have set up isn't mm-hmm. not nice. Well, you know? and, then, and then the ending, you get this nice kind of uh, conclusion. But it's like, oh, you, you patch over and you move forward. But those things mm-hmm. still are with you. Well, they'll never go away, Jarrett. No. They'll never go away. No. So, uh, yeah, his hole was, uh, it was a, a good little find of yours. Yes. I've been trying to watch some of these other new horror movies. Some have had middling su- uh, success with me, but uh, his house was one that I watched. I was like, I was like yeah, was like, this ain't bad with me. Yeah. What was I talking about? You're holes? finishing talking about his hole. His hole? Uh, excuse me. I have things coming out of my body, out of my holes, some would say. Well, so now that your hole is resolved, um, yeah. there's like three movies that you've watched that I have seen as well. Ah, and uh, which of those would you like me to talk about at this moment? Tell me about Gretel and Hansel. Gretel and Hansel. Uh, so I have a note. I have little notes I've been keeping track because... I don't. I don't actually write notes for the creep movies we watch anymore because I don't really give a shit. But uh, I do have to do it for Creeptober because I forget. So my only note for Gretel and Hansel was color tones, mm-hmm. which apparently was a uh, standout thing for me. Um, triangles, triangles potentially, uh, angular shapes and colors. Uh, what was I going to say? Okay, Gretel and Hansel. This is my boy Oz Perkins. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan. I like um, all the stuff he's done before. So I remember they announced this a long time ago, and then uh, it, uh, it kind of just got dropped, like on platforms wherever. Well, it, to it, us, it, it was seemed it was, well. It got released uh, during the COVID inning um, mm-hmm. back in 2020, in the spring. Yeah. So. So not. It didn't didn't have a great opportunity to shine, which I think is too bad. I think. Um, I think this movie is uh, pretty good. Um, it does a lot of things right. I also think it's uh, it's not it's not quite all the way there. Like I think it's really trying to kind of emulate the Vavitch vibes in a sense, and like not even like I don't think he's trying to make that movie. I think it's just I think probably producers are like oh that movie is pretty popular. Should probably have some woodsy horror stuff in here, you know, you know. Um, but I did really, I really liked the intro to this, like oh, the yeah. setup with the it's main witch. So good. It is, it is really, really. Or the, uh, the enchantress, I think. Or the enchantress. Or sorcerer. Uh, the I child. Remember, yeah. Yes. Whoever the child is of the village that they're like, they're like, they're, they're telling the story yeah. of the witch basically. And, uh, I really liked that. I was like, Ooh, mm-hmm. this is good to the point where I watched that and then I stopped it. And the reason I put this off for so long was cause I, I thought Andy would like it. So I was kind of like, um, I was like, I got a good movie when you're ready. Um, and I was like, I watched like five minutes of it and I liked it and I just saved it. So we started it over, and I watched that first five minutes again, and I was like, ooh, yeah, this is good stuff. And it's never that good ever again. <laughs> no, it doesn't It doesn't quite hold it, um, which is too bad. Like, uh, I think the kid actors are fine, um, and the witch, I actually kind of like her. Like, I do like some of the witchy well, stuff the, that the, they the did. The boar queen? Uh, yes, yes. The, is that who it is? Yes, it's Alice, Alice Krieg. 
Oh fuck! I didn't even realize she's good though. Well, I and like I and I don't know. I I thought I, I think Sophia Lillis is really good. Uh, uh, the oh the um Gretel yeah she yeah. she's good she's a good actress yeah she's like one of those like of the I I'm look forward to all the stuff that she does next like I can't say that yep. about a lot of actors but I think like she's in those it's and I yep. guess she was also in Sharp Objects I don't think she's in it a ton I think yeah. she's just in it a little bit but uh, Sharp Objects is pretty good I think you would actually like it I I don't know if you would put the time into it it's like I don't know six hours or something like that oh it's a show. It's a, yeah, it's a show, but it's, it's on Letterboxd. Uh, it is. I see. I'm looking at it right now. Of course. But is this, it's uh, is this what's gone, her name? Oh no, uh, Gone Girl, Jillian uh, Flynn. But it's got Amy Adams. Yes, you're not a big Amy Adams no. fan. No, and that's like that's who's staring at my face right now. But yes, and oh, I, I, I also see Sophia Lillis was uh, Nancy Drew, and the yeah. Hidden Staircase. I mean, I think that's fine casting. And she's going to be uh, in the, apparently she's in the Dungeons and Dragons movie that's coming out. That's cool. No, is Joe Mangliano involved in that? Probably, of course, because he he's is. a big Dungeons and Dragons guy. Okay, so Gretel and Hansel. Um, yes, this is a movie that yeah you get the this prologue of which is wh- fantastic of the witch, which is like so good. And when I was like yeah. I was like watching this, I was like, holy fuck, this is amazing. And there's these triangles everywhere. And I'm yes. like and I'm like, you know what? I already know it's all it's gonna like be disappointing because there's no way that, that something could open up this good and people like are really mediocre on this. Because a lot of people yeah. are like kind of like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. Um and I'm like okay. Then it kind of like goes by the end, I'm like, I see. I think I kind of like initially I gave this like three and a half out of five because I wanted to be like, people should watch this. It's really cool. Yeah. But over the course of like a week or two, I was kind of like, nah, this is like a three star movie because mm-hmm. kind of jumping the gun on it. I feel like it has this like, <laughs> like X-Men superhero vibe by the end. Then I was like, yeah. what is this? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? It's like, and my brother, he shall become the, the, the X-Men. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it definitely, it dips into that territory a little bit. And it's kind of a weird line where one side of it, where it's like witch Academy, I was kind of like, I was like, I'm on board with this. I was like, I don't, I don't mind that. And that's what I mean. I liked the Borg queen uh, as her old witch kind of ways. And she's like, this is how you witch. And I was like, yeah, but but, but she's actually a a foxy witch. Yes. Yes, she is. Um, but uh, I, I, I kind of liked that. But then it does kind of it starts to lean the other way where it's like, and if you harness your powers, Banshee, you can fly with your scream and you go, hmm, X-Men. Interesting. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I kind of it does kind of go into that category. And then even like when the Huntsman is kind of introduced, I was kind of like uh, the, yeah, the hunter. Yeah. Like well, uh, cause when, that, that's also like when the, the ghoul shows up. Yeah, and like the ghoul is kind of cool, but uh, the way that was resolved, I was kind of like, uh, I was like, he he doesn't really. I was like, I don't see this being a important and a, a critical thing to the story. Well, and he never comes, he doesn't and, save and, them and he never comes back. Yeah. yeah. Introduce him at all. Like I know they're trying to make Gretel the the focus, but I was kind of like it's empowering RJ. Well, I, I know that, but I was like, why even bring this guy in at all then? I was like, just leave him out of it completely. Uh, but I I, 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 his like, he has like a line in this though that I think is the the perfect like summation of a D and D paladin. 
That's oh, like God. a good. Well, because like, what is it? Kindness. I, I, I've pulled it up because it's, it's on IMDb. Sure. K- kindness is its own reward, but cruelty is a self inflicted wound. The wicked earn a living by deception, but the one who plants righteousness gathers a true harvest. Indeed, those who do what is right will live a good life, those who pursue evil will die. Nice. Uh, yeah. So it's like well, there's some like nice. Uh, that's the one thing that uh, Oz Perkins is all about, though. He's got a a good way of wording things. Yes, he, he's he does. he's a good writer, as discussed with uh, uh, the Pretty Things. Yes. Um, yeah. Which is like got that amazing voiceover narration script. I am the Pretty Things that live that lives in the house. Yeah. Great. Great. Stuff. And that's the thing where it's like this movie has really good like one thing that it focuses on a lot is just dialogue. It's just people talking to each other. Like that's what this movie but, is. But moodily and very, moodily. very well compositioned. Yeah. And then when the mother chases her kids away, cause they're like, mm. you, cause, cause she sends her daughter off to, you know, clean the, the Lord's house. And yes. Lord's of course, like, are you intact? <laughs> and of course mm-hmm. this, this young woman, she's, um, She's ahead of her times. So, you know, she she's like, whoa, 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 fuck you, dude. <laughs> she said, I, I was here to be the caretaker. Yeah, I'm not here to caretaker. I'm, I'm not, yeah, all. yeah, I'm not, I'm not here to take care of you, dude. And yeah. um, so, it's her mom's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm a single mom trying to raise two kids. You got to go out and earn, and you're gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. So they get chased off, and now they're like her and her little brother have to go make a living out in the world. And hence they stumble upon. And so I do like the idea that because like in the classic, you know, like, you know, when you watch like a Looney Tunes or a Disney depiction of Hansel and Gretel, they're like little fat kids who are like, mm-hmm. I love candy. And they're stupid. Yep. And they're like, oh, the gingerbread house that the witch lives in. And then the grandma's like, mm-hmm. oh, you like that? You like those, huh? You should come on in. Yeah. Uh, and it's like a lure. But it's like this is like, oh, these kids are starving. Yeah, and I actually I really liked the depiction of uh, the starvation stuff, where um like before she goes to the job, the the like Hansel's like maybe you'll smell cake when you're in there, and it just shows that because they're just like we're so hungry, and he's a little boy, of course he likes cake, so I I, I kind of liked how they played that up where it was just like the witch all she has she just she's just offering them like food and they're just like we are starving and this is amazing and the kid's just like maybe a cookie but he's not it's not the overkill of uh the gingerbread house you know and i do like kind of when uh gretel starts getting wise to things not being uh, on she's like hey pomegranates those are out of season (laughs) hey this food would be turned and it's like so because i think that'd be a thing that even you know like uh i don't know how old she is supposed to be in this like 13 like 13 or like yeah. yeah and she's like no you'd have a pretty different relationship with food and how it's made in a like you know agrarian setting where you're like yeah that's like literally all you have to look forward to is like oh huh, what am i going to eat next where does food come from and there's certain times of the year that you just get used to it like her little brother wouldn't necessarily pick up on it or be thinking about the ramifications mm-hmm. no he's uh, just happy to eat no and uh, that's how they show that and i i do like that like they they kind of outline that really well, and that and that's the thing. It's like this movie's it's a, it's got the stuff of Oz Perkins that I like, but it doesn't it doesn't hit the levels of Oz Perkins that I want. You're uh, denied satisfaction, I think. A I, little I, bit. I think the 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 broom witch battle at the end is pretty good, though. It's kind of like that oh. is good. Yeah, that's like that's uh more violent than I was expecting, and also just like. 
oh, what happens when uh, the little boy goes up that ladder? <laughs> it's like, yeah. He, yeah. And then it's like, well, some good stuff. Some good stuff happens I, there. I, I do like the the people melting at play uh, there. Uh, and that's, that's quite good. Um, you know, I'm just noticing now, too. I'm looking at the poster. And either I'm real dumb or... Or this is just not obvious. Did you notice the trees in the background say feed? Uh, I think I had noticed that before and I kind of forgotten. Yeah, because I, I didn't realize that before. But now that I'm looking at it, it seems very clear that it just says feed, which makes sense because it's Hansel and Gretel and they're eating. Or like Ryback, feed me more. Feed me more. I mean, that could also be nothing, but it seems seems like it's saying feed uh, it does 100 percent say feed yeah i didn't uh didn't quite see that one before jared mm-hmm. um but yeah also this movie's got great um it just looks nice the score looks nice. is great score um, yeah it's a yeah. nice nice little movie uh yeah doesn't get all the way there but i think three three and a half isn't bad just to be like yeah it's it's a good show. You should watch it. Yeah, just don't I mean, just don't go in thinking this is gonna blow I, any. My, my, off. my three is for like a 2020 movie, I guess. Yeah. As opposed to like a 1973 Euro horror, where I'm like, yeah, this is worth watching, if you yeah. know what you're signing up for. I and, agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but uh, good good show regardless. I, I I still like Oz Perkins. I'm excited to see what he comes up with next. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'll run through. Yeah, why don't you more. hit a couple? So. Uh, one of the more pleasant surprises for me this this October was finally watching when I saw it on Disney Plus, uh, Fright Night, the remake, mm-hmm. which is actually a movie I've been wanting to watch for a quite a long time, so somewhere between a year to ten years since it actually came out. Uh, I had zero interest in watching this when it came out because I was just like, yeah. "What is this shit?" Oh, Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell, fuck off. And uh-huh. like that, that was it. That's the only thing I knew about this movie. I didn't ever really paid much attention to about who the rest of the people were. Yeah. And then I uh, was finally sometime in the last two years, someone had been mentioning like this movie is actually way better than you'd expect. I, re- I remember liking it. Yeah. Yeah. So finally, if I, uh, the opportunity struck and I was just like, I don't care. I'm just I'm trying to watch something like watchable that might actually hold my attention so yeah. friday night at wa- fright night it was that i finally jumped into and fuck i i like this movie a lot <laughs> nice yeah nice. yeah i thought it was actually really good colin farrell is so good in this this is probably he, one of these awesome just he's, outright uh, is he awesome i, I like right? colin farrell i he's, like colin he's farrell. he's gotten better i think like yes, yes. In, i know you don't like in bruges i but... don't and that's probably one of the reasons why and i think but he the... sucks in minority report I think he's okay in Minority Report, but the biggest thing about Colin Farrell is these Yorgos Lathamoses, mm-hmm. and uh, he's pretty good in. Uh, yeah. You, I know you don't watch comedy, but in in horrible bosses, he is uh, pretty good in that. I think you would like his character alone in that. But um, anyways, not to interrupt, but yeah, Colin Farrell's great in this. I think he he's yeah. good. But not only do you get Colin Farrell, and of course, like I had no idea who else was in this because you get uh, Anton Yelchin. Who's yep. fantastic? R.I.P. Buddy. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. So, but he's really, really good in this. He, um, he fits the role very well. You, you, yep. you, you get the poots. Imogen poots. Yeah. Poots. Who's also quite good. Yeah, she's pretty good in this. Uh, Tony Collette not being annoying and not bringing yes. attention to herself. She's uh, like very like she's a great 
mom that's like not a stupid mom. She's mm-hmm. just like kind of there, and once things start going down, she's on it. Yeah. Um, and of course, David Tennant. David Tennant, who <laughs> I thought it was uh, Russell Brand, <laughs> like at the beginning, yeah. And which yep. is the joke, I guess, is he's supposed to be like somewhere between like um, David Blaine and Russell yeah, Brand and Russell Brand. And what like about... I and I thought it was Russell Brand, and then I'm like, wait a minute, and I'm like. Doctor Who again, because he was also yeah. in Doctor Who's also in his house, I mean, in his hole, yeah. yeah, in the hole. Yeah. What about uh, you, McLovin and Dave Franco? You know, yep. you know James Franco's brother. He's yes. in this as yeah. well. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, no one needs to talk about Dave Franco though. Yeah, that's fine. And Chris Sarandon shows up to get killed. Yes, he does. He yes, gets, he does. Which he, is nice. He gets et. Uh, Lisa Loeb is in this, which was incredible, right? I'm a I'm one of the biggest Lisa Loeb fans there is. I'm talking to the right guy. Mm-hmm. Love Lisa Loeb. Do you remember her in that one film that we talk about frequently? Well, you can listen to her. Seat, you can listen to her uh, soundtrack or her not soundtracks, her albums. Uh, I might, I might. I know she's great in Sandy Wexler. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Uh, so the director Craig uh, Gillespie uh, yep. also directed I Tonya. Uh, Lots of good stuff. Cruella. <laughs> uh, which uh friend of the show, Aaron Lang, yeah. spoke pretty highly. I, of. I, I did see him talk about that on the Facebook. Or not not even highly. He was kind of just like, he's like, this was better than I thought it would be. Yep. Not bad. That's what and I, I was like. That's what I read. And Lars and the Real Girl. Yes. And Mr. Yep. Woodcock. Uh, I've seen Mr. Woodcock. I, it I is figured. not a great movie <laughs> I film. I kind of assumed. I kind of assumed. Is not great, but, but uh, the rest Fright, of those are good. But Fright Night, RJ. So mm-hmm. this is a remake. Um, it kind of pretty well follows the same trajectory, but goes in unexpected directions, which was good. Yep. This is fine. The, um, yeah, for those who don't know, uh, the tagline, RJ. You can't run from evil when it lives next door. Ooh. A teenager suspects his new neighborhood neighbor is a vampire. Unable to convince anyone, he tries to enlist the help of a self-proclaimed vampire hunter and magician in this remake of the 1985 <laughs> comedy horror classic. I, I love that where it's self-proclaimed vampire hunter and magician. magician. Yeah. Just so you know. Just so you're aware. I, uh, yeah, it's great. It's a great thing. I The yeah, CGI sorry, you... is the shits. It's like yeah. there is some stuff in here that is so bad looking, though. Uh, luckily, there's not a ton of it, but there's like a scene where they're in their car and they're trying to do like a Children of Men thing. <laughs> and it uh, yeah. does not work. It looks so. That does not it look, sound good It at looks all. so crappy. But I think this movie was in 3D when it came out. Really? I think oh it, no! Yeah, I think it, I saw this in theaters actually. Yeah, and so this movie was 3D, and you can see that there's stuff that they're trying to do. Like there's the blood that's flying everywhere, CGI blood. So yeah. on that part, it's pretty crappy. But I do like how just like vicious and unrelenting Colin Farrell is. You're kind of like, mm. how the fuck are these guys going to survive this dude? And it's kind of yep. like through his own arrogance. Um, oh, but yeah, shit. Uh, yes, yeah. The he's uh, is his undoing. Mm-hmm. But the ending uh, with the <laughs> fireproof suit and strapping in is so fucking good. I was like, fuck. Like, I mean, like, one of like, man, that's why you fight a vampire. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, there's like yeah. some cool stuff. You're like, yeah, that's like really cool. And it's like very uh, visceral in how the violence is depicted. 
Uh, yeah. I love uh, the, 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 you know, wacky vampire CGI makeup to a point. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of going for it, but it's, it's 2011. They're not going to yep. do rubber faces anymore, sadly, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know. I thought that, yeah, this like was a total surprise, like pleasant surprise. I really, uh, mm-hmm. it, was, it was like for a mainstream remake, like it's pretty good. It's way better than Hills Have Eyes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I remember, um, I think one of the reasons it's so successful is Anton Yelchin fits in that a lot. Like the stuff that he does, like all those scenes you're talking about that you liked, it just works with him. You're just like, this is believable with this guy. And it's like, I, he fits that kind of bill. The one thing I remember of it, and maybe I'm misremembering, but like when you said the new Fright Night, I was like, oh, doesn't he have those serial killer tubes or like uh, containments yeah. with like women yes, in it behind, and stuff? Yes. That was the one thing I remembered when I like I remember when I watched it in theaters. I was like, whoa! <laughs> I was like, that that's uh, grim. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. No, it's like it's, but good, it's good b- stuff b- behind the closet because that's a new thing, and you're like, yeah. oh god damn! Because you're like, where did she go? And then you find out, and it's like, oh, he can come back wherever he wants to. Yes. And then and then of course there's like, oh, where do the bodies go? And you're like, oh yeah, they have the answer for that too. It's very good. You know what you should watch next? And I don't know if you've seen it, but have, have you ever seen Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> I have not seen uh, Rear Window 2.0. I – no, just go with me with this, Jared. Yeah. I think that because you like this Fright Night, mm-hmm. this Fright Night, I think you might like uh, Disturbia. And I'm not going to – I won't lie to you. I actually kind of liked that movie when it came out. I saw it in theaters mm-hmm. and – I watched a copy of it in my private private home not long after because I went, that's a good show. I yeah. like this. <laughs> okay. I, I'm just saying, check maybe one year for Creeptober, this year, next year. Okay. You should check it out because I think it fits into the same wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Wheelhouse. <clears throat> so, yeah, Friday night. Pretty good. Yeah, Pretty good. good. Uh, and then I watched a movie that I've also heard positive things about over the years never saw it when i was a kid but i think you've seen it my boyfriend's back from 1993 oh. uh, con- uh, that was a, a frequent uh, rental in the uh, baylog house really uh, not frequent <laughs> but i'd say like around halloween or, or like october it'd be like let's go rent some movies and uh you know i i I'm going to say more than once or twice we rented my boyfriend's back huh. just because, you know, we were kids and we're like, oh, it's fun. Yeah, it's, I, it's I know a, this it's a pretty wholesome movie, yeah. but it's also yep. bizarre. And yes, like, it's a bizarre movie. So this is directed by Bob Balaban. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's like a deadpan comedian, uh, if, if you mm-hmm. recall his work in Seinfeld. Yeah. Yes, I, uh, I, well, I, I just know Bob Balaban. He's a close personal friend of mine. Yeah, good dude. Good dude shows yep. up in those Wes Andersons and he's in Ghost World, all kinds of stuff. Like, you know, little Bob Balaban. I know Bob. Um, yep. yeah. So he directed this movie that at the whole, so I, in my review, I mentioned I have my whole life thought this movie had Tim Robbins in it for some reason. Cause I, I, I look at the poster of this uh, and I go, hey, it's Tim Robbins. Um, it's, it's a different guy. I don't know what his well, name this is. This guy's but... name's Andrew Lowry and he's in, uh... he, 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 him and his co-star Tracy Lynn have like no career 
outside of like this period of time. They made a few movies and then they just stopped. They've they've they haven't, they haven't worked in movies since. I mean, Tracy Lynn's in Bugsy, so yeah. <laughs> I uh, I I don't know. Fuck, I'll tell I'll tell you about Bugsy during the real podcast. <laughs> but so let me say, uh, so Matthew Fox, Jack mm-hmm. from Lost, he's here as oh. as Buck. But you know who's also in this fucking movie? McConaughey. Uh, yeah, for like a second. But do you oh. know who's in this movie? Cloris Leachman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm I'm just I'm just Chuck. Seeing, yeah. I know, but like yeah. I, I had no idea. <laughs> That's a lot of like is that Phil, is that filthy? What a what a nice surprise for you when you just throw on my thought, boyfriend's back and then out of nowhere you go Phil. Yeah, and he's he plays a simpleton named Chuck, <laughs> a vi- a violent simpleton. Yes, a little bit. A little uh, bit. Um, so yeah, this movie's uh, your classic tale of a a guy who wants to go on a go to the prom with a girl and him and his buddy Danny Zorn who who man this guy Danny Zuko uh, Danny Zorn well he he killed himself uh what in real life yeah <laughs> in oh. real life cuz i was like what is who is this guy he looks like familiar he's kind of like uh Chris Penn ish mm. but with like di- different hair going on so I see what, yeah i know what you, I him, see what you him so the main character and Danny Zorn they come up with an idea it's like hey she works at the convenience store. You're going to pretend to rob the place while I happen to be there, and I will stop the robbery from happening, and then she'll, like, owe me one, and then she'll have to go to the prom with me because she's kind of on the outs with her previous boyfriend, Matt Fox. Do you think people still do that? All the time. Yeah. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So uh, what happens, of course, is a real robber comes at the exact moment and... Of course, the guy inside doesn't know it, and he went to taking a bullet, a real bullet, and then he dies. Uh, and everyone, mm-hmm. they bury him. Damn. He's done and out. But he comes back from the dead, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's back. <laughs> so that's like one of the strange things about this film is the way that everyone just rolls with the fact that, oh, this guy's a zombie. He's like blue. Uh, <laughs> he's falling apart. Uh, and the only, I, the I only, like that though. I know, right? So yeah. it is like, but I, I could I'm watch. Imagine watching this in a theater. This would be death. This would be brutal to watch with a live crowd. Like, oh, it'd be uh, high yucking at everything. Not even. <laughs> I don't even think they'd be laughing because it is so like the the, the humor is so low key and non-existent almost. You're like, huh. I can't imagine people loving this when it came out. Uh, I this I don't know. I watched this and I was like, this would work better as like a comic. Like a, mm-hmm. I think this would be actually an amazing comic. It is definitely not as good as Bob Balaban's other horror film, uh, Parents, from nineteen eighty nine. I with don't know if r- I've with seen. Randy Quaid, Mary Beth Hurt. I know. I I mean, I got uh, I got some Randy Quaid. Not too long ago here, mm-hmm. so. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I would say if, if you haven't seen Parents, watch Parents instead. Oh, uh, that'll for... be ne- that'll be on next year's. Okay, I'm gonna watch Parents for sure. I'm glad you watched, watched my boyfriend's back because I feel like it's a movie I've probably mentioned a couple times. Might have. And I and I've been. You haven't seen that. You know how I do. <laughs> yeah. You've never seen that. Hmm. But okay. RJ, are you yeah. are, are you familiar with the Uncanny? No. Well, I know the Uncanny X Men. Well, is... 
The Uncanny uh, is a co-production between the UK and Canada. Um, it's directed by a guy named Denis Hero, uh, who I think recently directed uh, some movie that came out this weekend called Dune, I think. Denny? Denny Hero. Denny Haru. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So this is a horror anthology that is entirely about cats. <laughs> um, am I gonna like this film? I think you would. I because nothing. Are you sure? Other than like some cats being like, th- <laughs> like incentivized. Thrown? Do they get thrown? I think at one point a cat gets. Oh, I'm trying to. Conf- I'm trying to remember. If anything really even happens to any of the cats, I th- I'm pretty seems... scrutinizing. Don't forget. I don't know. I mean, there's like maybe like a thing where a cat jumps on a table and then like a dad like brushes it off. That's mm. that's about what we're talking about. Uh, there is some ridiculous cat footage in this, though. My God, uh, the f- so Peter Cushing plays a writer who's like gone crazy, and he's just fin- he's in the midst of. Uh, finishing a book that he's trying to sell to Ray Milland um, that he's written about like the true nature of cats, that that's actually part of, it's like a conspiracy against the human race Ooh. and it's cats are to be blamed. That's kind of like, have you ever seen the hit film cats and dogs? Uh, nope. Because in that hit film, Jarrett, plot is, is that the cats have an ancient, control over humanity to be their uh, servants and the dogs come in to try to save the people but then it's this age-old war that uh, they've since forgotten it's kind of similar to what you're describing i think where cats have a hidden agenda so uh there's three stories here uh the first one involves an old cat lady who has written a will to write out her nephew Mm-hmm. Um, the maid who's banging that nephew catches wind of this and she conspires to get rid of that will. So when she does die, that money goes to the nephew and then hence her. At least that would be her hope. Um, of course, the, there's cats everywhere. There's like kind of like a leader cat and there's just cats in every single room. They're all running around. Um, he's chilling, being little buddies. And then, so of course the the maid goes up to get into the safe that mm-hmm. she gets the combo from from the sleeping woman. Uh, she's in there. The, one of the cats leaps up to like warn the cat lady. The cat lady wakes up. She's like, "You, I'm gonna call the police." The maid panics. She suffocates the old lady. Um, mm. And of course, kitties don't like that. So I mean, this, I don't this, this woman like is this woman is winds up being trapped in the house by these cats that keep attacking her and jumping off of things and scratching her up and like little, little fake cat paws come in to stop her from like grabbing this piece of paper. Um, That's kind of fun. Yeah. She gets chased into this closet uh, or into the pantry and she starts like running out of food because days are passing. And then finally, like she notices the cats have moved on and she's like, okay, I got to leave. But then she's like, wait, that note's still up there. Well, maybe I'm going to go get it still. It's like, Oh dude, you, you just, you had your chance. Mm. Greed, RJ, greed. She goes up there, and there's a few cats still hanging out, and they're right on top of this will. And then she goes toward it, and then she sees what, what the cats have been eating in the meantime. 
And um, everybody gets what they deserve in the end. The, the next mm. story is about a young girl who is orphaned. Her parents have died. Um, all she has left is her mother's books on witchcraft and a little black cat whose name I can't remember. Uh, they spook? have to no no not spook. Uh, they have to move in with um, the dead mother's sister who's a real mm. bitch. Uh, but, but a lot of uptight people um, with a shitty daughter and, like, kind of the indifferent dad. And they're like, what do we need to have a cat for? Why does she get so attached to this cat? We should get rid of the cat. Mm-hmm. And everything is about conspiring toward it. The cat um, does not like the the, the older cousin. And she, the older cousin starts turning on the cat and being like, the cat did this. The cat's bad. We should get rid of it. And of course, it's like, Fuckers. so of course, it's like, well, we have to get rid of the cat. So I guess we have to go get it killed because that makes sense. So you're just like, these people. Mm-hmm. And then you get this scene, RJ, where like, uh, you know, in the wire, when little Kevin gets driven away in the back yeah. of the car, you get that with yeah. the cat. <laughs> the cat gets driven away. But don't mm. you worry, the cat comes back. I don't know if this is one for me. Oh, it is. It's fine. It's fine to watch because you're just like, oh, no. And then the cat comes back. It's like you don't see anything happen to this Mm -hmm. little guy. And then the cat starts to plot with the little girl. A fitting demise. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's that's some fun. And and it's all set in Quebec province or or Quebec territory or whatever it's called. It's got quite the weird uh, uh, title that they give it. I like the Quebec-based films, though. Yeah. Those are always fun to yeah. watch because you're like, I, you're like, I kind of feel like I know now, this place. The the worst one is the third story, which stars Donald Pleasance. Mm. Um, yeah, he's he he he's always in that bag. Yeah, he's so he has conspired to kill his wife, make it look like an accident on a movie set using like one of those like pit in the pendulum blades, but then Mm. the blade got swapped out by accident. Wink. Mm. And then uh, him and his new girlfriend, that's just like his wife, but looks younger. And I'm going to make you a big star. And he's Mm. just a horrible asshole. And of course his, his dead wife that he's murdered, she had cats. And uh, Mm. of course that cat has babies. And Mm. of course, what does this bad person do? Kills the cat? Yeah, he, he walks off set, and you hear water run, and you're just like, this son of a bitch. And Garrett, this does not sound like a film I would enjoy. But it's not like you're not seeing cats drown, RJ. Yeah, but I mean... It's implied. And then you're like, all oh, these people... Not much are, for implied but, stuff. But, but they're going to get their just desserts, RJ. Everybody, everyone's going to get oh. it. So that's fine. It's 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 perfectly fine. And then, and then you get then you get the ending, some good times. Uh, yeah, Uncanny. It's a it's a three out of five YouTube experience. Hmm, that sounds okay. Yeah, I mean I don't want like all this cat stuff, but yeah, the it'll other be, stuff you talked be, about sounds okay. You you you'd be fine. I mean you could stick to mm. Porky Pig in Scaredy Cat, a Looney Tune short where it's Porky Pig moves into a haunted house with Sylvester. This is a I... silent Sylvester, and it is overrun with um, a mouse cult. I'd prefer that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be on board with that. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I think I'm all right with yeah, that. Yeah, you don't do that? You don't do that? Yeah. Um, or you could also check out The Case of the Stuttering Pig from 
1937. Uh, that's got some cool uh, Looney Tunes Jekyll and Hyde action. Pretty creepy mm. son of a bitch lawyer guy in this. Well, aren't they all, Jared? Premium, premium <laughs> six-minute Looney Tune action. Aren't they all? <laughs> in glorious black and white. In what? Glorious black and white. Oh, yeah. That's always good. No. I like it. Yeah. Um, but, yes. uh, RJ, yes. tell me about how you finally, finally watched Freaked, a movie I told you to watch ages ago, but it wasn't until friend of the show, Ryan Nagel, watched it and gave mm. it the four stars. You're like, okay, I better watch it now. When did you tell me to watch this? Oh, so many times, RJ. So many times. Okay. It wasn't <clears throat> It wasn't just that friend of the show, Ryan Nagel, watched it. I saw that it was on his list, and he told. I think he told me, he's like, oh, it's on YouTube. You can just watch it. Uh, or he's like, it's easy to access. He's like, and the copy's pretty good. And I went, oh, it's, okay. I'll it's also streamable, I think. Well, fucking just watch has lied to me again. If that if that is the case, I, I'm pretty sure this is like on oh Shutter. Well, the copy on YouTube was actually pretty like was actually really good, so I got no complaints on that end. But uh, if it is just watch, has been really treating me like a bag of shit. <laughs> good is what. Well, I actually, have to say. well, part of the problem is I don't even think it comes up on uh, just watch. Well, exactly. That's the. I, I don't know how to find movies anymore. If Just Watched worked, I'd be very good. Very good. Mm. But anyways, yeah, it wasn't... I, I didn't watch it just because I knew he was going to watch it. So I was like, oh, I'll throw it in my list too. But yeah, I watched Freaked. And I, I don't remember when you talked about Freaked. Was it a, a year or two ago? Uh... I've talked about I think multiple times saying you should watch this movie. I watched it ages ago. Let's see. You watched it uh, in 2015. Yeah. I'm and your sh- review was, someone wiped that worm's asshole. God damn it. And then I said... If I had only knew this movie existed sooner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Freaked is awesome. Freaked yeah. is real good. <laughs> Freaked's amazing. Uh, and it's kind of amazing that it's like Alex Winters just made this whole thing. And like, what else has he done? I don't know. Or he didn't direct it. Or yeah, he did actually. He did. It. Yeah. So, oh, he made a Frank Zappa movie. That sounds cool. I'd watch a Zappa movie that he made. Uh, lots of Ben 10 stuff. Squeal of Death. That sounds cool. Uh, Deep Web. <laughs> yeah, that. Deep uh, Web. Yeah, the documentary. Oh, I'm all about Deep Web. The Panama uh, Papers, more and more. Uh, he sure. likes those conspiracy. He likes those not conspiracy, but he likes those documentaries. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah. Anyways, I was uh I was surprised that he was uh so involved with this. Um, this thing is like uh, it's set at a hundred the entire time it plays out. Yep. It never stops, and it is pretty impressive to be honest like um, it, it is I, I i don't know why this movie isn't more celebrated more it it 100 percent should be because it's uh there are very few misses in this every single kind of joke that they have is good and it never ever stops it just keeps coming the whole time like the setups to the setups to some of the bigger jokes have good payoff, but then just like every kind of thing in between, it's like boom, boom, boom. And you're just like, fuck, this is, this thing is flying at me. 
some notes I made, uh, CGI Jeep scene. I think it was a, a 90s computer-generated scene, which I thought was super funny. Uh, the mouse mouse. At one point, uh, someone uses a uh, mouse on a computer, but it is a taxidermied mouse. Um, the Rastafarian eyeballs were a uh, big hit for me. Um, I really liked certain dialogue, like the thing about Frogman, where he's like, Frogman, I think death is probably the best thing for you now. Mm-hmm. I thought that was super funny. I was just like, oh my God, I love this. Uh, the machismo real cheese thing was like, it's like Andrea always says sometimes she's like, that's like a joke you would write. And I was like, that is a joke I would write like real cheese for real men. Like I, I, I identified with that a lot. Um, but my favorite bit in this whole show Jared, was uh, with the little kid who's like obsessed with him and follows him around all the time. And uh, like, he always kind of blows him off and you're just like, Oh, that's funny. Um, but there's a scene where the little kid is like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to go and talk to these people. And it shows him like, uh, like walk into an office. He's like, I'm going to tell them what's what. And then you're just like, I wonder if they're going to throw that kid through that window. <laughs> and then they do throw him through the window. And I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's what like in my mind. I was like, I hope that's the bit they go with here. And they did. And I was like, oh, I love it. And then it does a couple more, too. But So, um, so for the uninitiated, wow. what's this movie about? Oh, holy shit. Uh, so we have like um, Alex Winter. He is a uh, he is a celebrity, like a teen or not a teen, but like a, a young like Hollywood male celebrity who's like, ooh, ooh always doing duck lips. Um, and he gets bought by a company kind of where right. they're like, it's this big kind of greedy company. And you, you get you get shown what they do, where it's kind of like old guys polluting the world kind of thing. And it's very uh, it's very on the nose, but like not in a bad way. You're just like, I see what they're doing. And the company's like, we want to make you the figurehead for this and he, he's kind of like i don't know you guys do bad stuff and they're like this is the money we offer and he goes all right um so they send him along to kind of promote this stuff and then at the same time you find out the the company they're just making like this they have like this byproduct or like this off waste that is harmful to everything and they're like ah it's okay no one will notice so they send this guy around and uh, he kind of crosses paths with randy quaid jared uh-oh and uh, we all know randy quaid mm. and uh he in this movie he goes by uh scugs or something like that <laughs> yeah. um so he goes uh to this like basically like a carnival and uh he kind of gets kidnapped and mutated uh so scugs randy quaid ha- has this thing um, oh, they go to like a, a freak show. Actually, this is how it gets set up. He's in the car with someone and the girl's like, let's go to the freak show. Uh, a girl and a guy that's with uh, our vain actor. And um, he's like, all right, we'll go to the freak show. And they see such marvels like the bearded woman, uh, sock man, cowboy, which is a big, a big one for me. And I like cowboy. Just, just mention that. Who is the bearded woman? Mr. T. Correct. In a pretty pretty perfect casting mm-hmm. i would say uh you have mr t is the bearded woman you have um yeah cowboy who is a cowboy uh you have a guy who is a sock played by uh bobcat goldwaith mm-hmm. uh goldwith or whatever his Gold- name is yeah goldwaith 
which I like quite a bit. Uh, you have um, the Eternal Flame, which is that guy from... Uh, I know him from Seinfeld, the double Parker, but he's also in all those pirate movies, and he's just a guy who is constantly farting a flame, <laughs> which uh, I went, yeah. <laughs> I went, I like that. Uh, you have the... Um, what is his name, actually? Is it Worm Man? Um, what is his... Okay, there's Cheesewort, Giant Stewie Monster, uh, The Dog Boy. Oh, yeah, there's Ortiz, The Dog Boy, and that's Keanu Reeves, actually, Jarrett. Keanu Reeves. Uh, the actual guy's name is just Worm. So Worm is in here. Uh, we have Nosy, which is a giant nose. We have uh, the eyeballs. Um, yeah. Just all-star cast, Jared. All-star cast. Uh, and then we have uh, Alex Win- uh, Winter, who uh, eventually becomes like the Beast Boy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they're all in this carnival, and it's just kind of a freak show. But they all know that Randy Quaid is kind of doing some suspicious stuff, and they try to fight back. And, uh, yeah, Freaked is real good. Real good. Creeps approved. Yeah, this is uh this is one of those certified ones where it's just like kind of how you how you put it. You're just like it's like whoa whoa whoa, why does nobody talk about this thing? Uh, and it's true, people should talk about Creeped. Creeped is awesome, real good. So good show. That's about all I have to say about mm-hmm. it. But is it as good as exists? Ah, <laughs> oh, few few things are as good as exists, Jarrett. Few few things. So was this on? Well, I mean, this was probably. I think he, I was going to say, was this on your radar? But then I realized I was like, I'm pretty sure you told me about this. I uh, actually, I don't think I did. Hmm. So, I mean, I've been watching the Squatch movies for a while. I've been, I've got an ongoing list of, yeah. of movies I'll, you know, pick at here and there. And I saw that you watched Exists. And I was like, yeah, the Sam Squatch. <laughs> and I saw you gave it three stars, which I mean, for a, for a 2014 Bigfoot movie from RJ, that's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. high. It's, it's a high regard. And so this and is who, this, who this made this film, Jerry? Eduardo Sanchez, brother yes. of Sam, and uh-huh. um, who I didn't realize also, you know, Sam's talented brother, Manuel Blair Witch Project, uh, everyone's favorite, lovely Molly that no one talks about, Altered, uh, Altered. which is an alien picture. Uh, I that's the seen... one that you had told me about. Yeah, that's not that, that's not a good show. It's not. A good it's show. not great. Exists is uh, better. It is better. So yeah, so I saw you saw it exists, and I was like, the one day I was on, um, fuck, what was it? I was just on Amazon Prime, I think, and yeah. I watched. Awesome. I, I saw. Well, I watched Cabin Fever three because oh, yeah. I had to watch it there, and I had to acquire Cabin Fever two, Spring Fever. So I was all caught up on the. The, the mm. very tight chronology of the cabin fever films. Got and then you, I, you. and I was like flipping through after watching cabin fever three and being like, Oh hoax. I'm like, well, whatever. I'll, I'll give this a try. Hoax, is hoax not uh, up hoax to the exists? Is, no hoax made exists that much better because exists nice. is what you kind of want to a degree. Yeah. And it, it, it's just exists. It's like, I think we're overrating it a little bit because of like some, yeah. re- some really good stuff. That is completely undermined by the stupidity of this movie being a fucking found footage film. 
Oh yeah, and well, I mean that's my biggest gripe too. Just shoot it like a handheld movie. Just like shoot it like yep. a Dogma ninety five movie. You don't have to like oh this will be found footage. Like, no, it doesn't. Just shoot no, it, it like handheld. Do all the creature effect stuff the exact same way, which are awesome. Yep. The monster yes. looks awesome. Uh, all that stuff you could have accomplished without it being like oh I need an excuse to be filming. And yep. we're, we're, I think there's like I was keeping track. I actually had notes for this one. Um, nice. Now where did I? Well, first of all, uh, what does exist about uh, four four, uh, four friends? So there's two brothers, one of the brothers' girlfriends, and their their African American friend. <laughs> they're gonna yes. go camping, uh, but they're gonna go to the cabin that the brother's uncle owns. But mm. they find out later that they didn't ask the uncle's permission. No, they didn't. And uh, what does that get you in? What kind of trouble does that trouble. get you? Trouble. Well, when you're driving around and you're investigating because you're going to make, uh, and I quote, where is it? Did I write that down? Oh, we're going to have the best YouTube video ever. <laughs> it's like, what? If you, you assholes just jumping in the lake? That's that's almost uh, as bad as the Mc, um, McPherson tapes. Guys, I'm zoomed in. Mm-hmm. I'm zoomed in, guys. So... These these guys right at the bat. These guys are driving down the road and they're they're doing found footage things in their car, and then burning beards like a bunch, bunch oh, of bricks. Oh yeah, and I then like, oh, and then suddenly you see like a glimmer of something in the off the side of the road, and they hit it, and they go off. The, they go, whoa, what the hell was that? The car is all messed up. And then they, when they investigate the the vehicle a little bit, they like they also check the camera and they see like <laughs> like a bigfoot. Well, yeah, a bipedal hairy it's thing a, walking. It's, it's a Bigfoot. It's a Bigfoot. It's clearly it's a, Bigfoot. a Bigfoot. I'd be like, holy shit, let's get out of here, guys. Let's, let's sell mm-hmm. the tape. But I think I laughed because it's like they're they're pulling out some like f- some fur out of the uh, out of the grill, and it's like mm-hmm. there's Bigfoot pubes. <laughs> they're so like curly. <laughs> it's like Jesus. Like what's going on here? Um, but then they're like, ah, oh, well. <laughs> we looked around the woods to see if there's anything around. And yeah, we're good. Let's go on to the cabin. Uh, we had some leering pervert, pervert friend action. Because the guy's like, hey, yeah, I'm going to film my my brother and his sister banging. And then there's like, uh, is it just like the one? Oh, no, there's, a two, there's two girls. Yeah, there's two girls. I forgot. Yeah, there two girls, two boys. Two no, girls, three boys. Yeah, sorry. So the, yeah, girls, so the, the leering pervert guy with the camera found footage excuse. Yeah. He's yeah. the yeah, he's the fifth wheel. Yes, so it's he like, is the fifth. Yeah, so there's the brother and his girlfriend and the guy and his and girl. And the friend and her yeah. his girl. Right. I, who, you know, very important to the story. <laughs> like just, those just, two? Oh yeah. No, they just exist. They just exist. Yeah, well, the um, one causes issues later, which is le- troublesome. Le- leering pervert friend with camera is like checking them, like making out. And of yeah. course, while he's doing there, he hears a sound. He's like, oh, guys, there's something over there. They're like, what are you doing? Are you filming us? And they confront yeah. him. And they they take his memory card out. But he's still, fil- <laughs> but he's still yeah. filming the footage somehow. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> movie doesn't worry about such things, yeah. Jarrett. Uh, at some point, at some point in... I. I think the one of the characters exclaims, "It's Bigfoot!" <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a it's annoying. Guy goes, "It's Bigfoot," and then you go, "Nice, <laughs> nice." Uh, and then so yeah, they, they run afoul of a Bigfoot. And so yes, Big, they do. Bigfoot's got a hard on for these people. He wants to fuck them up. So yep. he smashes around the outside of the cabin on night two, I guess. 
and, and their car. And, well, that's the thing is then my note was Bigfoot just fucked up your car. Yes, he did. Yeah, he, he he just put a fucking tree through the windshield. They go to start it. Ah, no, it's, it's, it's too fucked up. Mm-hmm. Well, he made sure. He was like, these people ain't leaving. I'm Bigfoot, and I got something to say. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the exact So these guys out. are in trouble because Bigfoot just comes through windows, <laughs> and like he's just smashing through. It's really good. Like the yeah. the, the, the Bigfoot costume and, like, performance is like the best Bigfoot of all the Bigfoot pieces of shit I've watched. This is like wow. the best Bigfoot by far. Wow. Like, yeah. Oh, easily. This Bigfoot's so good. So yeah. they're like, Oh, we got to get out of here. You guys. So brother, he's like, I'm going to take the bike and I'm going to ride out of here. And I'm like, why don't you all leave? What is willing? What, what, why, why are you all not going together? Like mm-hmm. how far could it be? You could start running. Just start running, but it's like, nah, one of them, he'll go get a phone signal and get a hold of our uncle and he'll save us. So, dumb, yeah. dumb, uh, he starts riding his bike out. And of course, he's like, oh, I got a bar. I'm going to try to make a call. Oh, it's not working. And then he keeps riding along some more. And he's like, oh, oh, I've got a single bar. I'm going to try to connect again. And then we get this like ridiculous conversation we hear like three more times of like getting a hold of his uncle. It's like, it's like whatever his name is, Jerry, Jerry, what? Uncle Bob, Uncle, what? it's on. Yeah, you're, you're at the cabin. You're at the cabin. You're at the cabin. Uh-huh. And you're like, uh huh. And then suddenly Bigfoot shows up. And he's coming. Oh, and, and oh lord, he's coming. And Bigfoot starts oh. running. <laughs> he's running like I don't know. I think you put it thirty <laughs> miles per hour through the brush, and he's just running. He's like on his bike, and Bigfoot's just running beside him. And then, it's and then finally, so good. And then the path you start realizing is going to cross paths with the Bigfoot, and the Bigfoot <laughs> just fucking hammers this guy and he goes fucking flying and uh and then bigfoot just you know fucking put policing the beating on this dude have you ever seen the dave Chappelle with rick the rick james where he's talking about how eddie murphy and charlie murphy beat on his legs and his legs were like (laughs) that's what bigfoot does he just mashes up his legs so he can't walk anymore smart smart yeah that scene is so good when the guy's biking and he looks back and he's like, "Oh shit!" And Bigfoot is just full on. <laughs> but he's booking it. Uh, okay, he's and so, so fast. and so the so night descends, and of course they're like, "Oh, he never got back." But then one point, like, Bigfoot takes the bike and he just like a torpedo just sends it launching at the at the cabin. They're like, "Oh shit!" And that's his bike. I mean, they don't even know at that point, and they run inside, and this is like the siege of the Bigfoot. Uh, yes. and the Bigfoot doesn't care. He's done. He's done fucking around. And so these guys, uh, oh, um, the one guy, he found a, the rifle in the, uh, down in the basement, in the evil dead, uh, in the evil dead basement. basement. Yeah. Um, and so like they're taking some shots, but Bigfoot's fucking people up. Bigfoot. I think the implication is he breaks the neck of the one girl as he reaches uh, through the the window, and he's just like yeah. got her by the neck, and they're trying. She's dangling by her feet, and they're trying to like you know break, trying to pull yeah. Bigfoot's hand off her, but they can't. And again, this is all found footaged up, and it's so stupid. It's like doesn't need to be. Doesn't need to doesn't be. Doesn't need to be. Yeah, I think he like he crushes her wind by pipe or something because she doesn't die immediately, yeah. but she does yeah. die. But she's like. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's it's not super clear, but then she's dead. And it's like so he uh her boyfriend takes her down with them to the the evil dead cellar. basement cellar and they they hole yeah. up and they're like, Oh, I think we got we got the best of Bigfoot. He doesn't know we're down here because he's just a stupid and animal. And camera he, pants. Oh up. well well so we we hear, we hear him kind of walking around and then like doesn't know we're down here and then like the cameraman he points the camera up between the beams of the floor and then bigfoot's face shows up and it's like oh fuck yeah because it looks again it looks so good like the 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 face on this bigfoot is so expressive and bigfoot's like he's like fuck i know you're down there now i see your camera and he starts pulling up the floor and you're like holy shit these guys have nowhere to go bigfoot's gonna get them and then Mm -hmm. uh they do get a shot off with the rifle and they shoot yep. the Bigfoot and Bigfoot takes off running. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they make their way back out and they see the, that the, the girl has died from her, her broken windpipe, crushed windpipe. And they're like, we got to get out of here. <laughs> oh, but the, sorry. Before that, my, the note I sent to you, my, the quote was um, the one guy. He's like, he got the generator. He's fucking with us. <laughs> Big, Bigfoot talk out the power. He's, he's he's doing it just to fuck with you. It's like yes, yes, big, big Bigfoot. Um, and so they make a run for it. Um, and they, I don't know. At some point, how would it they make us? they make a run for it, and then the the side guy gets he gets at that point where he's all frustrated. He's like ah, oh, he's like fuck it, I'm gonna kill you, and he starts firing. Oh off yeah, at nothing. And then Bigfoot's and then throwing rocks. Hiding. They're hiding under that bridge, and then yeah, Bigfoot starts throwing stones at them, like big, full-on stones, like little boulders, mm-hmm. and like they're just sitting there, and the their shelter's just getting pelted by these huge stones. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> so good, so good. So they they try to run away, and they get away from him, and then they actually find his uh, well, yeah, his they, hole. They find yeah, they find his his squatch hole. His squatch hole. And then and the, the brother annoying guy's like, maybe my brother's in there. I got to find out. So he crawls in. And he, you know? and he finds him. He finds him. But his legs are like linguine. They're, they're, right? so they're, he... they're all smushed up. And then he turns around and you see Bigfoot face. And he blasts. He's just and, there. He, and he blasts him. And he starts. Yeah. And then I'm blasting. Um, just Danny DeVito. Yeah. He's, he goes in blasting. Yeah. So, so they he, shoot he, Bigfoot he, and he runs away. Yeah. He drags away. And you're like, oh, okay, it's all over with. Let's drag my yeah. crippled brother up out of here. And then they're like, hey, there's a there's a this RV that we've walked past before. We got a hole up here. Um, they get another phone call from Uncle Bob. Yeah, the cabin. Yeah, at the cabin. Says, yeah. I'm at the cabin. Oh, too, my, the, the bars. We've run out of bars again. And then mm-hmm. um, uh, the one friend, he's like, I'm going to take these fireworks I have and I'm going to load them up so that Uncle Bob Uncle knows Bob. where we are. He can find us. And mm-hmm. so he kind of runs down the path. He unleashes the, the fireworks. They work. And it's like, that's a really yep. good idea. What a good idea. But, but Bigfoot's there. Bigfoot is fucking hauling ass after him. And it's so good. You get the shot from the trailer. Because, like, for some reason, when he went to go set the fireworks up, he kept the GoPro on. Because <laughs> why would you? Why? It's so stupid. It's, so, that That's the biggest crux to this movie. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's such a pisser. So 
Then you got to the, from the trailer's perspective, you see him returning and he's running. And there's Bigfoot running after him. Oh, it's so fucking awesome! And then he like kind of slides and he gets kind of like tackled down, and Bigfoot's on top of him and just beats like fucking murders him dead. He smashes this dude, and uh, and then Bigfoot shows up at the trailer. And he fucking just, because it's like right on the edge of this cliff. And I don't think they, I guess at that point they didn't realize it. They're like, oh shit. Yeah. Bigfoot picks <laughs> this trailer up and throws it off the edge of the cliff. Oh. And, and then, then it, it leads to one of the best scenes in the movie. Oh, over almost there. Yeah. And the girl so, goes to the door. Oh, well, okay. So, uh, <laughs> so the trailer goes down. Yeah. And it's at the bottom of the gulch, I guess. It's yeah. like it's a shallow gulch and yeah. like everyone's fucking done. Yeah, and that that scene's filmed really well too yeah. where the trailer is like rolling and those there's just people in there rolling mm-hmm. around. That yeah. thing is really well yeah. done. And then I just really like what happens next. Yes. I think it's so funny. So, uh yeah, so you get like kind of like the again, found footage man. He's okay. Yeah. Uh but he's pretty he's he's mucked up. Uh yeah. his brother though dead. And they do some pur- they do some good purple bruising on his head where it seems like oh his head's been caved in he's done yeah and he's ch- and he's checking oh god what's going on and then RJ we get mm-hmm. the scene that you're talking about where so that it's it's so it's it's basically on its it's, it's on, on its, it's side on its side it is on its and side the door in is facing yeah the, up, yeah like the, the actual main entrance it's facing yeah. back up to the sky and yep. he and then he goes up to the sky and he looks up and what do we see RJ we see Bigfoot leaping off of the cliff down onto the trailer and it's like so you get the undercarriage of the of the Bigfoot as he lands like you're like holy fuck it's like it's, as soon as the camera looks up it's him dropping yeah. the, and he drops into the camera and you go mm-hmm. whoa mm-hmm. Whoa, yeah, I I loved that. I thought it yeah. was so funny. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're hooped. These people, they're yeah. they're fucked. And so we kind of like transition to like blackout time, uh, and then like Bigfoot starts dragging these people uh, out. So because yeah, the one brother he plays dead, like the the, the uh, found, yeah. found footage guy. He finally he starts running away, but he realizes I can't fucking do anything. So he just kind of like drops and collapses and just like dead. And yeah. uh, Bigfoot, there's like a long period where Bigfoot's examining him. He does one of those like big fucking chest thumps on him, which would be like, he probably broke his ribs. Yeah. And yeah. the guy's just like, doesn't give up anything. He, he made a very good roll. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so Bigfoot just drags him off and he starts dragging everybody off. And then you find yourself at this weird little site in the woods with this like big weird dead tree. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, found footage man wakes up or gets up to his like kind of gets to his feet and he's like oh god everyone's dead but me oh I, oh god and he's looking around there's fl- there's these flies though and you're hearing these flies on this audio track and you're like what's going mm. on it's like huh it's like that seems like pretty grim the flies have set in on the friends yeah. it's like that's cool and then yeah. rj you get the reveal you get the reveal of what this has all been about, which what about like about. a half hour earlier, I was like, oh, maybe like they, they hit the mate of this guy, yeah. of, of this of this Bigfoot. And they and that one, and this is what it's about. It's actually the whole time it's been revenge and we didn't realize it. And it was. However, mm-hmm. it's a different kind of revenge because what do yeah. we see in this like weird pit? This is hole, this like shallow, shallow hole by this big dead weird tree. Grief and loss. Baby Bigfoot 
dead. A, a little, a little dead Bigfoot dead and it's just like oh it's like a little dead monkey thing and it's just like it's like yep. oh my god it's like going flies on it you're like oh it's, it's a dead little baby bigfoot and you're like and the guy's like oh god oh god oh i didn't, I didn't mean for this he's, he's so sad he's so sad by the little bigfoot and then mm-hmm. and then bigfoot shows up and uh and uh so good he makes him look yeah he forces him to look. He says, look at what you did. Look. Mm-hmm. He says, are you proud? Are you proud of what you did? Yeah. Does that make you feel good? <gasps> look at me. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And the guy goes, I understand. I'm well, sorry. I'm and then sorry. He, and then he uh, emerges Uncle Ben. Oh, yeah. Uncle Bob. So, Uncle Bob Uncle shows Bob. up. Sorry. Uncle Bob is there. Sends off a, a shot at the Bigfoot. Scares him off for a second. And then Uncle Bob is like, let's get out of here. We got to get and out of here. And he's like, whoa, whoa, guy's like, I'm what so about bad. The he's like, shut he's up. Like, shut up. Shut up. Fuck him. Keep let's running. Because obviously it's like this Uncle Bob, he knows all about he knows. this. He knows about Bigfoot. And he's well, like. When they first get to the cabin and it's all like, like shitty and gross. But there's like things set out. Like the dinner was still set. And they're like, wow, man, your uncle left in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, yeah, Uncle Bob knows about uh, the Bigfoot there. He just never. And then, then he starts to. Admit, he actually admits a little bit earlier to the friends. He's like, we knew, but we never believed him. <laughs> so, like, Uncle Bob told everyone, was like, there's Sam Squatch up in them hills. Mm-hmm. But they were just like, we never believed until now. So, so they're yeah. running. They're running to get to the truck. Running, running, <laughs> yeah. running, running, running. And then fucking Bigfoot shows up and just fucking, like, hammers Uncle Bob so hard. But he's just uh-huh. he's just dead, like because he, he's done. Like you see his feet, and you, you, you don't you don't yeah. even know what happened to him. He's just like he's out for the count. And of course, yeah. uh, our our protagonist he uh, he decides he's like I can't run anymore. I deserve to die. I killed a little baby Bigfoot. Do with uh-huh. me. I'm so sorry. Do with me what you will. And big and Bigfoot understands. Bigfoot's of course very like he's got a big fucking chunk of him blown out of him from this like shotgun blast to his arm. It's a big festering hole. It's like we don't yeah. know how long Bigfoot's got left in him. Well, we don't, but we do know that he's going to see this thing through. He's going to see it to the end because you know what? He deserves it, mm-hmm. you know, and he's really trying. But yeah, Bigfoot's there, and then uh, there is kind of a, an exchange of emotion, mm-hmm. I would say. And then, uh, you know, Bigfoot says, okay. Okay. He says, you guys paid your uh, <laughs> paid your due. You learned your lesson. You learned your lesson. Don't fuck around with Bigfoots. <laughs> uh, I, I'm really glad that you like this. So mm-hmm. here's a funny story about Exist. Okay. <clears throat> I have movies that I, I know – like in my heart, I'm like, Andrea is not going to like that movie. I was <laughs> like, she's not going to be in on this. So like she was, um, we have like a little exercise bike or like around our TV. And, uh, she was like, I'm going to go on the bike for like half an hour. And, uh, she's like, then I'll like go shower or whatever. And I was like, okay. And, uh, I was just watching this cause I was like, she's not, I was like, she'll come down at some point. She probably won't uh, stay very long and she'll leave. And she was on the bike watching, and uh, she came in right at uh, just before when the guy leaves on the bike, and then when Bigfoot runs thirty miles, uh, and uh, she started watching it there. She's like, "What are you watching?" I was like, "It's a Sasquatch movie." I was like, "I didn't think you'd like it." 
Uh, and she went on the bike for like half an hour and then she got off the bike and then came and just sat beside me and just was watching. She's like, fuck, this is good. And I was like, it is good. It's really good. Uh, and I was like, I was like, it's, it's like, it's kind of like absolute shit, but I love it. It's so good. The only problem with this movie is the found footage thing. Yeah. It's the if, only if thing that like, they, brings if, it down. if they had done like it just as a movie, just like yep. shoot it handheld, like, I don't know, like a, and, and just go with that, and, and, with and, it. and it'd be awesome. <laughs> it'd be yeah. so because the the Bigfoot so is better. like top tier. I think yeah. it's one of the best Bigfoots. Yes, yeah, the Bigfoot is awesome. I love how he does stuff, like how much he fucks with them, kind of. But is also like he's just he's in he is what slashers try to be. He's the unstoppable monster. Like the 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 ways he does stuff, just like breaking off doors. He's like, oh. and you're like, yeah. And then like the petty stuff where he he's like he throws the bike at the cabin. Like I when I saw that, I laughed so hard. I was like, oh my god, Bigfoot's doing it. Um, he's a great Bigfoot. His siege on the house is great. All the scenes with him are just awesome. Uh, but yeah, the only problem is it's found footage, and if it, it falls into a lot of those like bad things that it has where it's like every single scene, why are you still filming? Stop filming. And it's just like, if they just took out the found footage aspect, none of that dialogue would exist. And you would like, which a is a movie. good thing. Yeah. It'd be a better movie. Cause you'd people like, there would just be silence where instead of silence, they always have to fill it with, put the camera down, man. And you're just like, Ugh. it's annoying. But yeah, this, like three stars is a bit of an undersell for exist. It exists is pretty good. It's just the found footage thing is a bit of a bummer, and that's all it is really mm-hmm. for me at least. Yep, I agree. So. I, yeah, it made me uh, think of uh, you know those like videos on Facebook feeds, like from like animal like pages where they're like some douchebag on Instagram. It's like oh. I was just driving along in the desert and I found this this beautiful puppy just abandoned. Oh, I saved it. I saved it. You go, did you though? Or did you get just it from get, the get, pound get, and get, go get, drop get, it get, off out and there? And then just drive out to the desert and like set it on the ground for a few minutes? And I like, oh, look, it's it, it came right up to me. And now we're going to make it have adventures together. <laughs> you're like, okay. It's like, that's is that how that works? And you're like, yeah. oh, you know, I'm driving down the motorcycle. I just happen to have my camera out. And then there's people who mention this in comments saying this is bullshit. And they're like, why are you ruining a beautiful story? <laughs> it's like, uh. Because if I, it's not real, then it's not beautiful. Well, it's well, actually I in fact to, But ugly. I need to believe. I need to watch the video of this oh. woman saving a, a this cat on the highway interstate. Where it's like, why are they filming? Why are you filming you do this? Like, all your hands and attention should be on, like, grabbing this. It's not like, i got to film myself doing this. I'm an imbecile. Mm. yeah that's it does have that vibe a little bit well it's that type of like characters i suppose it's the characters yeah Yeah. and like these are not this is not what i want and it's like why are they doing that like just cut that bit out like you don't need them like have them like we're going up to our uh uncle's cabin to like hang out and hang out with our ladies and like oh stupid buddy he's got his camera and just have one camera you don't need like everybody's got gopros (laughs) because mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense at points like literally it just doesn't. like there is no footage here like they're just filming stuff and it's like just yep. do that just do that movie i feel like ah. the way it was like 
I don't even think it was Eduardo Sanchez. I think it was like the pr- producers were like, you are known. And this is just the voice I assume they have. They're like, mm-hmm. you are known for the Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. And you're going to make a the Blair Witch. It's somewhat Italian for some reason. I don't know. Because he's the mob? <laughs> yeah. Wow. You're going to make a the Blair Witch again. You're going to make a the found footage. But with, with the bigger foot. <laughs> with, the, with the big foot. <laughs> They found a footage. So I don't know if it was actually him or if it was just like the pressure is like, you made one found footage, you're a found footage guy now. You make a Bigfoot one. And yeah. he went, okay. Which is, uh, yeah, it's it's too bad. Exists could be. Primo. In, in the pantheon <laughs> of uh, Creeptober films. Wow. It's definitely, I think, based on our reads, it's one of our most liked of the month for sure. Just has a few failings. That's all. Yeah. The, the medium <laughs> like it's, the, it's the like on a, on a, on a yeah. pretty fundamental level it's like oh this did not need to be a fan footage film it doesn't it doesn't work and it's like but the the strength of our of our friend the bigfoot is like so good and it's like the yeah bigfoot. yeah the bigfoot yeah which is yeah it's a it's a mixed big great book hot bigfoot action sweet action yeah sweet sweet action and then there's the how the how the movie is made and you go eh. yeah so i don't think anyone was was expecting half an hour on exists <laughs> no but uh there it is there it is and uh enjoy check it out yes yeah it's a big big uh on, big pr- thumbs on up. prime on prime yeah it's easily available yeah. uh so <laughs> i mentioned i watched cabin fever 3 and cabin fever 2 these are uh, not not good motion pictures. Cabin Fever 2 Spring Fever, directed by Ty West. Uh, this movie was in development hell for years, and fortunately oh. for Ty West, it came out after House of the Devil came out. Mm. It's like, almost this is like a weird cash-in of like, hey, you like Ty West? Well, he made this piece of shit movie for us that he's disowned. Mm-hmm. This is uh, like a sequel to the first one. Um, and... It's got like animated sequences to fill in the gaps where they needed to like explain the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty pretty bad, so good. pretty bad. So stop at one is what you're saying? Yep, stop at one. And I know there's a remake of uh, Cabin there Fever. There is like what two years ago it came out. Or yeah, something? so it's kind of weird that like the movie's old enough to have remakes. Mm. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't I, seem that old. Yeah, I might watch that next year, I guess. Uh, Cabin yeah. Fever 3 is directed by Care Andrews, uh, originally from Calgary, and uh, also noted comics guy who's, who does a lot of covers and interior art here and there. He's a, he's a jack-of-all-trades. I still haven't watched his feature film debut, which is this movie called Altitude, which seems to be kind of like Lovecraftian stuff going on on an airplane. Hmm. Bobcraft on an airplane? Well, it's like there's tentacles in the air and there's a plane. Do the tentacles do anything? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I just know the cover I saw. And I'm like, oh. And I had no idea it was Care Andrews this whole time. I was like, well, damn. Hmm. But he, I didn't he, know either. He also directed this. This is um, hmm. it's Patient Zero. And what is interesting with this, Cabin Fever... Yeah, no, it's Cabin Fever 3... And Borderland and Cabin Fever have this weird relationship of all three of these movies in some way feature 
uh, Sean, Hunter Sean Hunter or Sam G- Sam Wise Sam Wise Gamgee. Sean Astin. Sean Astin is in Borderland and Cabin Fever Three as Patient Zero, which I was not <laughs> expecting. I was like, "What the fuck? Why? How did I watch two movies with like Sean Astin? Like in yeah. within a twenty four hour period? It doesn't make sense." And uh, Sean Hunter. And Sean Hunter, yeah, he's, he's they kept coming. So, Borderland, though, I could maybe talk a little bit about. Sure. Uh, I was so when I was looking up the Splat Pack stuff, I also w- came across like a sub headline on torture porn, the torture porn movies mm-hmm. that were very popular and um, mm-hmm. uh, marketable, and they made a lot of money. So, this Borderland movie is based on a true story. Uh, it's based it on though? it is vaguely yeah uh, it is based on this like satanic drug dealer cult that was around in the late 80s in Mexico um, where they were sacrificing human beings in a trade with the devil so that their drug mules would be invisible going across the border. I, sounds, right. sounds fine. That's what they were doing. They thought that okay. there was a correlation. Um, okay. So they were pretty fucked up. And in the real life story, uh, this kid and his buddies from University of Texas went down to Mexico to have some fun. And one of them never made it home. He was human sacrificed. By a Sasquatch? Uh, by, uh, you know, drug dealing Satanists, narco Satanists. So this tells that story uh, sleazily. Um, Ryder Strong, he plays our victim. Uh, mm. He he gets fucked up pretty good in this movie. Uh, I'm like, poor, poor Sean. He never had a chance. He even in Boy Meets World, he didn't have a chance. He was always fighting, fighting up. You know, Corey. Co- Corey. And then there's that episode where Eric laughs at Sean for being poor. Direct quote, ha ha, Sean's poor. And then everyone went, ooh, shit. Damn. Damn. Um, yeah, so this movie opens up with two cops investigating some mansion. And they, when I was watching it, it didn't even have subtitles. And it was fine. I got the broad stories. But then they came across these two dudes. They drug them. And then they start torturing the one guy. Like, literally, like, they saw off his leg. Or no, his arm? His forearm, one of his arms, and then they pluck out his eyeballs, and you're like, I see. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that, that's and then like his partner survives and is going to want revenge for later. And then we cut to the three friends that are going to go have party. They're going to get their Christian uptight friend laid down in Mexico. Does it work? Uh, well, they they hook him up with a, a, a woman who also has like a child. And he's a little like skeeved out by it because you know I see her as a human being. Uh, it's kind of weird to pay pay money for sex for that, and you know it's kind of messed up. But I'll let her keep the money. I don't want to do anything. And her, his the one friend, he's like a you know Republican right wing guy, and his dialogue is very on the nose, talking about what are you gonna do? Start driving a Volvo and voting Democrat? That that that's does like, he? No, he get they all. No one survives. Well, that's not true. No. Uh, Brian Presley does, but Jake Muxworthy does not. He's uh, one of your favorite actors. Jake Muxworthy, always one of my yeah. favorites. He, I love that guy. What has he been in exactly? 
gr- some of your favorite gr- films. Grind is like his most probably famous movie. It's kind of a mm. dude, doodly dude. Anyway, he gets macheted to death. You know, that's pretty grueling. Um, mm-hmm. Sean Hunter, he gets like he's like hacked into his leg, and yeah, he gets all kinds of messed up because you can hear the devil through the screams of the torture. We find out from the cult leader. Is that true, though? I don't know. It's like, I'm like, is this martyrs? <laughs> but inverted martyrs. Sandy, who, uh, yeah, Borderland, not very good. It's like watchable, but not not pleasant. And, of course, mm. they, they do my favorite thing, which is not my favorite thing, but how do you know you're in Mexico? Put a yellow color grade Orange, on it. Make yellow? It, yeah. yeah. Just make, make Sepia tone? Color code it. So mm-hmm. people don't get confused what what world they're in. They say, "Oh shit, this looks like Mexico. It's pretty yellow mm-hmm. out here." And you go, "Yeah, yeah, it's oh, crazy." Always weird. Uh, and then yeah, hoax I mentioned. So hoax is about a, it opens up with a Sasquatch attack, and then some like shitty reality TV guys like I, I've got any, I need a break. We heard about the Sasquatch attack, so we're gonna go find that Sasquatch. And so they get, you know, like a B-list celebrity TV host to come along. And they bring in a, uh, a simian expert who's going to get paid big money to come. Adrian Barbeau shows up for like 45 seconds to get a, a credit on this movie. She doesn't, nothing happens to her. She's just there at the beginning. Uh, oh, what's his name from Cobra? Um, Stallone? No, uh, but Brian Thompson's in this. Oh, he's right. he's the hunter. You know, you know the guy. I I know Brian Thompson. Yeah, yeah. he's in a yeah. lot of good he's stuff. The, the bounty hunter. Yeah, he was in a lot of Fred Olin Ray movies and lots of X Files yeah. and lots of Star Trek, and uh, he's all over the place. That m- guy. Many many things. So yeah. blah blah blah. They go hunting. People are going missing. What's going on? Well, it turns out also in this wood are a bunch of like cannibal people this like Ooh. woman with her sons one of them like kind of looks like bigfoot and then there's like this the sketchy dude with parted hair um he's got the <laughs> he's got a uh a real doll that was actually a real woman that he's now turned into a taxidermy girlfriend um mm. yeah that's fun and of course it's like so you get like a, this also turns into like the torture porn realm of um they're all like the, these people get kidnapped and they're all tied to chairs and of course one of them is the the dad of one of the girls whose body was never found and then we find out where she went and he's there then he gets his throat slit and you're like okay and then the girl escapes and messes up most of these people and then randomly gets cuts away from that her like apparent escape with like a cliffhanger of an ending and then we also find out oh bigfoot is real <laughs> and there's like a bigfoot and you see a, you're like oh that wasn't just a guy that was like there's also a bigfoot and and it's like when's hoax 2 coming it's like it's never coming oh this when when tell me when hoax 3 okay comes out. then you watch the trilogy yeah hoax <laughs> sucked and so exists mm. in every way so much better but what about the drones, Jarrett? Did that not impress you? Because I feel like that's kind of a shitty thing to just yeah. talk about how good the drone footage was. Yeah, that happens at the very beginning. 
of the mm-hmm. movie with the people are like, hey, I've, I've, let's play with the drone. <laughs> and then you get some overhead shots. And then mm-hmm. later on, uh, during the news broadcast that's covering the deaths, they're like, we have exclusive drone footage. <laughs> and you're like, ah, <laughs> drones. You go, okay. Yeah. Okay. I and, understand. Uh, one more movie to talk about. Oh, we got helicopter shots. Drones. But I wish. Uh, I wish they. I wish Kubrick had thought of that in The Shining. Drones. Helicopter shots, and actually have like Jack and Luke and say, "Ah, oh, yeah, I got. It. I rented a helicopter to get footage of us driving to the hotel." It's exclusive. No. He would say it like that. It's exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. I I think he would say it like that. Uh, so that was poor. Um, do you want to talk about a movie, or should I talk about bats? <laughs> you can talk about bats. Uh, have you ever seen bats? With Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, I have heard of bats actually a couple times, but I have not seen bats. Uh, scientifically enhanced, experimented upon super bats. Hmm. Uh, the the mad scientist is the, the warden from Shawshank Redemption. Ooh. Um, so, are you ta- Wait, are you talking about uh, that real big tall guy? The warden. Oh no! Wait, oh, the warden. The warden. Not yeah, not the I guard. Gotcha. Not Clancy Talk Brown. Talk about Bob Gunton. Mm-hmm. From Ace Ventura. One detective. One in the same. One in the well, same. Well, Ace Ventura 2, that is. But, yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> bats. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, so my review, RJ, is, yep. a, is a gif of Chief Wiggum walking along, and then the cloud of flu comes, and he mm. he turns around, and he pulls out his, you think he throws his food at it, and then he pulls out his gun and starts shooting at the yeah, flu virus. keys, then, I think. And then he throws his gun yeah. at, at the cloud, and then mm-hmm. he's consumed. So that's kind of like a big chunk of this movie is like this action scene. Uh, yeah. Where the the bats descend upon the city, and there's Lou Diamond Phillips shooting his gun, and he's there's like fucking thousands of bats, he's just shooting at them. You're like, mm-hmm. what? That that's not gonna help. <laughs> it's like, isn't it? It's, like, it's not gonna scare them off. They're mm-hmm. enhanced. Uh, the one main character, she asks uh, Bob Gutton, who is the scientist who developed them, he's like, but but why did you do this? Oh, because I'm a scientist. Says I'm a scientist. Damn it! Don't you know? Well, Don't you know? Yeah, they're experimenting with bats, and but it turned them into a weapon. But it turns out that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted them to hunt man. And of course, the mm. issue is that these bats will spread to other bats, and they'll turn into super bats, and then they'll kill humanity. And he will control them. What do you know about super bats? Uh, not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot? Uh, this is a movie that I never saw in theater, and I've never heard anyone actually talk about it at all anymore. It came out in 1999, one of the great years of all movies, and Bats came out too that year, so uh, it doesn't get brought up. Uh, these are fake-ass Bats, and only fake-ass Bats. I don't think there's a single real bat in Bats. These are. Rub- I I'm actually kind of on board with that. I kind of prefer that. These, these are some rubber bats. <laughs> I I prefer that actually. Yeah, but this movie I, sucks. <laughs> it's it's not uh, good. It kind of sounds like a movie I'd be into. Mm. Rubber bats. Rubber kinda bats. Sucks. Sounds okay. C- CGI bats. Ooh, well, uh, no rubber bats. I'm into CGI yeah. bats. 
Not as much. Yeah, well, you have to make those clouds of bats. And they're trying to get into the car, and they're sneaking in. They're getting in! <laughs> Should have just been a thousand rubber bats, is what I would have yeah. did. Yeah, well, there's some rubber bats for you. I like rubber it's bats. Real, real good, real good. Yeah. Uh, how good. about The Wolf of Snow Hollow? Ah, oh, fuck. From your buddy fuck. Jim Cummings. I will... Uh, I'll... I'll... I'll tell you about Snow Hollow. And then other movies, I could probably rattle off pretty quick because uh, what are we approaching? Four hours here? Probably. Well, we've had some interruptions. We've had some interruptions. Uh, where's my Snow Hollow? I don't really have a whole lot here. I had Fuzz Wolf. Is there, a, is, is there werewolves? Do you, do you want me to actually tell you? Like, spoiler? Yeah. Or... I, don't, I, don't, I mean. Christ. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Cheese and rice. Okay. You want me to tell you? We're live, pal. Yeah, I know. Cheese and rice. Um, <clears throat> what, what did I say? Uh, you want to know if there's an actual werewolf in this? Yes. Why, why do you say that? Why do you, why do you think that there is, wouldn't be? I don't want, it's called I, the Wolf of Snow Hollow. I don't want it to be a metaphor. Uh, there's no metaphorical wolves. There is a... I don't know if I want to say... There's no metaphorical wolves. There's a there is a wolf of some kind. I there see. is a wolf man of some like, kind. like Wolf of Wall Street. Not like Wolf of Wall Street. A little bit different. A little bit different. There is a wolf of some kind. I don't want to say because I know you don't like I don't I know you don't like Jim Cummings, but it's like I it's not even a huge surprise. Like when you see it, you kind of go, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's not a metaphor, though. It is a real thing. <laughs> That, uh, is that satisfactory for No, I don't care. I mean, I would tell you outright, but what if people are listening? What if know. people are listening? I guess, I guess this movie's only like a year old. Maybe like 20 years yeah. from now we'll talk about it. I, I see one of the hashtags is woke. Very. Oh, very. Oh, They're seeing, well, so Jim Cummings is a uh, sheriff in a small town, surprisingly. Uh, and um, he's like... Uh, so up front, I, I did like this movie. I like Jim Cummings. There's a few things in this that I was kind of like, hmm. But uh, so Jim Cummings, Sheriff of Small Town, his dad, Robert Forster, Jarrett, you know him? Yeah. You remember him? He's the uh, the actual sheriff, and he is um, like kind of retiring, not doing well. And then uh, there's this actress who I recognize. I didn't know her name until I just looked it up here, but uh, her name is Riki Hind. Lindholm, she's in tons of stuff. Like you'd recognize her immediately. She's a she's a cop too. So, anyways, you're in this small town called Snow Hollow, and it opens up where uh, you have like a young couple. Uh, I think one of the guys is like he was like not Tarzan, but something stupid. I think he was in one of the uh, one of the um, what kind of movie? Uh, one of the Twilight movies or something like that. Anyways, I'll find him later. Uh, so anyways, you open up a couple. They're like visiting the town and uh, they go home. They're in the hot tub. You know, they're doing some stuff. Jerry, you know what I'm talking about? And then a uh, guy goes in. Uh, he comes back out later. He's like, where are you? And uh, she is brutally murdered to the point where um, her. She was killed, but also her genitals were removed. Yeah, that caught your attention. That caught your attention. Jimmy Tatro is the guy. Uh, so anyways, her genitals are removed and people go, oh, my God. They say this doesn't. Uh, and 
up front they're like this doesn't seem like something a human would do but they're also like, or it's like the cuts are consistent with wolves but they're like but they're like wolves don't take women's genitals this seems like a serial killer so uh, jim cummings is trying to downplay the town people are getting real mad at him so every time there's a full moon uh, a woman gets killed and basically her genitals are stolen um so everyone's like there's a serial killer uh sheriff's office why can't you do it jim cummings is also a recovering alcoholic Jared, and uh, he is—he um, has a teenage daughter, but uh, he is divorced. He doesn't get along with his ex-wife, so he's trying to uh, kind of patch that. So he's going through his own stuff uh, while he's trying to solve this mystery. So that's what this movie is about. <clears throat> I called it woke because there is a lot of stuff where, uh, like, he'll talk to his teenage daughter and be like, "It's like I understand you're going through." He, I don't even know how to describe this. The stuff he says, it's just like, it's very influenced, I think, by like current culture things where it's like, he's very like open and supportive, but then also kind of judgmental at the same time. And I don't know how to say that. Like, I'm not saying good or bad. It's just like, it's, it's a woke movie. There's lots of those kinds of uh, things in here. I don't know how to say that. You know what I mean, Jared? You know what I mean? <clears throat> Anyways, what else? Uh, alcoholism is a uh, big at play in this bad boy. Um, this movie's kind of goofy. Like, uh, it's got some goofy shit in it. And then it also kind of has, like, when the scenes play and the music plays, um, some of it's really nice. Like, it's kind of snappy. And you're like, all right, I like I like this. And then some of it's like, boom, ba-dum, ba-dum, boom. And you're like, hmm, Seinfeld's here. What else was I going to say about this movie? Um, I said it was... Oh, you know what I, I think Jim Cummings is doing? I think he's trying to do his best Jim Carrey impression. And I think that's why it's off-putting. Now, maybe not as much in Thunder Road. But if you watch Snow Hollow and you go in thinking... Or even if you don't, you're just like, I think this guy's trying to be Jim Carrey. I think it's going to make a lot more sense what his aesthetic but, but, is. But is it like me, myself, and, I, and, and Irene, Jim Carrey? A little bit, yeah. It's that, that haircut. He's he's kind of like short fuse kind of thing. That's where, all he does. Uh, that's his shtick, though. That's his shtick, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you would like this, because I, like, I thought Thunder Road was pretty good, and I liked his character in that. And I know you were just kind of like, whatever. It's more of just Jim Cummings, just in a different setting. So I, I don't know if you would be into this. Yeah, but, uh, I have, like, no interest in this. But Jim Cummings is on Letterboxd. Wow, that makes me even hate him. <laughs> so that's good. He gave this film five stars. Of, well, of course he did. I mean, that's what you're supposed uh, to do as a barkster. It's, uh, it's not even in the popular reviews. His review, but it has fourteen hundred likes. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Snow Hollow is. Uh, I mean, I liked it. There's stuff I like about it, and I do. I do like some of the stuff Jim Cummings does. Like, um, I think he's got a good kind of way that he lays stuff out. But uh, anyways, I don't know if you'd be too into this. I liked it. Okay. And I'm not gonna tell you what the wolf is. Okay. It's not a metaphor. <laughs> okay. Not a metaphor. All right, what do we do? Terror do train? Do? Yeah, I can do terror train. And as I said, I uh, I don't know how far we'll go. I, I, I kind of want to not go more than 21 more minutes. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see. So Terror Train. Yep. Have you seen Terror Train? Yep. Okay. So I watched the Joe Bob of this, and this was uh, Jason Blum's uh, pick, and uh, he didn't talk about Terror Train at all, and he was really kind of annoying, to be honest. He seemed like a producer. Like, he was... Like, Joe Bob's like, how did Blumhouse get so uh, popular? And he's like, well, we did this crazy thing where we promised to give actors money, and we gave it to them. <laughs> and I was just like, the way he kind of talks, he seems a little out of touch, where it's like, it's like I know that in your world, you might be, like, the cool underdog guy. But anyways, uh, I thought that was kind of annoying. And Andrea was watching this with me, and she's like, who the fuck are the, like, is this guy? She's like, he's not even talking about this movie. I was like, no, he's not. But Terror Train itself... <clears throat> it was a movie I wanted to watch. It is a New Year's Eve pick, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, always, always appreciated. But uh, Joe Bob talks about how it's actually a Halloween film. Whatever. It's just because of costumes. Uh, so this movie opens with a grotesque prank, Jarrett. Uh, we have Nerd Boy, and uh, he is getting seduced by Jamie Lee Curtis. And uh, she's like, meet me up in this room. And he's like, okay. And... Uh, She's on a bed behind a curtain, and she's like, come to the bed. He's like, okay. He goes, and he starts like, you know, he's like, what's up, girl? Uh, And then he realizes it's a corpse, which they never really explain how they got a corpse and how people were just okay with that. Oh, they're med students. That's what it was. It was offside talked about. So uh, guy uh, sees the corpse. He freaks out. He loses it. Goes out Cut the window. to like. Doesn't he go? Does he go? Oh, I'm sorry. That's another movie. I'm like, did he go out the window or something? No, it's like, so the what? bed had like one of those curtain things. Like, um, and uh, he's, he just starts spinning. He's like, oh, and he spins himself up in the curtain. And it's implied he gets like all cut up. And you're like, oh, shit, did that dude die? What's mm, going on here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's another yep. movie. I think it's the uh, Slaw. Uh, fuck. Slaughter High. I think that might be the movie where someone goes out a window. Yeah. There's a couple movies out the window. Couple out the window. Yeah. So um that guy is like you're like, oh, he's not doing good. And then it jumps like, I don't know, six months ahead or something, and uh it's their New Year's Eve party and they've booked uh, a train from one town to another. It takes like two hours to get there or something like that. But it's kinda like a um a service train where there's like beds and there's like food services and drinks and stuff like that. So like we're bored on the terror train and they're like, nice. And there's a guy there dressed up like Groucho Marx uh, and he's got like a sword in him. And they're like, oh, Bill, you're such a jokester, man, you're crazy. And then uh, that guy actually dies. And then someone comes and takes the Groucho Marx mask off of him and puts it on. Yep. And he boards the train, Jared. Oh, the my God. Um. Then you find, like, there's a series of shitty dudes. Jamie Lee Curtis is just, like, a nice lady, kind of like always. Yep. Uh, and then the killer kills people, takes their costumes, and then mm. can kind of move around and stuff like that. There, there's, it, there, there's a lizard man? Yeah, there is a lizard man. His costume's cool. Yep. I liked I liked his costume. Uh, there's a lizard man. There's a costume in this that was really strange. And, Andrew, like, Andrea and I were trying to f- figure out what it was it was a girl and it was just pants but the pants came up to like her collars basically so it was just a huge set of pants it reminded me of martin scorsese uh and then there was just a hand coming out of the pants which also reminded me of martin scorsese i was like did she dress up as the irishman Mm -hmm. cover and not know like it's just pants and hands Mm -hmm. but uh i don't know what it was i i still can't figure it out can you have do you have hands in your pants 
that's what I thought. That's what I said. I was like, I don't know if that's it, though. I was like, I don't know if that's right. It doesn't sound right. Seems Hands pretty, it. Sounds pretty dorky. Hands yeah, it, was, it was definitely dorky. Yeah. Oh, so he's going around killing people. At the same time, your buddy, your close personal friend, magician, David, David Copperfield. Copperfield is in this doing magic for people yep. and uh, just blowing people's minds. Every time they they show him, he's just like, check this out. And the crowd just is like, oh, fuck. They're like, he's so talented and attractive. Mm-hmm. Look at how look at how well this guy is put together. And you're just like, man, these people love magicians. Um, I, I think this was, Joe Bob said, the first and last film of David Copperfield, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. This is also Canadian. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know where. Yeah, and uh, and it, and and star and also features vanity. Uh, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, so it's got a lot going for it. Um, this movie made me laugh because they they paint David Copperfield in such a way where it's like, did the guy who wrote write this like was he a magician that got made fun of? And he's just like, he's like, magicians are cool. I swear, I'll show them. I'll prove and that, it. That's all. Yeah, he's like, I'll prove it. Magicians are so cool. And he did, and, and, and I think he does. Have, did you read my review of Terror uh, Train from 2015? I don't think so. I uh, so I'll, I'll give you my review, RJ. It's three. It's a three yeah. star review. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is just herself in this, like she always is, and it is good. That train conductor has got to be the nicest person I've ever seen in a slasher film. It yes. kept making me dread him getting it. He's got a wife he loves in a wheelchair. She needs him. Sob. Oh, yeah. And I was way too happy the horrible class clown guy was murdered before even getting on the terror train. Yeah. Um, And then I write, David Copperfield is so good as the snotty nerd magician. Are there any other kind? It makes me want to run out to magician school and throw my life away. Yes. Yeah. Very fitting. Very fitting. And I agree pretty much entirely um yeah it's uh that's pretty pretty good i I forgot about the old man he is very um special Mm. he's a special guy and uh you feel for him quite Mm. a bit you're just like like, oh fuck he's in the wrong movie (laughs) you're like he's dancing with his wife in the wheelchair and you're just like oh god (laughs) like this guy is so wholesome i love him so much so there's that going on. Uh, Terror Train is fine. It's got it's got a couple cool things in it. Like I, I like the feel of the movie. It's not great. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's like Prom Night. It's, okay. <laughs> it's another one of these. It is like these prom Canadian night. Jamie Lee Curtis movies. Yeah, Prom Night I actually liked a little bit more, but uh, it, it it fits in quite a bit to that. Yeah. So it's kind of like yeah, whatever. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll ra- some more. Yeah, I'll write off a couple quick ones. Yep. Um, so I, in this splat pack mode, I rewatched Wolf Creek, which I Ooh. don't think is a movie you've ever seen. No, I, I'd like to, though. I've heard good things. Oh, man. This is a it's a rough ride, man. There's it's pretty. There's some stuff in it. You're just like, oh, fuck. Oh, hmm. man. Ah, uh, geez. It's like it doesn't even like do anything too outrageous, but it is like there's things that are like excruciating in terms of like the pacing and like, you know, where things are going. Um, the first half of it's fine. Like, it's just like, Oh, they're, these are these three people. I think they're very good performances. Um, three, it's like a guy and two women. They go on a cross country trip 
you know, crossing the Australian desert, um, like from one coast to the next, I guess is the plan. And they're going to stop and do hiking and hang out. Uh, There's this one site they're going to stop by Wolf Creek crater and do this hike where it's like this site where a meteor landed. And it's like this giant, like, you know, meteorite strike in the middle of the desert. And it's like, takes, sounds cool. yeah, so it's like, okay, that's an interesting backdrop. And of course, this mm-hmm. is also based on some true story stuff um, mm-hmm. about like uh, some, some serial killers that were killing backpackers and hitchhikers and stuff. Down in Australia. Down in Australia. And uh, Ranger. We, we get, uh, was it John Jarrett, who plays uh, Mick? Uh, of course. He's the lo- lovable serial killer, such a charmer um, mm-hmm. of Wolf Creek. Because there's, there's a seduction that happens where everyone's like won over by him. And then he gets his claws in you. Mm-hmm. And then things well, get grim. And you're just like, oh, man. It's, it's a, it's, so this movie was shot like in HD DVD or like a high def, like digital cameras of the time in 2005 it looks mm-hmm. really for considering that like it's a very nice looking movie uh i've never seen wolf creek 2 uh but i don't know if it's as good or not or if it's kind of a redux i mm-hmm. never thought i'd watch this movie again in some ways because it's like oh it's, it's just like hard to get through well it's, not, it's just like oh it's not a it's not a fun watch but it's I good but, but it's a good movie like i i don't think yeah uh hard to question it but it is like not it's not fun not, mm. not like oh man i love october it's like oh mm. and then well but, and there's also there is a point with some of the characters you're like what are you doing why are you why are you going back why mm-hmm. are you being nancy drew why are you examining things like you're looking at evidence and there's not a man who's going to torture and kill you it's like there's a body in his fucking garage of like a woman he mutilated for months. Why are you hanging out? You should run away. You should really run away. And so you're just like, oh, it's like it's just like, God damn it. But mm. yeah, we've all we've all got it coming, kid. We've all been there. Yeah, we've all we've been all there. been there. Uh, I checked it's out. Of life. Uh, I checked out this one movie called Flesh Eater. Revenge Ooh. of the Living Dead. So this is directed by a guy named S. William Hinsman, who you may recall being the first zombie from Night of the Living Dead. Uh oh, and what's he doing? Well, he, he well, I don't know if he's still alive, but he directed what's this. He, been up to he, dir- he, he directed this movie uh, for himself to be. He's back. He's back. Pog for him. Yeah. He's going to make some money off of his mm. fame because no one got, yeah. no, no one really got paid from Night of the Living Dead because it got, it got accidentally put into the public domain. So he's like, "Well, yeah. fuck it. I want to go to horror conventions. I want to have a movie to sell. It's, mm-hmm. it's not going to be very good at all. But god damn it, I'll, I'm here. I'll, I'll sign. I'll sign that for five bucks. You want to buy my mm-hmm. DVD? It's fifteen bucks or my my tape. <laughs> I'm glad this exists, but it is not good." At all, unless you're into denim. I like denim. I wear a lot of denim. Okay. So, are you saying that this is a denim man's dream? Uh, paradise, perhaps. Ooh, I like that. Uh, I, I'd maybe be here. I rewatched Torso, which I think is like one of the only Italian movies I've really watched this month, and it's f- fine. It's. <laughs> 
It's just, it just Ma- is. Ma- masked killer with gloves killing yeah. ladies. It's just like, oh, I've, I know this, this whole formula. The trailers, yeah. the, tr- the trailer I posted uh, is a lot better than the whole movie, I think. Uh, Sometimes I also, they are. I also checked out this animated film on the Criterion channel called The Wolf House that has Ooh. been w- widely celebrated. And I think this thing is real tough to get through. I because it's bad or because it's hard it's to watch. Boring. It just felt boring to uh. me. So the the most interesting thing about it is how it's technically done. So it is a stop motion film uh, using paper mache. It's like mm. a, in a full sized house, and it's everything is stop motion. And there's these changes to the walls and stuff like that that had to be hand drawn and then photographed and then animated frame by frame meticulously. And it's 75 minutes long, and it's got some story about like a chill, like a German, like Christian farm in Chile, and it's mm-hmm. like, a, but it's a kind of a cult, and they don't let you leave or something. And man, I don't know. I this sunk to me out so hard. I have no idea what it's about. Uh, it seems like a lot of people who love it were like high on drugs. They were getting high and they loved it. I was not that. And I was just like, I get it. Like once you see it done, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. that's a lot of work for not a very good result. Like in terms of like the story, it's just like, this is just fucking boring. Uh, if I was in an art gallery, I would see this and like, it would have its own room and it would be in a dark room and they'd just be looping this 75 minute thing all the time. And people would go in and they'd watch five, 10 minutes. So I'm go, wow, that's really impressive. And they'd get up and leave because they have no idea what it is. And even if you sat there from start to finish, you're at the same time like for me like i see some people like this i'm like what do you like about it it, it seems pretty incoherent and like i don't follow what it's saying at all it, there's a couple of really good visuals that are spooky but yeah this mm. is some real horror adjacent stuff i felt like uh, i got i got ripped off rj <laughs> yeah i felt that tight. too yeah absolutely. uh yeah, I, I haven't heard of this at all, but uh, I'm not on the internet that much. Yeah. So it's, it pops it's up on Letterbox. Surprising. It's got a really nice poster. The image of it's really nice. Let um, me see the Wolf House. Yeah. Oh, Tree Man. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Tree Person, RJ. Tree Human. Yeah. Uh, 75 minutes. Holy shit. Yeah. I, don't know if I thought you said short. Well, it's 75 minutes. Uh,. Yeah, anyway. I was expecting ten minutes. No, 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 no. It's like yeah. a, it's, a, it's one of those like Jan Schwankmeyer feature films that are like so fucking boring to get through. And it's like it's just not worth it. Just watch the shorts; they're way cooler. You're uh, definitely a Jan Schwankmeyer. I, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. I checked out Halloween Tree. Yeah. Oh, how was that? It's a, it's okay. It's a kid's. Have you show. never have you seen it I had. before? Yeah, I watched it. Oh, probably, okay. I think I watched it when it originally broadcast. Yeah, I think it. Uh, it's. I get a lot of nostalgic value out of it, and uh, I have a personal yeah connection to it, so I think it's great. Yes. but uh, yeah, it is. It's a kids movie. It's a kids show. Uh, Ray Bradbury narrates, who kind of sounds like Steve Allen. How a little to... bit. <laughs> yeah. How to cook Steve Allen? How to cook Steve Allen? Uh, well, Kane and Kodos can uh, mm-hmm. get in on this too. Um, yeah, he he's good in that, and uh, don't forget about your friend. Mr. Spock. Mr. Spock and their mold shroud. Uh, Mr. Muntrude. Muntrude, okay. Mr. Muntrude and the Halloween tree. And you steal your souls. Serious stuff. It's a, for kids, you gotta admit, it's pretty cool. It's pretty serious. Yeah. 
Um, and geez, for the rest of this this stuff, I could talk about. Oh, I got next week because it's Halloween. You, you do have next week. Yeah. Uh, Satanic Rites of Dracula. It's like sp- yeah. there's spies and Satanic stuff and Dracula and it's Hammer, yeah. but it's like nothing special. Yeah. At all. Nightlife. I agree. Nightlife sucks big time. Uh, Moonlight Man in the Whisper. Who man, boy. Good stuff. These, these are three minute shorts that. Uh, if you if you like what uh, Dave Strange or whatever his name is, if you like his work, he's not in this at all. This is dollar store like mm-hmm. S S man. Uh, you like I, I I do think you should watch The Whisperer because I'm telling you, you will burst out laughing. <laughs> like I did. What is, what is this available on? On YouTube? YouTube, YouTube, both of them. Moonlight yeah. Man. Uh, it's got the most annoying park job you've ever seen in your life. Uh, and and they got it coming. And the whisperer, uh, you will just like, you will burst out laughing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up right now, so that as soon as we're done, I will watch it. Good, but I, I'll forget if I don't type it uh, in right now. And then, yeah, la- last of school school for this mm-hmm. year. Uh, I will mention I watched Jacko, uh, which was written and produced by Fred Olin Ray. This oh, is a, a slasher film about a, a pumpkin-headed killer, which I'm like, that sounds that amazing. Sounds very cool. It sucks so much. Aww. It sucks. It's so a Fred Olin Ray pumpkin movie? How did we miss this? Well, he didn't direct it. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, uh, I don't even know what you can, how you could recommend this like, at all. I mean, I followed this up with Hack-O-Lantern, uh, which is a, a far superior film, <laughs> far, uh, compared, yeah, sure. But yeah, man, Jacko. More like Crapo, am I right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, that's pretty brilliant. Got him. Got him. I got him. Yeah. Nah, that's good. I would do that. Cool. Well, Okay. That's that's it, RJ. You have three minutes before you have to like fall asleep. Uh, do you want me to talk to you about Future Shock, Alien Erotica, Kuso, Antebellum in five minutes? Well, you got you got next you have next week. Oh yeah, I got next week. Do you want to hear about any of those right now? You, you, or tell, not? you, you could tell me about Antebellum. Antebellum. Okay, Antebellum's kind of strange. Uh, do you know anything about this one? Not really. Okay. Do you know what epigenetics is? And I, I like I'm I'm actually asking like do you know about that at all? Uh, I don't think so. Epigenetics is this brand of like uh, behavioral like neuroscience and biology where um like past trauma can get imprinted into like genetics and like there has been like findings of this so like like ants like grandchildren of people who were in Holocaust camps uh, they have like certain. They have certain things in their DNA that are like um, turned on a certain way that makes them predisposed to like uh, other like traumatic stress things. Um, and like people from like 9-11 have this too. Anyways, uh, I was like I was watching Antebellum and I was just like uh, this movie has a turn. And I wouldn't say that it was martyrs-esque, <laughs> but I would say it's more like Ghostland-esque, which is the Martyrs guy second movie, where you're watching it for about 20 minutes, and you're like, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. And then there's a turn, and you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Huh? 
Uh, and that's where, like, when I was watching this, I was like, I was like, is this an epigenetics horror film about like previous trauma being imprinted into people's lives? And I was like, what is this? And then it turns again, and I was like, ah, oh, okay. But then I was also like, I kind of, I almost liked it more in my mind. I was like the way that they present the first 40 minutes of this, that's honestly how it feels where you're just like, even if you don't know what that is, you're just like, is this like genetic trauma? And you're like, that's interesting. And then it kind of, it changes a little bit too. But anyways, I don't really want to say what it is. Cause this movie's got like two turns that are kind of surprises. But the first 20 minutes of this movie is, uh, this is slavery based horror. And uh, like, I'm a bit, of two minds where I think the stuff they were doing, it's all like historically accurate. And you're like, Oh, you're like, yeah, this stuff is horrific. Um, nothing like as bad as some of the stuff people actually did, but like you're watching it and it's very cinematic. It's very, um, crisp, like in picture and like the scores all kind of set. Right. And, but it's all to all these horrible things. And you're just like, oof. uh, you're like, you're like, yeah, slavery was bad. It's not good stuff. Um, and then I get why it's kind of got this horse spin, but at the same time, and this is where I'm of two minds. I was kind of like, I think this could have kind of just succeeded as just a movie like that part, just about slavery and itself. It's like, it's horrific enough. It doesn't need like the added, um, like, uh, it doesn't need the added like atmosphere of horror movies where it's like slow speed stuff with like ominous score because I was like, it's, I was like, it's already bad. Like, do you, do you know what I, does that make any sense? Where I, I, I know what they were doing, but I was like, I think this stuff's already bad enough. I don't know if you needed to horror movie it up for people. Mm, okay. If that makes any sense to anyone, cause but uh, but what what they did show was well done. It was just like, oh, yeah, they're showing a lot of horror stuff and it is gruesome uh, or slavery stuff. But then there is a turn. And I can tell you if you want. Uh, I don't know. Do you want me to tell you what it is? Go for it. So it's all the slavery stuff for like 20 minutes. And then you start to hear phones ring uh, and you see planes in the sky and you're like, wait a minute. And then the girl like the lady who is like the like one of the main slaves she like wakes up and it's like modern day and she's in an apartment with like a husband and they have like cell phones and computers and stuff like that. And then it's that for like 20, 30 minutes. And that's where I was just like, I was like, is this like generational like trauma? Uh, And I was like, that's kind of a neat idea. I didn't really like think of that. And then it, uh, I won't say this one, but it turns again later. And then I was like, ah, okay. Um, But anyways, Annabelle was, uh, I think it's got, uh, I think it's a well put together movie. By the end, I was kind of like, eh. I was like, I'm a little bit, I'm I'm not hot, I'm not cold, I'm somewhere in the middle on this. But um, that first ten minutes is pretty effective, where it's just basically like uh, American history, and you're like, oh, okay, this is gr- gruesome stuff. But then I think it it kind of turns too much, where uh, I think it's really trying to be Jordan Peele. Uh, if that makes sense, like in Get Out, and you're just like, it's like it's not quite uh, as good of an idea. And I think even if Jordan Peele was doing it, I think people would be like, ah, it's okay. It's not, it's not Get Out though. Um, and uh, I think it's going for that a little bit. And you're like, eh, 
I don't know. It's uh, it's got good stuff in it, but at the same time, I was kind of like, eh. Yeah. So anyways, that's cool school, baby. That's cool school. For, uh, mm-hmm. Another one in the books. Another one in the books. And if we did people it. are very invested in hearing about uh, the remainder of this week before Halloween, up to Halloween, you can listen next week. Yes. When we return to talk about Rob Bristle's pickpocket. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we're, we're, gonna be, we're back, baby. We're back in the, the creeps mode. Wish we weren't. All about them hands. Get these hands. And pants. And, well, maybe. Maybe some hands, maybe or, some pants. Who or, knows? Or pantsless. Pantsless is obviously another one you can do. <sighs> Creep All right. it real, loser. You talking to me or the uh, listeners? Uh, you. I love our listeners. Questionable. Crapo.